Hey guys, what's up? It's Tyler here from uh, Fellowship of the Podcast. Um, again, uh, we're all doing okay. Um, everybody else is doing their thing. Kyle and I are doing our thing on the Rockus. Uh, Lauren's doing his thing on the Lauren Files. So um, we're pretty much doing, we're pretty much busy at the moment. So, but uh, again, um, I have another special treat for you guys, um, like I did with the uh, Jurassic Park and Jurassic World. Uh, this time, I'm actually going to be doing the Indiana Jones one. So that's something that we're also passionate about. Um, of course, the dial of the uh, the uh, new Indiana Jones movie came out um, a couple months ago. So I don't think we're going to re- do a review, but um, but hopefully we can whenever we can um, we all have to well most of us have seen it and um, maybe one day we'll do a review but um, again gonna be doing the exact same thing like I did with the Jurassic Park Jurassic World uh, all in one no breaks no nothing just straight on through so just wanted to give you guys something out um, obviously they're a lot older episodes but you know what um, I just wanted to do that for you guys, and hopefully you guys could be able to listen to it. But enough of me rambling. I hope you guys are having a good, good day, good night, wherever you guys are from, and part of the world. Just know that um, we're thinking about you guys, and always um, um, just strive to be the best person that you can be. Anyways, guys, without further ado, here is the. Indiana Jones Saga. Take it away, Lord. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Fellowship of the Podcast. Uh, today, we have uh, Matthew and Kyle and myself. Hey, guys. What's up? How's it going? What's happening, everybody? Yes, yes. How's everybody's uh, Memorial Day weekend going? Um, weirdly tiring. I've, uh, <laughs> I spent so much time with relatives, uh, Friday and Saturday, and now I'm just kind of low key burnt out and tomorrow's just going to be really, uh, really quiet and boring for me. <laughs> Sounds good. How about you, uh, uh, Matthew? Good. Just working a lot. Um, the grind, but I mean, I, I love what I do, so it's, it's fun. So it was a good week, productive week. And, uh, yeah, that's Sounds pretty much good. It. Hey, so I have a I have a quick announcement to make. Um, so I actually, spur of the moment, just started a, a, a brand new podcast in addition to the one that I'm doing here. Uh, and this is kind of a like a one man podcast. It was very very last minute last night. Uh, I was hanging out with um, uh, with my brother and some of his friends, and then uh, once everybody left, uh, uh, one of our our friends, um, me and him, uh, decided uh, like, hey, you know what movie I haven't seen in a long time? Uh, Daddy daycare. So we were watching Daddy daycare, and then afterwards, we we're like, "Do you want to make a podcast about this?" So we uh, uh, last night we stayed up to like one in the morning recording a podcast about Daddy daycare. And uh, uh, originally, I was gonna make it like a bonus episode to ours, but I felt like um, it, it would be better if I just kind of like made made my my own uh, uh, podcast, uh, and it'll be just kind of like a, a very laid back sort of thing so i might have if you guys want to have like be like a guest star on it i'll, I'll invite you guys in sometime and uh, 
Uh, but the podcast is called The Lauren Files. So this is my podcast in addition to this podcast. If in a, if anything, it's like an expansion, if you will. Okay. So, uh, so I'm, you're not I'm sorry? You're not engaged. I'm not. I'm sorry. That's never going to happen. <laughs> I'm not saying <laughs> Never gonna happen. Okay, Lauren's gonna be single for the rest of his life. Everybody, you just heard it. BFL, bro. BFL. <laughs> That's cool, dude. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'll check it out. Of course. It's yeah. It, it got a. Uh, it, it got pretty pretty funny. Pretty weird too. <laughs> no, it, it's worth checking out. Um, so that's that's my announcement. Um, and uh, speaking about it, uh, where can we listen to it? Oh, uh, it, I recorded it on Anchor, so you can listen to it like literally everywhere else. You can listen to uh, uh, to our podcast, uh, Fellowship of the Podcast. So you know, okay. uh, Spotify, Anchor app, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, uh, Podcast with friends. I don't know if that's something real, but yes, now anywhere you can find podcasts is what uh, uh, the was said. So what's the what's the plural form of podcast? Is it just podcast, podcast or is it pod? <laughs> Podkai. Podkai. Please don't We're create a new term. <laughs> <laughs> it's unnecessary Latinization. <laughs> you're making it more complex than it needs to be. Uh, yes. All right. Yes, if you're a fan of this podcast, you'll like my other podcast. I have two Podkai. And definitely check that out. <laughs> I'm I'm unironically cringing at that. <laughs> I'm, I'm mentally throwing up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, uh, hey guys, where where can well I think we already went over where you can listen to us. <laughs> I'll go. I'll do it though. So yeah, uh, you can listen to us um, on uh, Google and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and right here on the Anchor app. We are sure. Fellowship of the Podcast. And uh, social media accounts. Um, I always get the Twitter wrong, but I believe it is Fellowship Pod nineteen. Is that correct? correct? That is correct. <laughs> it took uh, I don't know six months or whatever since Tyler cleared that. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, so yes, and then our, our Instagram page is run by me, uh, Lauren, uh, and that is that's uh, Fellowship of the Podcast, all one word. Uh, give us a follow. We got a lot of great stuff. And uh, uh, we do have a movie of the week, uh, but real quick, I, I will mention that I saw, uh, actually just earlier this afternoon, I saw A Quiet Place Part 2, uh, the sequel to John Krasinski's A Quiet Place, uh, and I, I really liked it. That was, uh, um, I would say it's probably just as good as the first movie, and uh, yeah, fun fact, actually, it was like the movie that I had tickets for, in fact, it was a double feature uh, scheduled uh, with, with the first and second movie scheduled for um, like I, I think a day or two after everything shut down in March of 2020, so I was really really pissed when the uh, when that was uh, when I when I got my refund. <laughs> but I finally got to see it. I, I loved it. It was a great time. Super suspenseful. Uh, if you love the first movie, uh, you'll definitely love this movie as well. It's they're great companions for each other. So definitely check that out. Uh, but that's yeah. not our movie of the week. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you say something? Oh, yeah. I just said they all die. Hey, don't spoil it. <laughs> I, I have never seen the film, so don't quote me on okay. that. Okay. 
Oh, wow, Lauren, you foiled it now, then. <laughs> three is just going to be um, it's just going to be na- a nature shot because there's nobody else alive. <laughs> nice. It's an M. Night Shyamalan twist. Yes. What's a twist? Uh, but yeah, that is, not, that is not our movie of the week. Uh, uh, that is just a movie that I saw this week. But our movie of the week is actually belonging to Kyle. So Kyle, will you share with us our movie of the week? Yeah, man. Uh, I don't know how many people consecutively listen to this podcast, but uh, I said last week that uh, while they were talking about the new Hocus Pocus movie, that I had never, I don't think I have ever seen Hocus Pocus. And uh, it's one of those films people really like nowadays. And if I remember correctly, I said I might have seen it 15 to 20 years ago, one time on like Disney Halloween Channel. Does anybody remember those? Oh yes. yeah, remember Back that when Disney was good. Yeah, was growing up that this movie, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I finally saw it. You know, they have it on Disney Plus, and um, while I was watching it, I, I kind of just had to like take it all in, <laughs> having not seen this movie in the longest time, and not not being part of the whole hocus pocus zeitgeist. Is that what we what we'll call it? Yeah, I think we could go with that. Yeah. Okay. And uh, I I gotta say maybe it's because I didn't grow up watching it or like uh, I I never related to the memes or whatever. But I gotta tell you, for the most part, I didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like I like Bette Midler in it, and Sarah Jessica Parker is strangely excellent in the movie. Um, so, so it's a movie about, I mean, do I really have to go over the plot? It's three witches. No, you don't. Yeah. Everybody's seen it. No, you're good. Okay. Okay. Everybody knows the plot. And, uh, all I, all I want to say about this film is, um, props to that bus driver, man. He's so horny. He doesn't even give a fuck. He's going to lose his job. Aren't they like (laughs) sitting on his lap in it? (laughs) Yes. Sarah Jessica Parker literally... Honking the bus horn. He's a public bus driver, so Salem. <laughs> worried they get fired? No, because it's Halloween. They give everybody a free pass in Salem on Halloween. I guess. A free pass to ride on a lap, too? I don't know, man. It seems... Halloween is like the purge uh, in Salem. It's like, it's like oh, you... You, you uh, uh, sexually assaulted someone, you get one free one on Halloween in Salem. Oh, no. That's terrible, Lauren. <laughs> oh, no. It's uh, <laughs> it's like Yom Kippur for dirtbags. <laughs> <laughs> Perfectly said. Perfectly said. Oh, man. Okay. Um, well, it, it was it was a really interesting movie experience. Uh, I will say I'll, I'll recommend people seeing it uh, if you haven't. Although probably everybody has seen it, I'm probably just the, the weirdo out. And um, uh, I like the energy, and like I said, Bette Midler is probably the best part of the whole movie, uh, and or the talking cat. But I think my new Halloween costume idea nowadays is either going to be. Um, the main kid in the movie, I want to I want to get his name right, Max, when he dresses as the quote unquote rap star. 
Yeah. Or yeah. I'll dress as Sarah Jessica Parker in this movie for a costume in the future. I haven't decided which. <laughs> right, so, how about the, the, that Madonna costume with the, the, cone, the cones? <laughs> it is a little bit like, like that kind of costume. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was an interesting experience, and I'm glad I saw it now. That's good to hear, yeah. Uh, oh, I guess real quick, because you didn't really share much, uh, being that you haven't seen the movie uh, uh, when we did last week's episode, but uh, do you have any uh, thoughts on what they might do for the sequel? So the only thing I can think of that they might do for the sequel is um, they return to the cemetery and somehow... The witches are now going to be good, and there's an evil, great, even greater evil they have to fight. Maybe the devil. I don't know. That that would be my guess for the movie. And what if it's a uh, um, the devil from uh, it, it's a uh, Dave Grohl from uh, Tenacious D and the Pick of Destiny? It's that devil. Well, well, then my my life will be complete. <laughs> yes, I, I would love to see that happen. Um, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! Uh, great, great choice. Uh, but uh, should we uh, should we get started into the main event now? I think so. All right. Uh, so I think we mentioned uh, in our previous episode that today we are going to be talking about, and it's going to be a series, a mini series, I guess. Of we're going to be reviewing the Indiana Jones movies. So this week we're going to be talking about Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, so um, I guess we'll uh, uh, we'll go around to each individual person. Uh, we'll share your. Um, uh, Can we well, say something? Can I say something before we yeah. start? Yes. This movie is like Star Wars, where when the original Star Wars came out, it was just called Star Wars. When this one first came out, it was Rares of the Lost Ark. It's a little pet peeve of mine, but when I go to the when i go to a best buy or target and i see these uh, indiana jones movie collections it says indiana jones of the rares of the lost ark i don't know about you guys but i get a little bit snippy i'm like just put raiders of the lost ark not indiana jones and the raiders of the lost ark it just exactly and actually when you think about it it does, the title doesn't even make sense when you have it that way because indiana jones is one of the raiders of the lost ark yeah. So it's like uh, yeah. Jones, it, it basically in, the title is Indiana Jones and some other people doing stuff that Indiana Jones does. That's what the title is kind of referring to. Correct. Yeah. yeah so that's correct. my only that's my only gripe. It's like, come on, uh, like they always. It's like Texas Chainsaw Massacre when you when they release it on DVD, it's always Texas Chainsaws. Two words. The original poster and film. It was Chainsaw, not Chainsaw. One word. But people do chainsaws the full one word, and it's like no, it's two words for the original movie. Well, Things I like that just you, Matt. Uh, set me on fire. On IMDb, they have it listed as Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh. <laughs> strangely, on the uh, the title on IMDb, just Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what to tell you. Just that's just a little gripe of mine that I uh, that uh, that just bursts my buttons. Yeah, and yeah, Star Star Wars is, is like that too. The, you know, like the original one that years later they added a New Hope episode four uh, yeah. on the title, but uh, yeah, uh, but yeah, yeah, great, great point you you brought up there. Uh, so I guess what we'll do for for each person, um, 
since it's it's such a big movie and I'm, I'm sure we all have a lot to say about it we'll uh we'll start off like uh sharing what your um initial exposure to the movie was like at what age did you see it uh what were your thoughts then uh what was your experience watching it as a a child or I don't, maybe you're older when you saw it uh and then uh uh what are your uh thoughts uh, thoughts about it then and what are your thoughts about it now and how it shaped you uh so i don't know whoever wants to jump in uh, go right ahead so uh, I'll, I'll i'll start Okay. Uh, so okay. I got in, I got introduced to uh, Indiana Jones when I was really young. I was in elementary school, probably like a second or third grader, maybe a first grader. I don't remember. But uh, one of my aunts, when I would go to her house, she had a huge collection of VHS tapes in her closet. My uncle and aunt's closet, tons of them. And I would just scavenge through there and look at all these kind of movies they had. One of the movies that they had there, I always wanted to see, but my 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 aunt told me I couldn't because it was rated R and there was like, uh, there's like really graphic scenes in it. Uh, was Purple Rain, and a Ooh. random. I was like, what is this? Because when I saw Prince on the motorcycle, I didn't know who Prince was. Well, I thought that was Michael Jackson, so I thought it was a Michael Jackson movie. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I want to see this movie with Michael Jackson. It's like that's not Michael Jackson. No, you can't watch that movie. It's not appropriate for you. <laughs> but uh one of the movies that i remember one time i was at my aunt's house and they, it was on uh, they were watching raise the lost ark again they had a vhs player and i was like what is this movie and i was watching it i don't know if i finished the whole film but i explicitly remember the opening crawl opening scene of the whole uh going to the temple and and finding that stat that golden statue and the boulder and the booby traps all that but I was like only one time I watched that film. Then I watched Temple of Doom. Temple of Doom surprisingly was the Indiana Jones movie that I was the most attached to growing up. Uh, that one was my favorite Indiana Jones movie. And later I I when I was younger, I think I saw The Last Crusade also, but I when I was younger, I don't know about you guys, but I always mixed Where's the Lost Ark and The Last Crusade together i don't know i like for, yes. for some reason i always got confused that as a kid as i got older i i mean i knew the difference between two but as a kid i was like wait is the boulder scene in the last crusade or is in the raiders of the lost ark i didn't know because i remember one time i went to disneyland and they had the vhs tapes individually there when i was a little kid and when i went to disneyland i was like in my head i was like wait which is the one with the boulder and i didn't know so I was like, hmm, I think it's in The Last Crusade. So I got The Last Crusade, and I remember when I got home and I popped it on my VH, uh, in my VCR, and I played the movie. I was like, this isn't the Boulder scene. This movie doesn't have it. I got all bummed out because, like, I got the wrong movie. <laughs> 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 but, uh, yeah, I, I – Indiana – I know people styles – Star Wars is their childhood. Star Wars is my childhood too. But Indiana Jones – has a bigger spot in my heart and in my in my well-being growing up in my childhood i have more of an attachment to indiana jones than i do with star wars even though i they're both extremely close but if i had to choose indiana jones or star wars i choose indiana jones um but obviously i didn't see in theaters because i wasn't even thought of at the time <laughs> right but uh seeing it yeah first time i ever saw it was on vhs of my aunt's loved it uh, Temple of Doom was by far my favorite. Super dark and creepy, and I just remember the heart, uh, the the heart on fire. Great, but uh, yeah, Stark was one of those ones. Like, I remember, I like, I didn't remember it too much as a kid, 
the step but as i got older watching it, i was like oh this is the one with the boulder scene i was like i can finally put my quote but uh no it's it's definitely it has comedic moments to it but it's it's one of the more serious ones it's, it's weird because like temple of doom could be technically a rated r film if it wanted to with the stuff that's in it but for some reason i always feel like raiders is just a little bit more serious even despite not having all those yeah um, but right it has just the right amount of humor overly doing it with raider really like um amazing film i uh again watch on vhs for christmas i when i was i think a fifth grader that's when dvds were fairly new that same aunt and uncle for christmas gift the indian dvd white screen and it came with like a collector's kind of box or has indiana jones on it dude i still have that thing it's freaking awesome man <laughs> so many great cute. memories i was so i was not expecting that at all like one of the greatest christmas presents i remember with my childhood but uh yeah raiders of the Lost one of my favorite films of all time uh lauren knows because he probably already has it pre-ordered i'm a dumbass because i don't have a pre-order yet for some stupid reason but uh indiana jones 4k box set is coming out i think in a week or two it's coming yeah pretty soon so uh uh, so yeah i'll I'll be binging all the movies uh uh, pretty soon yeah i I love them i don't know maybe it's just me but after it's part of that box set just for me just kind of like kills it for me even though it's like I don't have to watch it, but the fact that it's even there is just kind of like it dec- excitement for the box. Set, even though it's like, dude, it has original three. It's weird like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, I don't know. Indiana Jones has kind of always been a trilogy, and then Crystal Skull's like, okay, if you really want to see more action, there you go. Um, yeah. So yeah, it, it does. Feel, I don't it, even. It yeah. Like I, 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 yeah, oh. like I, I, I forget about the Crystal Skull, honestly. I just think of the trilogy. Honestly, I, I call it the Jones trilogy still. Everyone does, Matt. It's not your fault. It's uh, what happens when you experience trauma. You block it out. See, that's it's the same thing with me and the uh, um, the Die Hard movies. Trilogy to me too. Yeah, it, it's same thing with me and the the Die Hard movies. It's like the original trilogy, and then uh, Live Free and Die Hard is pretty good too. Uh, but a good day to Die Hard, I just pretend that doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah but uh but that was my exposure uh i i want to thank publicly for me my aunt and uncle introducing me to indiana jones my favorite franchise of all time and um yeah even still today i think indiana jones trilogy is a stronger trilogy than star wars that's just me <clears throat> yeah that's that's going into the film yet just my introduction but, uh, yeah, we'll get Kyle. Uh, you, yeah, you Kyle, why, why don't you go? Okay. Uh, I was going to say, all right, well, let me first start with when I was introduced to it. So unlike Matt, even though I really like Indiana Jones, for me, Indiana Jones is like 90% Raiders of the Lost Ark for me. I just never watched the other two as much as I did Raiders of the Lost Ark. Um, I think I got introduced to it by my dad, somewhere between the age of like eight and 11. In that same time frame that you get introduced to like Star Wars and 
I, at the time, was getting into <laughs> Lord of the Rings at that age, but that's a that's a whole other discussion. Um, and uh, I think we rented it from Hollywood Video Blockbuster Video. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I really like it. To me, this is the most iconic of the Indiana Jones movies. The Boulder, the him switching out. Uh, the that gold trinket for the trap, the faces melting off, that dude that gets shredded up in the propeller later on in the movie, uh, that really hilarious fight scene that we'll talk about later. Just all of it is really iconic Indiana Jones in this movie. Uh, and you know something? I think I'm going to agree with Matt because for me, Indiana Jones, you know, came out the same year that the third part of the original trilogy of Star Wars came out, 1981. And Lucas had been working on this uh, new story concept, uh, who he had been writing with. Oh, my God, I'm going to forget the name. Lawrence Kasdan and uh, Philip Kaufman. And uh, they were working with Steven Spielberg on this to have a new adventure film because George Lucas was now running out of time managing his company, which the Star Wars legacy, and he wanted to do something completely different. And at the time, it was it seemed really weird that he was going to not do fantasy space sci-fi movies start like Star Wars. And I think it's it's a stronger product that, you know, it, it, it punches in all the right places uh, in the genre. Like if you didn't know that this kind of discovery adventure um, genre existed, you would think George Lucas or Steven Spielberg had invented it in film. That's how well done Raiders of the Lost Ark is. Um, so I think this is a really strong movie. And uh, thankfully, I just watched this movie very, very recently after having not seen it in years. And I have nothing but good things to say about this film. And uh, I, I am looking forward to talking about the overall plot. And... Uh, that's what I have to say. What's that? Say that this movie, Raiders of the Lost Ark, is a solid A plus film. It oh, is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Especially when it comes to like fantasy adventure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, I guess I'll, I'll uh, share share my uh, experience. So I had probably the one, one of the weirdest introductions to Indiana Jones. Uh, I've I mean, or it's just, uh, uh, I guess, uh, unorthodox, if you will. Um, so the first, my first exposure to Indiana Jones as a character was the the ride. Uh, like when I was when I was little, you know, we, I'd go to Disneyland all the time, and I'd walk past the ride, and that was, you know, I was too short to go on the ride, obviously. So it was always that ride I, I couldn't ride. And then uh, one day it was like I was finally tall enough, and I was like, I finally get to ride the, the Indiana Jones ride, and. Um, uh, so I, I wrote it and had a great time, uh, but obviously I didn't know anything about the character. And then I, I remember like later on that the same day when I rode the ride, uh, we went to like some other some restaurant in Disneyland. I believe if I want to get uh, specific, I think it was ESPN Zone in, in uh, downtown Disney. <laughs> I think that was the exact restaurant. Yeah. Uh, and I remember I was like with my parents and my, my grandparents and I was uh, I was asking them like, uh uh, I was asking him questions about Indiana Jones, like who is Indiana Jones? Uh, like what are the what what movies is he in? And uh, they were telling me like 
like, oh, you know, there's there's the the first one, which is Raiders of the Lo- of the Lost Ark. Uh, the third one's also really good. And then my parents were just very dismissive of Temple of Doom. Interesting. <laughs> Cause was, yeah, because it was a a, a graphic. Um, and my, yeah, my my dad's not a not a big fan of that that movie in particular. Uh, but he really likes like the first one and the third one. I, I love I was, Temple of. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't get me wrong. I love Temple of Doom too. It's just you know that that's my my dad's uh, uh, personal preference. He does he's not a, yeah. a big fan of Temple of Doom. So uh, uh, they were hyping up like the first movie and the third movie a lot. Um, and then I remember it must have been shortly after um, uh, I was about to go on a on a road trip with uh, with my grandparents. And uh, a quick, like, backstory. Uh, so I, I never grew up with, with cable TV. I grew up with, like, the, the, the crappy <laughs> public TV. Uh, oh. But that doesn't, that doesn't mean I, I didn't really grow up with it. I mean, I, I went, my grandparents had it. So I would, you know, go over to their house and watch, and watch cable and all that. And uh, they would record a lot of stuff for us on, on those uh, uh, blank VHS tapes. So we would get all kinds of uh, uh, recorded VHS tapes from them. And then uh, uh, when we were going on this road trip, we had like a, a TV, like a portable TV set up in the, in the car. And uh, my grandparents recorded, uh, well, a bunch of other uh, tapes and stuff. But one of the tapes they got was Indiana Jones. It was the first movie and the third movie. It was uh, uh, Raiders and, and uh, uh, Last Crusade. But I think it was probably like a TNT marathon or something. Mm-hmm. one of those channels and uh for some reason the first movie on the tape was uh uh last crusade so i watched the third movie first and then eventually i watched the the first movie and uh, i, I <laughs> so yeah it was it was, it was a, a very very unorthodox and i i really liked like both of them um uh, I, I think I liked him a lot more later on, uh, but I liked them, you know, my, my first uh, uh, viewing there. And for some reason, Temple of Doom, I never got around to seeing that until much, much later, like right around when uh, 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 Kingdom of the Crystal Skull came out, actually. Wow. So, yeah, it took, a, it took a really long time for me to, for me to finally see uh, uh, Temple of Doom. And, uh, uh, yeah, and obviously at the same time I was, I was seeing uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Um, but I guess one more thing I'll, I'll add into my, uh, uh, experience with Raiders of the Lost Ark years later in, uh, in high school, they, at my, uh, my local movie theater, they do a series of classic movie screenings. And normally it's, you know, it's like a very simple, um, screening they'll do like, like once every other week, I think every other Wednesday or something. And they'll, they'll screen classic movies and, you know, th- there'll be like a few uh, sometimes it'll be a packed a packed theater, uh, or sometimes it'll, it'll just be like a few people uh, scattered throughout the theater, uh, depending on how popular the movie is. And it's all it's usually only one screen that's playing that classic movie. But one time, it, I think it was like summer, uh, like in between my freshman and sophomore year, I believe they had a, um, they were showing Raiders of the Lost Ark on the big screen. So me. And uh, my friend Eric, we we was like, hey, they're playing Raiders of the Lost Ark. Let's go, let's go see it in the theater. And when we went to the theater, there was a huge line wrapping around the entire theater just for like that would never happen with any other classic movie at the uh, classic movie screening at the at the theater. 
And it was so popular that one particular screening of Indiana Jones, or sorry, Raiders of the Lost Ark, that uh, uh, they had to play it on like three different screens, I believe, like three or four different screens. And I, I think they, I think they actually added one because they they weren't expecting this many people to show up for this <laughs> one movie. So that that really shows like how big of a movie this is. Uh, even you know, it, it's celebrating its 40th anniversary this year. So it's still very, very popular um, and very, uh, um, very impactful for many generations to to enjoy. And um, you know, I, I it's it's one of my favorite movies of all time. Like this, along with uh, Last Crusade, I think I like those both equally. Uh, so those are uh, two two of my all time favorite movies. And uh, um, yeah, I can't wait to get into the plot about uh, about uh, Raiders. So yeah, that was my uh, exposure to uh, Indiana Jones. <laughs> Go very, very unorthodoxy, but uh, uh, yeah, it was uh, it was fun. But what you're telling me, Lauren, is you did a sort of reverse machete at it with uh, the Indiana Jones trilogy on your first uh, watch through. Yes, <laughs> if you really think about it, I think I saw three. I think it was three, one, and I forget if I saw two before or after I saw Crystal Skull. So it, it was right around the same time. So it's either way, it's just, it's very jumbled. Um, but then again, Temple of Doom technically takes place before uh, uh, Raiders, of the, Raiders of the Lost Ark. So uh, I don't know where you factor that in there. But yeah, the I'll point say, is... I'll, I'll... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it was a very, very strange exposure to Indiana Jones uh, watching the movies in a jumbled order. But I'll say that this: though, the, 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 fil- the films aren't uh, are like are not a continue. You know, it's not like stars or like a long plot. In each film, you have to watch each one to understand. They're all individual ind- adventures, so that's what's great about. It. So even though you watch it in that order, it's not like it took away from anything. Yeah. Yeah, so that's one. That's one great thing about this series. It's all like, yeah, you don't really need to. Uh, it, it's not. It's not about the uh, the overall story throughout the franchise. It's just like each movie is like a new adventure for this character. And uh, you know, I, I can't really think of too many other movies like that because pretty much any franchise now, it's like it has to continue off of the uh, the previous movie, uh, regardless of like you just want to tell your own story or not. So that's one thing I really respect about the this franchise. Like there are references to the previous movies and all that, but um, uh, for the most part, like you can watch one movie and uh, you won't have to know anything about the the other movies, which is why it works so well uh, with me as a little kid watching the third movie first and then the first movie, and it, it didn't matter because I, um, I I enjoyed them either way. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, uh, so Matthew, why don't you uh, you share uh, your your thoughts about the, uh, the the movie overall? Well, what I was thinking we could do is make it easier. I don't know if you guys have ever. Well, I know Lauren has. I, I'm sure Kyle has too. If you guys, uh, we all love uh, and Cinemasker when they do their rental reviews. I was thinking we can just kind of mm-hmm. go kind of scene by scene, just all together, kind of share our thoughts about what we thought about it. Let's do it. It was a little easier. So, so opening scene is uh, they're in Peru. I think so. They're in generic South American environment. 
That's right. But yeah, it's just a South America right. thing. But uh, I just remember as a kid, like the jungle. So when I when I would go in, oh, it's like I'm when you're waiting in line to go on the ride. I was like, ooh, this is like the the beginning of the Raiders of the Lost Ark movie. You're just what? in the jungle yeah, the and jungle. yeah. Let's point out one thing before we before we get started here. This opening scene of Raiders of the Lost Ark is so iconic. It's like immediately what you think of when you think of Indiana Jones. Yeah, Everybody I think that you could almost just watch this whole thing until he escapes to Boulder, and I think you get a pretty good gist of what Indiana Jones is like. Exactly, because it's That's like what's essential it is. Because like when you think about it, it's like Indiana Jones. What what are some iconic uh, traits about him? It's like okay, you got his hat, his whip, his gun. The boulder, that's like the next thing after his appearance is the boulder because that's how iconic this opening scene is. Yes. Absolutely. The two is that uh, it shows him as not just like your typical action hero where he's invincible. That like he almost, he barely gets out of these near but not just that, that after being a hero. Well, actually, he's kind of not a hero think about it because yes, he, he gets the he gets the he gets the statue letter. It gets taken by him, as you all know. Lena, who later on ends up playing Doc Ock in Spider-Man Two, you guys know that's pretty cool. A young Alfred Molina, yeah. but uh, he the crazy to, thing is that like multiple. Oh, I'm sorry. He has he's had uh, multiple Lego minifigures based off of him. When you think about it. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, the Indiana Jones game for Legos, you can't forget that. It's such a great game. But uh, yeah. I was going to say, like, after he gets caught, it's not like he fights all these these uh, these indigenous people. No, he runs. He, he books. It's like, ah, screw this. I know I'm going to get caught. So it's kind of funny later when he's sprinting. Like, it goes totally against, like, his character in the first few minutes of the film where he's like a he guy. Like you just see him just running across the freaking grass yelling, Jock, start the engine. <laughs> <laughs> and the dude's literally just fishing. And later, even when Indiana Jones is yelling at him, he's still like hesitating. He's like, uh, should I? I I'm fishing. Uh, uh, fuck it. <laughs> just so funny. <laughs> Such oh, a great that's scene. my pet Reggie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, it, it's like, it, that's what I say, the first 15. The first 10, 15 minutes is literally the per like you guys said, the perfect example of what Indiana Jones is. There's action, adventure, betrayal, elements, and and light comedy. You know, it's 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 kind of for all ages. I know it's a little too graphic for real young kids. It's the perfect to any film character ever. Yeah, and they they made a, a Lego set off of it. Um years like um how iconic the you know the the scene is uh uh it, you know, matthew was talking about it uh kyle was talking about it. we were all kind of talking about like how this is a good representation of the uh uh of indiana jones as a character and i remember um what on one of my birthdays i think it was right around when they were going to be releasing um uh kingdom of the crystal skull they started uh they made uh, indiana jones legos and uh uh, and I remember, you know, one of my birthdays, I was with my my grandparents. And they were, uh, we went to the Lego store in, in downtown Disney, and uh, they're gonna let me pick out a birthday present, and uh, and that's where I've 
found out like for the first time they were releasing Indiana Jones Legos. And uh, I, I think it like it just released like the day of or something. So I was really, really excited. And uh, I didn't even know it was they were going to be making that. And so the first set I saw that I, I had to get was uh, was the, the temple, the temple set with the boulder. And I was I was really, really excited. I remember uh, building that set and I, I had it built for for like several years, I think. And eventually it just like fell apart, like all Lego sets do. But yeah, no, that's that's how much I love that set. It, I had it, I had it built for a very, very long time. And I collected a lot of dust, and uh, uh, yeah, no, I I love that thing. That was like one of my all time favorite Lego sets and uh, and birthday presents in general. That's awesome. I got a Lego set. Uh, the it was in January, and um, it was like a, as a little gift. For a, for a Catholic holiday, me and my family celebrate the Three Kings Day. And um, I was surprised with the coolest gift ever that now that I look back at it, it was probably worth a lot of money. But I didn't know as a kid. I was just like, what? It was uh, it was the Lego set of uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, the opening scene, the boulder and everything. I got that. <laughs> so That's awesome. Cool. Wow. And like as I got older, like I see the price of the item. Dude, a used copy of that is like three hundred dollars even though like yeah. i think when it came out it was like only like 40 or 50 maybe less but like legos have are now super expensive but at that time legos still weren't that bad right badly priced yeah yeah it, it was it, it's one of the best lego sets of all time <laughs> dude even i know this set yeah so uh uh, so yeah, like there, there's that that opening boulder scene, and uh, um, and then you know he's he's like running, and then he, he jumps in the plane, then uh, uh, then they fly away, and then you have a he sees a snake in the cockpit. He's like, "There's a snake in my cockpit, Jock," and he's all like, "Oh, that's my pet Reggie." He's like, "I hate snakes, Jock. I hate them." And we get that first character trait uh, introduced to us for the first time that Indiana Jones hates snakes. And that's something that uh, is very iconic about him. And uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, such a such a great scene. <laughs> oh yeah. It's... And then we find out he's like at Brown University as a professor of, of uh, archaeology. Yes. What is it? So, Some like really big uh, Ivy League school. I'm guessing, and this is a uh, well. When, when is it set? During 1938, 37. I want to say. 19, I think it's 1931. I believe. Oh, is it or that? Or, or, or 1928? I think. I think it was like 1928. Really? Can't. Let me double check. I thought it was like late 30s. I thought it was early 30s, like 33. Anyway, it was sometime long ago. Is the point. Thirty-six. Thirty-six. Okay. So, uh, in, uh, you know, in his classroom, he's he's a, a professor of archaeology, and he's teaching to uh, to many young students. And uh, I guess he's supposed to be the attractive professor that that all the uh, the girls love because there's that one girl that uh, uh, writes on her eyelids "Love you," and uh, uh, I, I think that's kind of a famous gif now. And people people uh, use that for, for many different occasions. Um, but uh, yes, that, that is another trait of Indiana Jones is he's 
not only is he out going on adventures and and uh, uh, you know finding religious artifacts and and escaping death and and fighting Nazis and everything, he's just a regular school professor. Uh, uh, I, I'm you know I'm pretty sure he he has a trouble fitting in with the uh, uh, with all the other professors who are probably like really snobby and just stick with their books all the time and and don't get outside a lot. Oh, so yeah. I imagine in the in the teachers' lounge, he, uh, or whatever's the equivalent in college. <laughs> yeah, they, they, he probably has trouble uh, getting along with them, except for uh, uh, Marcus Brody. Uh, that's his good friend. That's his, like his mentor, I believe. In the, yeah, all of them probably laugh at him for his snake phobia. Fucking dicks. Oh, look at this guy. <laughs> there's a, one of the professors. Like, there's a professor who pulls out his pants. Hey, India, you're afraid of this snake. <laughs> I'm not afraid of miniatures. <laughs> that's not a snake. That's a worm. <laughs> uh, I'm dead. <laughs> but yeah, so he comes. Yeah, so he comes back to his like to the college teaching, and everybody's like. The girls love him. The guys like they respect him. Like he's a cool dude. Everybody loves him. Right there in that scene, doesn't he? Yeah, he drops an apple on the table. But he seems kind of pissed off when he does it too. He's like, "Fuck you, professor. Here's an apple." But uh... that was a very that was a very interesting vibe from that guy. I wonder what his deal was. (laughs) You probably hate Spielberg. <laughs> do, do you think when uh, when Indiana Jones goes on one of his adventures, he's like he gets really exhausted after uh, like almost dying several times, and then like he finally gets home from the weekend, and he's all like he's like, oh crap, I had to grade those papers. Well, if to fast forward, if you see the Last Crusade, you see that he never even does his papers because all the students are like in his office hours asking for their grades, and he just escapes. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, he, so he's by the word. He's like he's that he's that professor you hate because you don't know your grade the whole entire semester till like literally like the last day when you get your final grade. Exactly. Yeah, he's that <laughs> professor that everybody everybody hates. Well, no, people love him, but he's only attractive. That's why they, they like him. He has a good personality. <laughs> but but when you really like have stayed in his class for a long period of time, you're gonna be pretty uh, uh, annoyed with him that he doesn't get around to grading your papers. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Exactly. And later he gets, uh, and later in the Raiders, is it two, prof- they're not professors, right? They're like, are they government agents or what are they? Who? Uh, uh, I want to say they're like with uh, FBI or something. Okay. Something like that. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I think they knew about his uh, credentials. Yeah. Which is crazy because, like, I don't, I don't know anybody who would be okay with him going on those expeditions because it's not like he's being paid to do them. Yeah, it's kind of like he just does them on his free time because he wants to. Yeah, does Brown University fund those? Like, how does it work? <laughs> does he just go on mini sabbatical? Like, he's spending, he has to be spending months on these. Yeah. Oh, actually, when you think about it, okay, so. Uh... Uh, so when you, when you know that uh, Temple of Doom actually takes place before Indiana or uh, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, there's a line in Raiders of the Lost Ark 
where um, he makes like this sly comment about when they're talking about the Ark of the Covenant and like the powers it possesses. He's all, he says something like, like if you believe any of that, uh, so, like kind of implying that he's agnostic or atheist or something. But when, in the previous movie, he experienced the powers of, uh, of the three stones from the Temple of Doom. So maybe for a brief moment he was Hindu or whatever that uh, religion was because he's all like, oh, this must be the correct religion. And then it eventually uh, he finds out that, no, all the religions exist in this, uh, in this Indiana Jones universe. You know, we will definitely have to come back to that one when we get to uh, <laughs> Temple of Doom. Yes. Because <laughs> it is a good point. Yes, yes. I, I, I find it a very uh, fascinating tidbit that they – that they they put the the date like a year before Raiders of the Lost Ark exists. It's like they could have easily just said, "Oh, this is the next year," but uh, but no, it, it takes place before it. So uh, so that's technically his first adventure. But uh, well, yeah, we'll get to that for the for the next movie. Oh, for sure, yeah, yeah. So he goes to Cairo, correct? Yes, that's right. Literally, he meets one of the yeah, greatest Indiana to, Jones side characters of all time. Oh, is it Nepal? Yes, Nepal first. That is correct. Yes, he goes to Nepal first. And there he meets his old love, Marion Ravenwood. Indiana Jones, it's about time I saw you step into my bar. Or I, I forget what the <laughs> what the line was. It was something like that. Yeah, then he goes, oh, gee, shucks, that's so nice. And then she punched him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I love uh, Karen Allen as uh, Marion Ravenwood. She just knocks this role out of the park. Because I feel like in these kind of movies, or like back then, those old action-adventure serials, the woman's just a damsel in distress. And in this movie, she kind of has scenes where that happens, but she can hold her own. She can really punch, and she's a tough cookie. So she's it like, she's. it works with her and Indy. Also, the, the introduction of her character is like one of the best introductions of a not only a female character, but like a character in general is she's, she's taking, she's in a competition with like this, this great big, uh, uh, this great, this great big guy. And they're, they're, they're taking shots. And the, the, the one guy is starting to get like really, really tipsy and he's re really out of it. And he eventually just passes out. And Marion is just, it's not affecting her at all. She just keeps going, taking shots. Well, yeah, actually, she almost she almost loses because she gives a face where she's like, oh, and everybody's like, <gasps> then she's like, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay. And that's like this is when that big guy takes it, and he's all smiling. And it's like, oh shit! And he just he just he just falls <laughs> on the ground. I thought he was dead. That's right. When I was a kid, when I saw this, scene, I was like, oh my god, he died. He just smiles, <laughs> just falls on the ground. Really it was until I was older that I realized he was just dr dead drunk. <laughs> Oh, yes. Yeah, and dude, how about that really cold betrayal at the end where that one Nazi guy just goes, shoot them both. Yeah. Or like, oh. the thing that I don't get is after that happens and he fights them off, how come that guy doesn't just go, man, fuck these Nazis? That's a good point. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Just well because they're so uh, because they're so obedient to uh, whatever their commands are. But yeah, just like yeah, like so. Kyle started the bar scene, the bar fight, the shootout. 
This is like the OK Corral, but meets Indiana Jones. I mean, this bar scene, for me personally, is cooler than any shootout scene in a Star Wars film, by far. It is pretty freaking good, man. Yeah, I name me a scene in a shooting scene in Star Wars that can beat that scene in Raiders. I can't think of one at all. <laughs> the perfect shootout scene. It's amazing and it's so violent too. Yes. My favorite one of my favorite scenes is when they're doing the shootout and they're um what is it a uh, somebody shoots a, a, a was it a Marion's hiding behind a freaking like I don't know if it's like what it was like whiskey or something like a whiskey a uh, freaking a crate and there they shoot the crate and there's like pouring down whiskey and she's just, like drinking it. It's <laughs> <laughs> not that did with the burning. What was it? Lung. Yeah. Oh man! And later, it's yeah, a, and later the scene where Indiana Jones thinks he's about to get killed, shot like in point blank range. And later, like, the guy is the one who ends up getting shot in the back, and he's, like, bleeding out of his mouth. That's such an iconic scene. I was going to say, I'm, I'm surprised that Marion's liver is still intact in Kingdom of the Crystal Skull after the amount of alcohol she drank in the first movie. <laughs> oh well, to, to be fair, she gave birth to Shia LaBeouf, so... Uh, <laughs> so... <laughs> yeah. Funny oh, movie we're not even going to talk about. Speaking of which, okay, this is something I've always thought about. So, um, I mean, obviously, Marion's only been in the uh, uh, the first movie and the fourth movie. Uh, so we don't know if they've met up later on after the first movie. Um, it's possible. It, it very well could be that that's the case. Like, they, they met up uh, later on. Um, but I've always wondered if Shia LaBeouf was conceived in this movie somewhere. <laughs> like maybe I don't know that why scene. that's so disturbing. Now that maybe it's that scene on on the boat, uh, uh, like towards the end of the movie. <laughs> maybe that's where where Butt Williams is finally conceived. <laughs> yeah, you know, because the... somewhere in the background, his Forest Ghost is like, "Just do it, do it, <laughs> just Forest do Ghost." It. <laughs> <laughs> and behind him, right next to him, is Sean Connery Jr. <laughs> come on, come on boy. Come on, boy. My boy. <laughs> oh, and he looks at Shia LaBeouf. You're my grandson. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have the, the dog named Indiana. He's all like, whoop, whoop. They're like, whoa, this is trying to get weird, man. <laughs> Indiana Jones meets Dazed and Confused. <laughs> but uh, yeah, just the whole fight is just amazing. One thing also that, like, Star Wars has, like, famous blast noises, but that revolver, that gun sound, specifically the revolver sound in those Indiana Jones movies is also iconic. It's an iconic sound. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's, it's great. But yeah, the action in that bar scene is just phenomenal. And not just that, like... That scene where like Tote, the 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 leader of those Nazi guys, he brings in the they got the glasses, when uh when the medallion is like on the ground, he grabs it, but he forgets to realize like it's it was like laying on fire on flames, and his hand gets all burnt, and there he just he just like literally breaks down the door into dives inside the snow. His hand is now, yeah. 
I was yeah. just going to talk about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bert, he, and he like brands his hand and we see it later. Mm-hmm. So kind of, but it's what's even crazier is how, I guess it must have been a really deep burn because apparently they could understand what was written on his hand, which is kind of, kind of interesting because I'm sure that medallion is pretty detailed. So the fact that they went as far as they did with just a burn on his hand is pretty incredible. But I yeah, it's a pretty cool burn, though. Yeah, <laughs> I can, I can, I can do it if you want. I can, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll find something. I'll find a little brand and I'll heat it up and I'll. You'll do it, Matt. You'll do it for the. Uh, you'll do it for the grams. <laughs> yes. <laughs> do it for the likes. <laughs> but yeah, just a great, just a great bar scene. So after the bar scene, then we go to, then we finally go to Cairo, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, now he's and that's where, and that's where we meet another one of the greatest movie characters, sidekicks of all time, Sala and his family. Um, <clears throat> who wants to who wants to continue and talk about that scene or scenes? Now Sala is played by uh, oh, I forget the actor's name, uh, but he was Gimli in uh, uh, the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Uh, and yeah, he he's. Uh, he appeared in the first movie and the third movie, uh, and he's one of those characters I really wish would have appeared in the other movies as well. Um, John I mean, Reese Davies. Yeah, John Reese Davies. Yes. Um, so yeah, he, he he's like one of my my favorite uh, Indiana Jones side characters, sidekicks, and uh, uh, I mean it's been such a long time since I I've seen the movie. Uh, I have it pretty well memorized. I know Kyle like saw it recently. Um, but uh, uh, another one of my favorite, like, minor characters is the guy with the monkey. <laughs> yes. Yes, the, the guy with the monkey. And then the, uh, 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 what, what was it that the, the monkey uh, did? Didn't he, like, uh, like doing pick, pickpocket people? Yes, exactly. Yes, yeah. So, yeah, he was uh, and very... I don't know. I, I, I'm kind of getting sidetracked here, but uh, I always liked playing as as uh, the guy with the monkey in the Lego Indiana Jones move or uh, video game. Because I, <laughs> I think like, I think there's like a, a special door that he, that this one character is. He's like the only character that can unlock it because he has the monkey with him. <laughs> so yeah, he I, I always liked uh, playing with him as well in the uh, uh, Lego Indiana Jones game. Um, but uh, uh, Kyle, uh, did you have anything to say about the the uh, Cairo section or some of the characters we're introduced here? Well, we start to learn about um, how he's going to find the next clue. It's like that amulet of the the North Star or the staff of the staff of Ra medallion. The staff of Ra, right? And he and he figures out like uh, there's a certain time of day and time of year and that's when Indy has that that aha moment right it's like yeah. a big part of the plot in this movie that's right yeah that I've completely forgotten about but more important than that uh, the chase scene that begins in this movie can we find out you know oh the Nazis are in Cairo that's right they're doing excavations uh, and so you know, it's just some great chasing action scenes. We see Indiana Jones in his iconic costume and wear and his satchel that he's wearing and him using the whip for the first time. 
That's right. As the weapon. Um, and then they get to one of my favorite scenes in the movie that swordsman who's showing off for like 10 solid seconds <laughs> and he just rolls his eyes remembers he has a gun and shoots him that was one of the scenes that stood out to me the first time i saw that movie or <laughs> and apparently a uh, fun fact about this scene in particular apparently when they were filming it um it was like it was supposed to actually be like a long uh, uh dramatic sword fight but uh harrison ford was like really sick that day and he just he just was not feeling it. So uh, that is his actual reaction. He's just like, I'm done with this. And then so he just like points the gun at him, and uh, it was like a blank, obviously. And then uh, 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 the actor uh, went along with it. And they're George Lucas, Steven Spielberg. They're just like, yep, yeah, keep that in the movie. That's the perfect take for that. I always heard that that actor was super pissed of all the rehearsal and training he had. Albeit to be in a very iconic comedic moment in that movie. Yeah, no, I, I totally, I, I totally side with him. I, I mean, I, I understand the frustration there. Like having, this is like your big moment to shine. You're going to have this awesome He's going to be in a George Lucas and Steven Spielberg movie. Exactly. Yeah. In like three seconds. But I will say that I will say this though, him dying the way, uh, how the way he did in the film, uh, is way more memorable than like a really cool fight scene if they did one. Exactly. So as as upset as he is, he's probably like later on, he was probably like, okay, I guess I was wrong. <laughs> Cause he'll probably go somewhere and be like, hey, aren't you the guy who got shot in the end Jones? Exactly. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> one of the things you'd be really salty about, but I think as time goes by, you appreciate that's how it played out. Exactly. Especially exactly. when it becomes classic, you know, later on. Yeah. Um, and then uh, in Cairo, there's also that that scene with um, uh, where you know Mary Marion is uh, she like hides in a basket or something, and then she uh, uh she gets that fucking monkey. What's that? That that fucking monkey. Yeah, <laughs> it hops on that basket and starts screaming. <laughs> and the Nazis are like, huh, huh, and they grab her, <laughs> and she's telling it to shush. Yeah, so so then yeah, she she's kidnapped by uh um that'd be Belloc, and uh, I forget the the guy the guy with the black suit, I forget his name, but I always uh I always uh, thought he looked what's that? To- his name's Tote. The the guy with the glasses, the one with the burnt hand. Yeah, yeah that yeah, guy. Tote. 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 Yeah. Yeah, and then one another very iconic scene that always stands out to me is where uh, uh Marion is in the tent, and Tote. Uh, walks up to her and he just has like this menacing grin on his face and then he pulls something out of his pocket and it looks like a set of like nunchucks or something and then he like there's like the chain and everything and then he, he like snaps it and you're like oh he's gonna torture her and then it ends up just he's folding it into his uh, uh his hanger for his his coat so it's oh, a coat yeah, that fancy hanger thing he has yeah the fancy hanger uh i really want to know where to get one of those uh, so so let let me know if you guys ever find one. I'll, I'll probably you, order. Do you, do you get freaky like that in date night, Lauren? You like to do the old switcheroo? <laughs> that's that's a great icebreaker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, such a great scene. Yeah, that's another one of my favorite favorite moments in in Raiders. Um, and then uh, uh, I guess while while we're still in. The Cairo section. Are there any other uh, moments in particular that that stand out to you guys? 
Oh man, from the Cairo scene? No, I think we got everything. Well, yeah, I mean, there's a lot. I mean, to take in. I mean, there's the whole after the whole chase scene. Indiana Jones literally think, thinks Marion blew up and died, and it was because of him. Yeah, yeah. And not just that. Um, while they're still in Cairo, they 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 if they find the actual since Indiana Jones has the medallion still, he uh, uses it to, uh, he finds, he goes to that one hidden area and uses a staff to find the location of the Ark. And then uh, him and Sala and some uh, diggers, they find out that the Nazis are actually digging in the wrong location and they have the actual location, which is kind of weird because like the Nazis are literally digging right next to them. Yet the Nazis don't really notice at all until later on in the film. Yeah. Not too long afterwards. But, uh, but such a great scene where like, uh, there's like thunder and another iconic scene where there's thunder and lightning everywhere and the guys are like pulling super hard to pick up like the 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 the, the enclosed uh, tomb and uh, Indiana Jones has like that creepy like mad scientist kind of face gesture to to him when it's happening. Yeah. And when they yeah, finally open it up, there's a huge giant snake or something like that in there. Sol- or it's like a jackal or a snake in Solid Screams like. Aah! <laughs> yeah, and you oh, find out there's right. snakes everywhere. Yeah, that's right. He like falls in the, in the pit there when when they're digging. Yeah, there's the asps in there, and they're they ended up picking. They ended up uh, finding the tomb and taking it out. But later, the Nazis end up finding out that uh, that you know Indiana Jones found the right place, and then they throw Miriam. But another another great iconic scene is the whole scene with uh, with Miriam. And her her night out with uh, Belloc, when she's kind of playing yeah. like the like she's trying to be all sexy. But it's kind of weird because like you see her as like the tough, hard drinking girl, there then her trying to portray a sexy girl is kind of weird. It just doesn't fit really. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's kind of weird. <laughs> but like, they're all drunk and they're laughing later when Marion pulls a knife on Belloc, and he just starts laughing. <laughs> yeah, and. Um... <laughs> Uh, there is a well. There's also that scene where the the monkey gets poisoned, or because there was a... <laughs> the bad dates. Yes, <laughs> dates. Dates. Yes. Uh, so so yeah, that monkey gets what he deserves for <laughs> for for uh, giving away Marion's location in the in the basket. <laughs> um. Uh. But let's see when they when. Uh, Indiana Jones is digging up the, uh, uh, like at, at night they're 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 digging up the location where the, uh, uh, with with the giant pit of snakes, he he like throws the the torch down there, and then uh, the uh, like leans over and see like sees that there's a bunch of snakes in the pit, and then he says his iconic line, "Snakes, why did it have to be snakes?" And then uh, um. I think he he falls down, and then there's the uh, the cobra that's like right in front of him there. And well, he he he, he, he slides down because they have the rope, so he's going yeah, down. He's, he's he like, he fall down. down. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't. I guess he doesn't fall down. Again, it's 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 been. Oh a yeah, 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 yeah. So he's going down, and I think the guys who are lowering him down, like they get scared or something, or they get distracted, and then they let go. Then he falls down. Then he falls. Then on the he falls. Right yeah, yeah. Then he falls right in front of the the giant cobra. I mean, I, it's not giant. I mean, it's just a. A cobra, but it's a big snake. So, uh, uh, but uh, apparently, I, I think how they did that scene, it was it was kind of like uh, they had like a sheet of glass in between there. Because um, I remember 
I, I think I watched uh, like a there's like a bonus DVD that came with the the Indiana Jones uh uh trilogy, and I think that was like one of the the features that they were talking about was like there there was like a sheet of glass in between, so that was actually like a real snake, um, but it was it was behind a sheet of glass, and uh, oh. yeah yeah, so there you go, fun fact. Shit, even if I if I knew it was a sheet of glass, I'd be afraid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy, man. But yeah, such a such a great scene in litter. I guess when they take out the tomb out of its uh, chamber or wherever it, its enclosed area. I think I saw somewhere that there's actually like in the hieroglyphics in that scene. There's a C-3PO and a R2-D2. Correct me if I'm That's wrong. That's right. That's right. They they etched in a, a image of C-3PO and, and R2-D2. And I, I know I keep talking about Legos <laughs> on this, this <laughs> particular episode, but uh, that that image of C-3PO and R2-D2 um, is such like a well-known fact with Indiana Jones fans that uh, in the Lego set for that that particular set – um, where they they finally find the the Ark of the Covenant, they actually included uh, C three PO and R two D two as uh, hieroglyphics uh, etched really? into. Really? Yeah, if you find that oh, Lego set, cool. thicker with C three PO and R two D two. So cool. yeah, so that's a that's a very uh, uh, fascinating <laughs> Easter egg. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, and so, so they. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, go, go ahead, go ahead. No, you, I was going to continue with the scene, but uh, you can continue. Okay. So, yeah, uh, eventually they, they find the, uh, the Ark of the Covenant in this, in this, uh, this pit uh, as they're taking off the lid. And, um, oh, Kyle, you're the most rec- you, you saw this movie the most recently. So, uh, uh, so why, don't, why don't you uh, uh, kind of share like, what, what happens or how the scene plays out in particular? Um, <clears throat> what part are we at again? Uh, so the they, they finally revealed the Ark of the Covenant. Oh, yes. Okay. So you have him waiting, waiting. He's like, come on, I got to get that sunset. And he's holding up the staff. And then he sees it shines on that city thingy. That, oh, no, the, the Ark of the Covenant. Yes. Yeah. yeah so the, yeah, the Ark of the Covenant. So they already found it. So once they find it, they, they're trying to lift it up. And they finally lift it up out of out of the, the tomb pit. But once they, once they lift it up, Indiana Jones is going to climb up. The rope, but remember the rope falls. Oh, yeah. yeah then, 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 the then, then Belloc a trap. Yeah, and then Belloc comes at the very top. He's like, "Hello down there, hello, hello." And then they they show Miriam with him, or to- I think no, the Nazi general guy is there, is holding her, and here then they throw her, they throw her down the pit, and she smacks that jackal. Uh, statue. Then Indiana Jones catches her, but she's like, "Get off of me!" And she push, pushes off him. Then she falls down. The same snake situation happens to her. Uh-huh. And then Indy has the old uh, "I hate snakes" moment. Why the happen yeah. snakes? So and there they have. Uh, I think he has a gasoline tank. So uh, he's using like he has like some it's yeah, like, you know like weed, weed killer, but it's but it's like gasoline, and he's like pumping on the snakes, and he throws the. He throws the torch on the snakes, and they all burn pretty much to death. Yes, he had the most extreme reaction to the snakes. He just burns them all. <laughs> he kills them all with But fire. then he realized he needs to get the hell out of there. Yeah. So, yeah, because, you know, 
you know, there's no sunlight down there, and there's no food, and it's like it's a pitch black, yeah. Because hmm? they seal the to- they seal that tomb, so it's pitch black in there. So later he he decides to climb up that jackal statue and kind of kick off of it, and later has the statue knock over another statue, and hoping that it'll create some kind of exit for them. But then becomes a- then turns out another iconic scene that happens with Miriam kind of wondering where the hell Indiana Jones is at, so she's wandering around the tomb where it's broken. Then you, then she uh, happens to fall into this uh, tomb of like of, of these open coffins of like dead people. Oh, yeah, yes, yes, who are, yes. Like, who are like scre- or that, that has that screaming noise, even though they're not really screaming, but like for an effect to make it scary, they have that scream like, Rah! and they're they're all grabbing at her hair and her body. Uh-huh. She starts screaming bloody murder, and Indiana Jones is like comes out nowhere, is like get over here, and just like just pushes. He literally just like pushes through them like it's nothing. What a way! If that happened to you, that'd be like maybe one of the worst moments of your entire life. Dude, I would have shit myself. Indiana Jones, like, Miriam, why are your pants brown? <laughs> why is this room filling up with shit? <laughs> oh wait, what smells nice like? What smells like shit here? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> but like, he sees like one of the pillars. Like once they get out of that area, they see one of the like. There's like a dead end, but like. There's like these giant like sandstones pillars, and later one of them's already kind of cracked, and there he just kind of breaks through it, and that's where you, the one that's how they exit out, and that's how they go to the scene where it's the, the the airplane scene with the bald dude where they have that epic fight. Yeah, that's right. my favorite fight in the movie. <laughs> if for nothing so- else, just the kill scene. <laughs> And I'm glad going back to Lego says. <laughs> Is that effed up? That I, that's the reason of my favorite. Okay. I'm you hate bald people. Okay, they they had a, yeah they, they had a Lego set for this this particular airplane scene as well. And I'm glad for this plane, which was a Nazi plane. They didn't include a swastika sticker to put on. <laughs> Oh. That would have that would have been terrible. So yeah, for for good reasons they they left out uh, uh, some important detailing on on that plane. <laughs> oh, technically, yeah, right. technically, if you if you bought your children that Lego set, you're you're buying them a a, a Nazi toy. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, illegal in like twenty countries. Yeah. <laughs> I thought this was a land of the free. <laughs> Oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's a great scene. And later, when he's just like, even when he's like using all his might to punch the bald dude in his face, like he, he punches him like three or four times in a row, super hard, and all it leaves is a little scratch of the dude's nose, a little bloodied. And the dude's still ready to fucking like. And later, the the bald dude just take just takes him one punch to knock Indiana Jones on his ass. It's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, you think. You think we can take a little more, I guess, you know? Uh-huh. No, my favorite part in the fight is when Indiana Jones, after he punches him like three or four times, um, the dude punches him in the face and Indiana Jones falls in his ass and he gets back up and he swings, but the the bald guy dodges it and Indiana Jones literally does like a 360 like swirl. And then once he does once he does his 360 swirl, the guy punches him again and he falls in his ass. Like Indian Jones will just get knocked the fuck out. Like there's no way in hell he's able to like survive this. And then the 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 oil drums fall and there's like freaking gasoline freaking on the ground. 
and uh, not just that, Miriam somehow locks herself in the freaking cockpit of the of the airplane. Right. <laughs> she can't get out. And there's a fire already going on, so like the 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 gasoline's getting closer to the fire, so they really have to hurry up. But yeah, the fact that yeah, the great one of the greatest and most gruesome scenes in all the Indiana Jones films is when that freaking wing propeller just goes right after the dude. Indiana Jones knows, and when it happens, he smiles. <laughs> what? How fucked up is oh, that? He's like, ah. yeah. and then the guy like, does the scream, and then the blood splatter, and yeah. The bald dude's like, what are you laughing at? He looks back, he's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that was so nasty. It's pretty awesome. It's yeah. like, probably in my films in a movie. <laughs> Definitely. Then later, they, uh, they, the Nazis never catch him after that, right? Because after that, then it shows, it's the, then it's the boat scene, right? They, uh, they, yeah, they meet him. I think they they meet up with Sala again, and Sala invite uh, introduces uh, introduces Indiana Jones and Miriam to one of his friends, the guy who's the captain, right? The captain of the ship, and from there, that's when they they're on that ship, the ship scene, right? Am I am I right or am I wrong? Uh, I think so, Kyle. Uh, is that is that right? The 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 ship scene. After after the bald after the bald dude gets killed and everything blows up, the Nazis go in the area, but it's too late because Indian Jones and Miriam have already escaped. Yeah, they have that. And then and then they then they they meet up with Saul again, right? And then they meet up with Saul again, and Saul introduces them to his friend, who's the the captain of that giant ship, right? Yeah, yeah. He's like uh, ND guy with a lot of illegal weapons. Guy with illegal weapons. My friend from Brown University. <laughs> right. And that's yeah, that's the same. And it's funny because the captain of the ship is also kind of like a pimp, like he has like a he has like a long sleeve turtleneck, and he's already flirting with like freaking Miriam, and they're on the ship, and they're Indiana Jones is like fucking hurting like a shit, and there that has the whole funny mirror scene when they're together. She smacks she's like oh, she's like oh the mirror's dirty, and she flips it, smacks him in the face, and you hear a loud scream of him. And then this is the scene where uh, Tyler LaBeouf is conceived. <laughs> oh boy! Yes, this, this, yes, this, this must be the scene. This must be the scene. I mean, unless they met up later on. Uh, but no, I like to think that uh, after uh, uh, after uh, uh, this movie, the next time they see each other is uh, uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. So that means this scene has to be where uh, Shia LaBeouf is conceived. Yes. <laughs> I don't want to picture that at all. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, such a such a great gr- such a great scene with the two of them. But uh, so yeah, after after that happens, then the Nazis invade the ship, and but Indiana yeah. Jones is already hiding because he already knows about that. Yeah, <clears throat> but they get Miriam. Yeah, they take Miriam. And so they have Miriam, and they have the Ark of the Covenant, and. Um, and so they're just going to walk to the spot so they can film it and show the world, you know, the unveiling of the uh, the Ten Commandments. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But little do they know, Indiana Jones is waiting for them with his RPG. Yeah, he has like a thing with Yeah. Oh, and, and here, here's another scene that uh, you might not notice uh, the first time you watch the movie. 
Uh, but you see uh, Indiana Jones off in the distance. He's got his, his bazooka. Uh, and then there's there's Belloc uh, with, you know, down below with uh, with Marion. And then uh, uh, there, there's, a, there's an image or a shot where you see a little gnat or a fly that's flying around to Belloc's face. And then it lands on his chin. And then I think it like has a little cut to uh, to Indiana Jones, and he says something. And then it cuts back to Belloc, and the little fly actually goes into his mouth. It never comes out. And he just plays along with it. I, I just don't think about. What's that? I was saying, is this one of those scenes that bugs everyone, but I just don't think about it? <laughs> exactly. Like, he, he ain't a fly, and I just—it just doesn't even phase me. Exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, well, you know, Temple of Doom. You know, they have like a bunch of like, um, like they're they're eating a bunch of disgusting foods and stuff. But it was, yeah, there, there's also the fly in, uh, in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Well, yeah, but it's not a freaking fly, dude. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so, so I don't think at the end of uh, of the movie they can really put uh, no animals were harmed in the making of this movie. Yeah, I think this was pre when people started to be worried about that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Although, would it count if you ate a fly on film by accident? Well, were animals harmed? I would think so. <laughs> mm hmm. See, I, I, I don't know. Like, would you get sued if you put out that? And they're like, you, sir, ate a fly. Explain this. Well, what if what if then you just start to, uh, like, listing all the bacteria that people have eaten? <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say listing off all the bacteria that was probably coming from that fly's asshole. Well, that, that too, but, like, bacteria is alive, so it's like, you know, if they're going to say no animals were harmed in the making of it, it's like, well, technically, bacteria is an animal. <laughs> is, that, is that how you piss off vegans, Lauren? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh. Such a, such a memorable scene. Let our, uh, Hi, bro. <laughs> all right, let's we're, we're all, we're forgetting the whole fight scene on the freaking uh, trucks. That's oh. right. Oh yeah, the driving fight scene. Mm -hmm. Great one. Great one, man. It goes on for a while, but like it keeps building, and like I think I read somewhere it was one of those driving fight scenes that later on inspired a bunch of driving fight scenes after that, like particularly Fast and Furious. Really? Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I've read about that. Yeah, there is something different about this this fight scene versus other driving action scenes in the past in movies. Yeah, yeah. No, this, this really was like a, a breakthrough in um, in action scenes. Like this, in many ways, is kind of like the the modern the beginning of like the modern action scene. Um, or, ch or chase scene, like vehicle chase scene, because you have you have like Indiana Jones like jumping from from truck to truck, uh, like knocking out the drivers and stuff, and then you have a part where he's like he, he uh, uses his whip to grab onto the axle and he's being dragged 
Uh, speaking of which, you would probably suffer many uh, lacerations from all the gravel on the ground. <laughs> you get a, a severe road rash from that, but you know, it's Indiana Jones. He, he'd survive worse. So, uh, um, but no, th this scene in, in particular, um, uh, I, I can tell. I mean, it actually it was a um, it was actually paying tribute to uh, a lot of old uh, adventure serials uh, and stuff. So with the uh, like in the 1940s when they were doing um, you know that they, they would release the uh like you know a movie and like a like a Looney Tunes cartoon and they would also do a, a serial chapter. So that'd be and in many ways they they were kind of like the uh, uh older versions of like television shows. So you'd come back each week to see like a new episode, and that's a lot what uh, uh Indiana Jones was based on is like the old adventure ones. So Indiana Jones, when you when you look at it, it's always like him ex escaping uh, uh near death situations, uh or like uh, big action scenes, and uh um and that's how like every uh, uh serial chapter of that of the, like the nineteen thirties and forties uh, when this movie takes place, like how that would end. Uh, yeah, it was, it was like the yeah. editing and the pacing that made it really different. Exactly, yeah. It would say, like, tune in next week for the next chapter, and, uh, and it would always end with, like, uh, uh, like some big action scene where you think Indiana, or whatever the character was, uh, like, died. Like, for instance, the uh, the tank scene in, in Last Crusade, we'll get to that, uh, but you think Indiana Jones died, that's how, like, one of the chapters in a, in a serial would end. And then the next week is like, oh, he escaped at the last minute. Uh, and Indiana Jones in general is is like heavily based on that, on on those old uh, old serials. And I think that this chase scene was really like a, a um, like a tribute to those those action scenes. And in many ways, it actually contributed a lot to uh, modern chase scenes, as we as we mentioned. Okay. Yeah. yeah so um, such a, again, it's such an iconic scene in a uh, in a movie. And uh, after that, then uh, Indiana Jones. Uh, I'm I'm assuming uh, after that is when uh, the whole uh, yeah the scene after that is when uh, he has the bazooka and he's pointing it at the ark. He's like, I'm gonna blow this up. Yeah, yeah. It's like I just care about the girl, and they're like, Are you seriously gonna blow up the ark of the covenant for some chick? <laughs> <laughs> kind of sounds stupid. <laughs> I mean, it sounds it's more stupid when you say it out loud. Yeah, but later uh, he ends up not, and they capture him, and then the greatest scene of all time. Now. And then the greatest, yeah, one of the greatest end scenes. Like, uh, like you know, that. that's this is the moment where it's that Leonardo DiCaprio meme of him pointing at the TV. <laughs> there it is. There it is. So, who wants to talk about the last scene? All right, Lauren. I I feel like you'd be you'd be good because this is uh, right. so iconic. Here we go. Here's a uh, uh, here's the final scene in uh, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. So you got you got everybody. Uh, you got Indiana Jones and Marion are captured, and the Nazis are now in possession of the Ark of the Covenant. So it, it's a pretty big deal. It's uh, the Nazis are enemies at the time in World War II were. Uh, uh, now have like the most the most powerful artifact in in all religion um the ark of the covenant and uh so indiana jones and marion are tied up on the uh uh on like a flagpole or something 
and uh, uh, so the Nazis are about to, you know, to open up the the Ark of the Covenant and receive its power uh, or whatever they were they were they were looking for. And uh, uh, if if you read if you read Old Testament stuff, it, it's a uh, uh, a very it, it could get pretty dark at times. Um, and uh, uh, so that's what the, this movie is kind of based on with uh, or it, they kind of took a few liberties, I, I think, with the um, with, with how they presented it exactly. Um, but to make it, you know, more cinematic. But uh, Indiana Jones has that 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 famous uh, uh, line where he's all like, don't look into it, Marion, close your eyes, you know, and then uh, um, and then we get the one of the most iconic uh, and traumatizing. If you saw it at a young age, uh, basically, this is where they started to heavily discuss creating a PG-13 rating. Uh, yes. That would eventually come this into the same. Yeah, with, with Temple of Doom is what really like was the the final nail in the coffin. But but uh, Raiders was pushing it. Raiders was really pushing it. Uh, we get the face, the iconic face melting scenes where uh, you got. I and again, first time I saw this movie, the scene with the uh, um, I uh, the scene with with the guy and it, it was like I think it was they use like a like a candle wax kind of like face they they made uh to make it look like the actor where his face is just like like dripping and oozing like blood and, and pus and stuff that's just one oh, of those, like, God, yeah like i thought i i remember like i don't remember it being that bad and then i sound like oh god this is actually pretty intense yeah yeah it, it is like pretty graphic like even even for pg-13 movies nowadays like this movie was rated pg but uh pg-13 movies nowadays they don't get this graphic. Like you, you see Avengers and stuff that they, they never put stuff like this in that movie in those movies these days. Uh, I mean, our movies you know, sometimes you get it, but even sometimes our movies with with gore kind of are kind of tamed down because because nobody wants wants to wants to push the limits. They just want to put a uh, they'll just like put profanity in it and like oh there there's your R rating. Uh, but yo, yeah. this movie this movie had balls. <laughs> And uh, it's even to this day, like sometimes you, you, you might look a little fake with the uh, uh, you could tell it was wax. But uh, no, these effects, they, they still stand up. They still stand out to this day and they still uh, they still hold up. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, th th this is to me, this, this is like one of the, the best scenes of the, of the whole movie. It's it definitely one of the most iconic uh, and when I when I saw it at a young age, it's it stood out to me uh, uh, the most. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I, remember, uh, I saw that when I was like, however I was nine, ten, whatever, and it was at like you know one of those we were watching it through the day, and because it was the end of the movie, we saw it at like you know eleven, twelve o'clock at night. <laughs> 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 that one scene, so it probably stood out even more to me as a kid. Because yeah. Did your parents allow you to see the films, or because of like that scene, they were like, "Yeah, no, Lauren." Oh no, they, they were they were fine with that scene. It was I don't know for some reason Temple of Doom just <laughs> they didn't want to. Yeah. I'm really curious what your dad beat for Temple of Doom is. I don't know. He just it, it's the weirdest thing with like uh, uh I guess gross out movies at the time, and for some reason it's always like the second movie of the uh, uh of whatever um. 
uh, sequels. Like Batman Returns, he has the same issue with. He's just like, nah, I don't want to watch that. It's gross. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. No, but, uh, uh, yeah, eventually uh, we did see Temple of Doom later on. It just took a long time. Okay. Yeah. No, uh, yeah, but, yeah, do, you anything, do you have anything else to say about this, uh, the ending scene? Well, uh, oh, I, I, I did want to talk about that kind of, you know, coda scene uh, when he gets back and they tell him, all right, you can never talk about this, all the information we have, Andy, and don't worry. They got top men. Who's taking care of it? Top men. <laughs> yes, and then, and then it pans into a... Uh, um, it pans into like the, uh, the storage unit. Are you there, Kyle? Are you left? It can never be seen again. Oh, wait, I yeah, yeah. The movie that way. Yeah, with the uh, uh, the the storage unit, and then they have like all the, the the crates, and then the Ark of the Covenant is one of them. I always like that that scene where they they pan out and they just see like how big the warehouse is. Yes, because you know and, uh, a bunch of other like big scale artifacts like that. Yeah. But it leaves so much to the imagination. Yeah. Uh, Matt, anything you want to say about that end scene? Amazing. I love the face-melting scene. It, it, as a little kid, and still scares me. So it's it's so good. I, I don't even know what to say. Great, memorable scene, and uh, one of the best things in all of uh, film history, honestly. So, just like the oh, makeup yeah. effects, because that wasn't CGI. CGI, that was uh, classic. Uh, you know, classic makeup. Those are people hard at work, doing the best they could, um, doing an amazing job making all that gore and horrible, horrible scenes look so realistic. But, uh, 1981 guys, practical That's effects. So and especially if you had George Lucas, he is like the king when it comes to movies where you want to see practical effects. There's nothing oh, yeah. better. But yeah, just a great scene, a scary scene, and it still holds up very. That's all. Exactly. For sure. Um, anyone have any wrap up thoughts, any relation to the trilogy? George Lucas's work? Um, I mean, it, it definitely, like, th this was the, the film that really, uh, um, like, it, if you want to watch a Indiana Jones movie and you, you want kind of want to experience, like, everything the character has to offer, you watch Raiders. That's the, that's, that's the film with the, with the boulder. It's the film with, the uh, uh, with Marion, with the, uh, with the face melting scene, you know, it's. With the monkey, <laughs> it's got everything. <laughs> with that freaky gadget that he pulls out, everything. yes, with, with the 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 cool uh, coat hanger, <laughs> <laughs> the dude that eats the fly, <laughs> the dude that eats the fly. It's like yeah, it, it has everything. You gotta you gotta love it. Um, and yeah, it was a uh, yeah, it, it set the bar the bar very high uh, for for the whole trilogy and. Um, uh, all, all the, I think every single film somehow references the first movie. Maybe not Temple of Doom. I, I don't know. So that's for some reason that's kind of like the black sheep of the trilogy. It just kind of like, I know it's like part of the trilogy, 
but for some reason, like none of the movies mentioned it at all. They never mentioned the characters or any or the artifacts. Well, it's funny because it's funny because again, when I I love Temple of Doom, I honestly I think of it as like Batman Returns. Yeah, it's just dark. It's darker than people expected it to be, and I love it for that reason. I, I yeah. love love Doom. Um. But yeah, I have I have no complaints about that film with its being dark and stuff like that. I, I love yeah. it. Because honestly, as dark as it is, there's so many funny moments in it. Exactly. Oh, and we'll we'll get into all of that uh uh next episode. We'll we'll mm-hmm. get into great detail. Um but, but yeah, do you guys have any other final thoughts on the on the Raiders? I mean, I just wanna say like uh, th- this there's a reason this movie is such a classic of American cinema and adventure. And, you know, if George Lucas had never done Star Wars, he absolutely for sure would have been associated with Indiana Jones. But because Star Wars is such a huge franchise, it almost feels swamped compared to that. You know yeah. what I mean? But it's it's like he created so much language and so much... Uh, so much action and cinematography that we're all influenced by just generally in popular culture. But I always felt like Indiana Jones was sort of the underdog of the, you know, the big fantasy adventure series of film. It just doesn't get talked about in the same way, but it's such a great movie. This, this Raiders of the Lost Ark. I mean, what can I say? It's, it's a classic. For sure. I agree. I mean, as, as much as I love Star Wars and it, Raiders more than the original Star Wars. You can't really compare them, but if I were to comp- if I had to choose one still, I would choose uh, Indiana Jones and the Ra- or I'd choose Raiders of the Lost Ark. Mm-hmm. I don't know yeah. if you guys would agree, but that's, that's just that's my opinion. I, I love Star Wars still, but I just <laughs> I just love yeah, it's, a, it's a hard decision, but uh, uh, no, but, but there, there's a reason. They're like both Star Wars and uh, uh, uh Indiana Jones are, are great franchises, and um, the original films uh, are they they both stand up, uh, stand out uh, very, very well, and still hold up to the to the day. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. Um. I'm trying to think if there's anything else we, we have to say about, about Raiders uh, before we sign off here. Ever. It's a great It man. definitely is up there. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yes, uh, we will be uh, 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 reviewing Temple of Doom next week. Uh, hopefully the whole gang will be here. Uh, we'll get, you know, Tyler and... Uh, and uh, Brandon, hopefully they'll they'll be able to show up uh, for for next episode. Uh, but before we sign off, uh, what is our social media accounts, and uh, where can people listen to us? You can listen to us on Google and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, right here on the for sure. And our uh, Instagram account is Fellowship of the Podcast, all one word. Uh, give us a follow. We've got a lot of great stuff there. And uh, our Twitter Twitter account is FellowshipPod19. Finally getting that right. And, uh, yes, Tyler runs that account. Uh, so uh, be sure to uh, uh, give us a follow there and uh, tweet at us. Uh, you know the drill. Uh, 
how is everybody uh, uh, doing? You guys, anybody want to sign off in particular? Or you guys want me to do it? Uh, no, I was just going to say, uh, I'd like to remember that Lauren, instead of saying Fellowship of the Pod 19, would say Fellowship of the Pod 19. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, that, right. that, yeah, that's it. yeah that's Lauren, all. close it, close it, close it up for us, Lauren. Lauren. All right. Uh, oh, you know, I have to do my my uh, uh, my, my my Indiana Jones uh, uh impression that that uh, uh Matthew loves. Please so this is actually this is actually from Last Crusade. So it's it's wrong movie, but you know it's same character, so it works. It belongs in a museum. <laughs> all right everybody have a great memorial day weekend uh if you see any veterans uh say say thank you and uh everybody enjoy uh enjoy spending time with your families uh have a great night and we'll see you all for next episode good night bye. everybody good night bye. guys take care thank you bye and welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Fellowship of the Podcast. Uh, today, we have uh, Tyler, Kyle, and myself. Everybody say hello. What's up, everybody? I'm back, and um, better than ever. <laughs> oh, how are you guys? I'm making my glorious return from last week. <laughs> this comes out weekly, right? I don't sound like an idiot. You know? <laughs> Yeah, you know, it was definitely last week when we had our, our last episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, before we get into uh, what we're talking about today, uh, let's see. Where can people listen to us? Uh, you can listen to us on Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts, and, of course, right here on the Anchor app. That's correct. Uh, and we have an Instagram page, and that is Fellowship of the Podcast, all one word. Give us a follow. We got a lot of great stuff, so check us out. And uh, where can you uh, follow us on Twitter? Uh, well, on Twitter, you can follow you can follow us on uh, Fellowship of the Pod ninety three, and nineteen. Damn it! I just did what Lauren does. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> it's okay. Tyler, you be proud of me. Last week, I I finally got it right, uh, and then now it's uh, it's and Kyle's now, now it's <laughs> you know we love you kyle we love you uh, <laughs> but it's fellowship of the pod 19 and there's good stuff on there and some good tweets presumably oh yeah absolutely yeah. and then of course it's run by tyler yeah yeah and uh well i, I guess we'll we'll uh say say uh what we're talking about today uh, if you tuned into uh, us last week, or actually even the previous episode uh, two weeks ago, um, we were well. We are currently in our Indiana Jones series. So yes. last week we discussed uh, we discussed uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, and today we are going to be discussing Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Uh, yeah. And of course, uh, the previous week, two weeks ago, uh, we discussed our thoughts on Indiana Jones Five. So. And the Pineapple Jordan. Express. And the, the Pineapple <laughs> Express. And the, the Hocus Pocus uh, uh, that also has uh, Seth Rogen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, by, and by the way, that's like what probably like our most hilarious episode that we, we have ever done on this show. <laughs> we had such a great time uh, uh, recording uh, that episode. That was a, 
So yes, if you haven't if you haven't listened to that yet, uh, it is our um, predictions, thoughts, and predictions on Indiana Jones Five and Hocus Pocus Two. Uh, the fact that we're two weeks in uh, and we're still talking about that episode means that it it really is that good. <laughs> and uh, just to let everybody know, I we all laugh our asses off, but I laugh my balls off. Let's just say <laughs> let's just say that right now. Yeah, yeah, Tyler got a pretty good kick out of it. <laughs> and of course, yeah, go back and listen to our uh, our first episode on the first Indiana Jones movie, um, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, we had a we had a lot of great uh, points that we brought up about that movie. Uh, but today we are going to be talking about um, the second movie, obviously, Temple of Doom. Uh, but before we do that, Tyler, I understand you have a movie of the week. Yes, uh, it's been a pretty good while since I've done the movie of the week. I don't know the last time I did it, but it was it was quite a while. But uh, my movie of the week, and I watched this film, uh, I want to say last month. And I should have done this as the movie of the week at that time, but better late than never. Um, my movie of the week is Steve Barron's 1990 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, okay. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yep. That's that's my movie of the week. Um, basically, this is that was born the year after this movie came out, and when I turned about five years old, I believe, around that time, uh, my cousin Joey and I were huge, huge Ninja Turtle fans, and he always liked. Michelangelo, and I was always a, a Raphael guy because my favorite color is red. And so I, going back and watching this movie brought nostalgia, and I was like, damn, I love this film till this day. Uh, it, it doesn't get old. And obviously there was a uh, cartoon show in the uh, 80s, correct? Um, and that, that show is also... Uh, awesome as well but the movie the movie takes it so much like diversity um the grimminess of new york city um and i'm and me watching this film going me as an older person now i'm like where's batman when you need him (laughs) (laughs) and but i love this movie this movie is amazing uh still still really holds up to this day i know there's a lot of pointiness to it but damn, man! Like, it's it's such a timeless film. It's amazing to see how the Ninja Turtles were in the '90s and then transitioning into later on um, in, in the years go by. But Shredder's awesome in it. All the turtles are awesome. Shredder, I mean not Shredder. This um, <clears throat> Master Splinter is an, uh, an OG to my heart. And I, I really love this film a lot. Uh, if you guys have not seen it, go out of your way and watch it. It's it's a timeless, timeless uh, 90s movie. For sure. And that's my movie of the week. Awesome. Yeah, I haven't hey, seen it in years. It's a, uh, I guess it's a it's an independent film, from what I understand. The the first one. I, maybe the sequels aren't. But I, I know for sure the, uh, uh, the, the first one, I think, is, a, is an independent film. And if, yes. I, if I'm not mistaken, I think it was like the highest 
grossing independent film of all time until um, the Blair Witch Project came out. Uh, yeah. Almost like a really? decade later. Yeah. yeah. So it was... I, I actually have the uh, the box office number. Well, the budget of this film was $13.5 million. That in the box office reached a whole different level. $202 million in 1990. Wow. Yes. That's incredible. And the turtles were uh, created at the uh, Jim Henson's uh, Creature Shop. That's right. Yeah, they were. Uh, it was uh, Muppet technology. Yep. <laughs> and of course, like Lauren mentioned, the uh, once that was brought down by the uh, Blair Witch Project in 1999. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, go out of your way, guys, and go watch that film. Go watch uh, sure. Teenage Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from the 90s, 1990. For sure, For sure. great, great film. It's a that's definitely a classic. Uh, brings back a lot of uh, nostalgic memories to uh, to many people. <laughs> exactly. Oh, before before we start uh, talking about Indiana Jones, uh, <laughs> I I like this part in the film where um, Leonardo and and Raphael were arguing about we should flying splinter, and all you see is Donatello and Michelangelo like fight, fight, kitchen, kitchen, yeah. <laughs> just they just walk away and he, he and then Leo Lardo and Raphael are picking at each other and Raph Raph leaves and then <laughs> and then Michelangelo's like looking at Donnie, he's like pork grind and then Donnie's like pork grind. <laughs> you know there's uh, another scene that, that always I always remember and it's where um I think it was Michelangelo like was at the movie theater and he walked out and they were playing the movie Critters. And oh, that was that was Raphael. Yeah, Raphael. I'm sorry. Yeah, Raphael walked out of the theater, and they were playing the movie Critters. And then he, uh, just like, uh, he's wearing like a trench coat. And then he like turns around and looks at the sign, and he's all like, "Ugh, where do they come up with this stuff?" Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Oh yeah, yeah. You know so. who else was awesome too? I'm sorry, we're dragging this. No, 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 go, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, I always thought that Casey Jones in this film was fucking awesome too yeah I, I think his name is uh forgive me if i'm butchering his last name i know it's uh, elias uh uh cotis cotis or something like that i think so let me or, yeah i can double check that real quick or cotis I, I i don't know if i'm pronouncing that right yeah but uh cotis yes yeah cotis. i i, um, I I I didn't get my French right. <laughs> no, you're, you're all right. And uh, uh, another another uh, person that was in it was uh, Corey Feldman. Was the voice of Donatello. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so that was that's another big star. Another one. Uh, not too many people know about this, but um, I actually had him on my my uh, favorite actors list in the honorable. Well, yeah, in the honorable mention. So he didn't make my official top ten favorite actors. But uh, Sam Rockwell, in one of his earliest roles, was one of the uh, uh, the, the teenagers that live in uh, the basement or in the uh, the secret lair. Oh wow! Yeah, and he was a. Uh, I think it was like his earliest film role or one of his earliest film roles. And uh, I think he was the kid that had the. Uh, uh, he he like had the cigarettes. He's all like menthol or filtered or whatever he said. <laughs> yeah, so that was a, that was a young Sam Rockwell. 
uh, long before he was in the movie Moon or Galaxy Quest or, yeah, all of those uh, uh, great films of his. Yeah. But, yeah, so, uh, yeah. again, we're, we dragged along far enough, but definitely. Yeah, definitely... It's, it's a good movie. It's worth talking about. But that's not a, that's not the topic for today. That's just the movie of the week. Uh, let's get into the main event. We're going to be talking about the second or technically first Indiana Jones film, depending on uh, how you view the uh, timeline, uh, Temple of Doom. So, uh, yeah, I guess I'll, I'll mention, for those of you who didn't get that reference there, um, if you watch the opening scene in it, like every Indiana Jones scene has uh, shows the, the date, uh, the year that, it, that the movie takes place in. And uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, I believe, is in 1930. 35. 35. And then, or wait, uh, 36, I think, for, for Raiders, and then 35 for this film. Is that correct? I, I that, that sounds right to me. Definitely 35 yeah. in Temple of Doom. The point is, for some reason, they made Temple of Doom take place the year before, even though it's the second movie um, in that was made. But it, technically, it's Indiana Jones's first adventure uh, as far as the movies go. So um, it doesn't really affect the plot at all because, uh, uh, like we, we mentioned in our in our previous episode, the Indiana Jones films, it's like you just each one is its own adventure. You can yes. you can pop it in at, at any time. And if uh, if you heard what I had to say in the previous episode, I had a very, very interesting introduction of uh, Indiana Jones. So I, I said I meant I watched the uh, the third movie first and then the first movie. And then years later, saw the second movie and then the fourth movie. So it was all over the place for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I guess just like the uh, the first movie or our first episode uh, where we said um, uh, we'll we'll start off uh, sharing like uh, when we first saw the movie, what our initial thoughts were. And uh, uh, I guess Tyler, you you weren't here for the previous episode, so uh, uh, why don't maybe maybe you could share your uh, thoughts or um, uh, how you were like introduced to Indiana Jones as a as a character, and then okay. as well as the uh, your thoughts on this movie. So uh, you know, Tyler, why don't you go ahead? You you can go first on this one. Thank you, Lauren. Um, You're <clears throat> growing up, I was probably in elementary school. And at first, I did not watch Raiders of the Lost Ark first. Ironically, it was this film first. And for, and for some reason, like, I felt more, uh, I, I'm basically throwing a, like a Matthew in a way. I actually have more of, more of a connection with this film than the other two films. But I still like the other two films regardless. But Indiana Jones was brought to me again in elementary and my grandma had the uh the uh cassette tapes and i always pop it in on the vhs and i will rewatch temple of doom over and over and over again it's like it was like a drug to me you know and it's because the adventure to it the story to it and not even to mention like a different culture and a different vibe of the adventure to it. And watching this film, I 
I was more attached to short round in this film because ironically, even though I'm not Chinese or Asian American, I wanted to be short round for, for, for obvious reasons, because I'm like, this kid is hilarious. He's awesome. And he's, he's not afraid. Um, I'm, I'm sure. Exactly. He can have a car. And it's amazing to see, obviously this, I believe this was his very first film or his debut in a film. I know he was brought in, into, um, excuse me, uh, The Goonies. That's right, yeah. Later on, he, he was in The Goonies. Yep. And so... And he, just like that, or just like this movie, in that movie, he kind of, he was kind of like that uh, that sidekick who, who was kind of, he was great at everything. And he had like all the gadgets in that movie, which made him, you know, he was like one of the best parts in that movie as well. So, yep. uh, yeah, he... Two very iconic, uh, iconic characters in both this movie and the uh, the Goonies. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, watching this film brought so many like nostalgia. Uh, watching it over this weekend or this past weekend, excuse me, and I I felt like a kid again. Like I was like five, maybe six years old at the time, and I love this film. I love it to death. Uh, Harrison Ford. Ironically, I didn't watch Star Wars first. Ironically, I watched Indiana Jones first, then Star Wars. I'm like, hey, that's that's uh, Indiana Jones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, I I I love the Indiana Jones franchise uh, franchise, um, but I'm more of a Star Wars fan. Than Indiana Jones, but don't get me wrong. The like story wise, I'll give it to Star Wars, but the action and adventure and the thrill, I probably give it to Indiana Jones. Like it, yeah, in my in my in my, exactly. my opinion, in my opinion, yeah. But yeah, uh, Indiana Jones is my childhood, even though I wasn't born in the eighties. But watching it back as a kid and watching it now brings back nostalgia and bring back the kid in me. So that's, that's my take on the film. It's a fucking great film. I love it. Uh, Willie Scott um, is, you know what? I'll say this as an adult now, I bang her. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, she is married to Steven Spielberg. So. <laughs> oh boy. Ironically, ironically, <laughs> but no, um, great. It's a great film. It's a great adventure. For sure. Oh yeah. Kyle, uh, why don't you share your, your thoughts on the film? Okay. Or, right. Oh yeah. Uh, I guess overall, like, you know, first, first time you saw it, uh, uh what you thought then, uh, how you feel about it now, you know, you know oh, the yeah. drill. Yeah, exactly. Um, so what I want to say about Temple of Doom is um, originally, before I had rewatched the movies, or in the process of rewatching the movies, rather, uh, I would have definitely told you this one, as I think is most people's opinion about the Indiana Jones trilogy, Uh but having watched Raiders and having just watched this movie, I, I got to say, I, I don't like it as much as Raiders, but it's still a great action-adventure movie, I think. Um, mm -hmm. 
my introduction to this movie. See, I think I think I watched the Indiana Jones movies really far apart because I don't remember having like a binge weekend as a kid watching these films or anything like that. But I know mm-hmm. I saw them a few years uh, somewhat close together as a child through my dad, who even though he doesn't like Star Wars, he does like Indiana Jones, weirdly, which I've never understood, frankly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, having seen this movie, I forgot how fast all the plot points happen in this film. Because in Raiders, there's a little bit of like some breathing room, some downtime in the movie in the beginning. But this movie, it just goes from zero to 100 and it stays there until like the very, very end of the film, which I completely forgot about that pacing of the movie. And you know what's really crazy? When I was a kid, and keep in mind, I, I did not know. I never picked up that they were in India in this movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I never picked that up. I, I thought, no joke. I remember watching the movie and thinking that he time traveled or something. Oh my god! I was, <laughs> dude. I don't even timeline or another time period. Something. I don't know, man. Just <laughs> I did not think it was nineteen thirties India. <laughs> but yes, this was a great movie. It, it's uh, it's almost as good as Raiders, and I'll probably get into the reasons why as we watch it, but it is definitely a great action-adventure movie and one of the best ones that Lucas ever worked on, and certainly one of Spielberg's best. For sure, for sure. And what about you, Lauren? Um, and me, uh, yeah. So, uh, like, like I said in the, uh, the previous episode, um, my introduction to, to Indiana Jones um, – with was well obviously the ride at at uh, at Disneyland, uh, and uh, uh, my or I, I watched like the like the first movie and the third movie back to back, but it was in reverse order. So I watched the third movie first, and then this and then the first movie, um, and then for some reason, my dad was is very dismissive of Temple of Doom. It's not really his favorite, um. Or it's I don't know he, he I, I think he always said like it was like oh that's that's the gross one I don't want to watch that or whatever um, it's like yeah understandably it is probably the darkest of the series uh, it, I would say it's like the Batman Returns of the series it, it definitely it, yeah. has like humor and like much darker elements than like the, fir- the first movie and everything um, so I'm gonna so have to talk to your dad yeah. yeah. <laughs> But uh, like years later, uh, so I, I saw the first two at a at a fairly young age, and then uh, years later, I finally got around to seeing Temple of Doom because uh, I, I think it was like right around when Kingdom of the Crystal Skull came out, and we were like, like, hey, you know, we we still have to watch Temple of Doom, and my dad was like, all right, we'll rent it from uh, Hollywood Video because I think that was like the last movie or uh, one of the last movies we rented from Hollywood Video before they uh, they went out of business. Uh, rest in peace. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was our that was our go to video store. So, um, yeah, so we we rented Temple of Doom uh, from from Hollywood Video. I I must have been about like uh, how old was I when Temple of Doom came out? Like ten, I think. No, no, maybe eleven or twelve. Yeah, probably like eleven or twelve went up. Um, so so Temple of Doom. Uh, when I saw it, it was 
I thought it was great. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I, I thought it was, it was great. Like ever since, uh, since I first saw it. And, uh, I, I always thought like, yeah, this, this definitely, it does feel different from the other Indiana Jones movies. Uh, cause this one, it, they're not going after a Christian artifact. They're going after, a. Um, this this is kind of like from the Hindu faith. Uh, yes. I don't know, like I don't know what the the whole story is behind the stones, but uh, but yeah, it's it's it, it's from the essentially the Hindu faith. Is what Basically, it, it has like sort of type of powers in a way, but yeah, yeah, it's it's more like it's not an artifact. It's not like anything special, but it's special to the people of of the uh, Himalayas, correct? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and the the fact that like okay, when when you think of Indiana Jones, how does every Indiana Jones movie begin essentially? Uh, the first the one, shootout. yeah, <laughs> he's in a thing. The situation escalates, and he just barely manages to get away. Exactly, but it, it usually starts off in like some Indiana Jones is going after some artifact, you know, or you know he's he's always like caught up in in some adventure. You know, it's like the first one. It's like that the idol uh and he's out in the jungle and then yeah. uh, uh the third movie you know he's going after that cross and uh, of course there's also like some other bad guys that are going after it um and then the uh, uh kingdom of the crystal skull well you know they, they had the gophers obviously <laughs> but uh <laughs> it's essentially you know that's also like a, a big action scene where he's going after an artifact this one begins at a nightclub in china it, it, it's very yes. it stands out like a sore thumb but not in a bad way and i that's yeah. something i really appreciate about it and also um uh i, I think one thing i kind of picked up on even like when when uh, uh when i saw it like for the very first time like all the indiana jones movies it will show the title it'll say like um uh raiders of the lost ark uh or uh, indiana jones and the last crusade uh but this one it's like it shows the title, but then you have Willie Scott standing in front of it. Like, she's blocking the title. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, you know, that kind of bothered me, too. But, yeah, it's yes. something that always stood out to me. I was all like, like, huh, this, this definitely is like the black sheep of the series. Yeah, uh, a lot okay. of people would say, would say Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is, and that is a good argument. But um, uh, honestly, I think Temple of Doom, even though it is part of the original trilogy of Indiana Jones, it really is like its own movie. It's like you got like the two bookends of the trilogy, and then this is like the the meat of it. And it's also the film that uh, uh, never gets referenced in, in any of the other movies. I'm yeah, like, I'm, a little, I'm a little disappointed about that, but uh, I hope you know. Hopefully, with the fifth movie, they'll at least say like like oh, they're short round or or hey, I remember Willie Scott, you know, something like that. Or remember something. that time when they went after those stones? Yeah. Something, nobody, something nobody likes to talk about short round. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess you can only dream. <laughs> can, but, can, I, can I say one thing before we uh, dive deep into the scenes to scene? I, yeah, I have a, I kind of have a theory in a way, and he, hear me out first. Okay. Okay. Indy is in China around. I think it's nineteen thirty-five. Correct. I think so. Yeah. Or yeah, 1935. Okay. So here, here's my thing. He's in China. What if, like, in Matthew's, you know, one of his top games, 
what if it was him looking for the emperor's tomb? And then that could be a possibility, yeah. So uh, now, now it's starting to get back to me. Like maybe that's it. Maybe that's the reason why he went to China, got to the emperor's tomb, and then he left. And now he's still in sh- in Shanghai. Maybe that's yeah. it. Maybe yeah, that's that, it. That could be. Yeah, that's that's a that's definitely a, a theory there. I have to take a look, see exactly when the Emperor's Tomb takes place, but uh, but yo, know, that's definitely a, a possibility. Because I, like I said, like thinking back, thinking on it right now, I just made that up, not made it up, but I just thought of him. Like maybe that's it. Maybe because he's in China, and we didn't know at that time when he was taking stuff until maybe in Raiders, you know, later on in the. Technically, on the timeline, the second the second movie, in a way, hmm. maybe that's the reason why he's in China and trying to find the find the Emperor's tomb, and he's still in China and trying to leave. But he get, of course, it's Indiana Jones without a shootout and running and um, getting away. Yeah, so that that's yeah, my just... that's my theory. Yeah, definitely. Um. And then, yeah, I think I, I kind of mentioned everything. Uh, uh, I guess my initial reaction. Uh, yeah, I really liked it when I when I first saw it. I thought it was, it was kind of like my my re- like again uh, compare this to Batman Returns. It was it was kind of like my reaction when I first saw that movie. It was uh it was like it, this is it, it's adventurous like the first movie, but it's it's much much darker while at the same time also being more comedic because there is a lot of like funny funny parts to it. Yes. And uh, and yeah, you got you got short round. You got Willie Scott. Um, both of them are are kind of like the comic relief character. And uh, uh, of course, there, there's many other great moments we'll we'll get into. But uh, but yeah, that's my my overall uh, reaction when I when I first saw it. And uh, uh, you know, I, it's been so long since I've like seen all the Indiana Jones movies back to back. But uh, pretty soon. Um, in fact, actually, this week I'll, I'll be getting the uh, the 4K box set of Indiana Jones, the the four movies, and uh, I'll uh, I'll watch them all back to back, and uh, I'll, I'll probably do a ranking uh, when we when we get around to that. So you mean to tell me you're gonna have an eight hour session of nothing but Indiana Jones orgy? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, that, the, that, the rumors are confirmed, ladies. <laughs> Lauren does have a whip. <laughs> uh, let's go through the playback plays. Let's go. Yeah, that'd be just like we did with the first one. Um, so let's see the the. the yeah, we'll, we'll we'll start very first scene. We got a. Uh, um, okay, this is one. Yeah, we got we got a, the chick blocking the freaking title of the movie blocking, yeah blocking the indiana jones title it's it's willie scott in front of the title way to uh, go spielberg yeah he's all like, Let me get my wife in there. <laughs> i wonder if you like referred to that in front of steven spielberg he'd be like oh shit people still think about that <laughs> that's what just you fucking like, deserve yeah. Just imagine Steven Spielberg's like directing it, and his wife is all like, "Can't I be in front of the title?" He's all like, "Okay." <laughs> uh, no, and, but- and, then, and then 
here, here I come in. You get what you fucking deserved. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think another thing why this movie stands out so much from the rest of the, the movies and why it feels so different, especially with the opening, is not only is it a uh, uh it does it take place like in a in a nightclub in China, it's also a musical. Yeah. The very yes. first scene is is a musical number, uh the song Anything Goes, but in a um in a, uh obviously in Chinese. Um, or I think uh, 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 Willie Scott um, said, like sings the "Anything Goes" part, but uh, the rest of the song isn't isn't a Chinese uh, Mandarin. Mandarin, yeah, I'm sorry. Yes, Mandarin, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We gotta, we gotta watch our our pronunciations. <laughs> That's right. And uh, uh, so yeah, there's a, the musical number, and then Indiana. From what I remember, Indiana Jones sits down. At a table with uh, uh, like with some mob bosses or something. Loud. And, uh, uh, well, wait, wait. Uh, 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 so, sorry, uh, Kyle. You said that you saw this movie fairly. I saw recently. like I saw like last night. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Why, why don't you uh, share exactly what's uh, what's okay? Happening? So it opens up with a music number. You know, anything goes. Blah, 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 blah. And then some other <laughs> stuff from Mandarin. Um, and then we turn to the scene. And it says Shanghai, 1935. And if you guys don't know, Shanghai in the 30s is like New York on acid in the 20s. It's like yeah. insanely extravagant. Oh, yeah. Yep. So, yeah, this is like pre-communist revolution, all that stuff. Anyway, um, so we're in the scene, and I believe – we see Indiana Jones in this like really nice kind of James Bond vest, that white vest he comes in on. It's very reminiscent of uh, Sean Connery's Dr. No uh, uh, tuxedo. It is. It is, man. Yeah. And he comes in and he talks to the head gangster there. And he has, um, and he's come there in exchange for some kind of diamond stone object. Mm-hmm. And. Yeah, yeah, and and then the uh, and Willie comes along. I'm sorry, her name is just so weird. Willie comes along, sits down next to him because she's like the mobster's lady there. That's right, quote unquote. Yeah, exactly. Uh, And uh, so they're switching around money, negotiating with each other, and uh, it's revealed to Indiana Jones that. uh, after he gets his rock that he came for, that his champagne had been poisoned, and he has the little vial of the antidote. And I love that. I love the reveal there, where where he said, uh, uh, the, I, "I might be paraphrasing, but the mob boss says something like, like you'll you'll need the antidote.'" And he's all like, "What antidote?" And he chuckles, "The antidote to the poison you just drank, Doctor Jones." <laughs> it's really, you know, one of my like favorite lines in that in that movie, and I, I think uh, uh, I think Family Guy parodied it at one point, and I was all like, I get that reference. Yeah, <laughs> And ironically, you know what the nightclub is called? Oh, oh yes, 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 yes. Uh-huh. Obi Wan. Yeah, Club Obi Wan. <laughs> I pointed out. I pointed out to my mom the other day, and she was like, uh, "You think he did that on purpose?" I'm like, "I know he did that on purpose. He yeah. did that on purpose." 
And you, so you, it's a you know damn well he did that on purpose. Oh, for Whoa. sure. And so um and so he's he's running out from the gangster. After he does that very brutal kill with the skewer, it's like the only well, I guess not the only brutal death in this movie, but it's like the first among ma among ma many. It comes out of nowhere. You know, you guys remember that? Mm -hmm. That's right. <laughs> and that guy comes in with the Tommy gun and he's hiding behind the gong. And then the very non-problematic shortstop character comes in. Okie dokie. Okie dokie, Dr. Jones. Yes. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Comes in, the kid who's driving the car, and for some reason, Willie is with them. And yeah. through this whole movie, she's just going to make a huge fuss the entire oh, time. Willie screams a lot in this movie. A lot. Not, a only lot that, I, not only that, at that time when I was a kid, and I never cussed at the TV or at a movie, <laughs> ironically my grandma just called me I'm like can this bitch just, just shut up <laughs> <laughs> I mean she is annoying as fuck yeah. <laughs> oh my, could, could but there's one call, scene I'm where sorry. she's particularly bad I'll talk about it when we get there we'll get to that scene yeah. uh, we will we'll get, get to, to that song. scene I think I know what you're, what you're referring to there <laughs> and um, and so uh and so they're driving, and he gets into the airplane like, huh, I have outsmired you now. I think the guy's name is Lau. Oh, yeah, Lau Shay. Lau Shay. And then we discover as they're flying, it's his own airplane company. That's right. <laughs> so you have that oh, shit moment when he gets the thumbs up to the pilots. Yep. Hey, uh, real quick, you know who was uh, – I think it was the guy standing at the uh, at the plane holding the door uh, – you know, very famous actor Dan Aykroyd had a, a small cameo uh, as the the airplane attendant there. That's right. Wait a minute, yeah. that Dan Aykroyd? Okay, so I didn't just imagine that. That's right. I totally forgot he was like the 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 guy holding the door. And uh, and Spielberg like, I swear to God, Dan, if you talk about UFOs on my set. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, don't bring Dave Belushi into it. <laughs> oh, <no>. So, um, <clears throat> so, so they're flying off, and he's becoming acquainted with this lady. I can't remember if this is when Indiana Jones introduces a shortstop. Is it? Uh, short, short round. Yes, Sh short round. Yeah, it talks about he's a homeless kid from the streets of Shanghai because this is. After the Shanghai massacre, apparently, mm -hmm. and um, he's flying about, and and what do you know? It the pilots are jumping out of the plane, and they're going to leave Indiana Jones to die, right? And they yep. happen to be in the Himalayan era area. Yep. Right. And, by, and, and by, then and the most the unbelievable stunt in the whole movie happens. <laughs> well, wait. First of all, there's a another famous line uh, that goes with the uh, uh, Willie's uh, very annoying scream that that comes up a lot in this movie. There's a line that she says where she's all like, "We're not sinking, we're crashing." And yeah, that was very annoying. 
See, I think I think in this part of the movie, Indiana Jones low-key get the most angry with her because uh, he gives her the gun and she fucking drops it and then goes, where's my gun? Where's my gun? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and like, uh, I'm like, man, that's a major mood, Indy. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so this is the part where uh, they jump out of the, the plane using the inflatable raft. Yes. And not only do they survive from like 100 feet up or more, but they also somehow get down to like the tropical parts of the Himalayas within minutes. Which yeah, is very weird. Really weird. It is. I'm not. I don't think. Now, call me crazy, guys, but I don't think they did the research on the geography of India and Asia right there. No. And I like how it only took I like how it only took like one waterfall for them to, <laughs> to right. get down to the tropical area. Right. The jungles. Yeah. <laughs> like they were in the snow at one point and then uh, they go they go over like a cliff and in just a couple seconds they're uh, they're in the jungle. <laughs> I guess I was too generous when I said like a minute or two, but you're right. It's like within yeah. fifteen to thirty seconds. <laughs> uh I uh, watching it with my dad, and my dad was like, what? This is totally unbelievable. And I was thinking, wait till he sees the second half of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, so now they get to the Indian village, and uh, we meet this really decrepit village that apparently got these magic stones, a uh, magic stone taker in front of them. And I'm not familiar with... Um, Hindu scripture, but they're called like the Shankara stone. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. It's um, I believe it has to. It has something to do with Rama, and a person that he interacts with. You say Raman? (laughs) (laughs) And we've just made enemies with every Hindu person. Yep. (laughs) Rama. 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 He's in the. Oh, I'm not going to go into detail. But anyways, he he's a prominent <laughs> god in Hinduism, yeah. And uh, they they uh, they they sort of low key get coerced into having to get the stone, even though Indy uh, Indy's like, uh, no, no, I have to go to Delhi right now. Well, to to be fair, they give them the guilt trip. They're like, we got a bunch of kids that are missing. Can you please please <laughs> save them? <laughs> Oh yeah, that, that guilt trip, man. That guilt trip was real. Not that Willie gives a shit. She's like, yo, fuck them kids. Is it too late for me to say this, but I'm like, who is raping all these kids? And that's how we get canceled. <laughs> Um, <laughs> it's not like anyone's gonna miss these fucking kids. <laughs> Think about my nails breaking, Andy. Fuck your nails, <laughs> Fuck your nails bitch. <laughs> anyway, really just not having it in this movie. It's really. Not. He, he has trouble riding the elephant, which uh, I, I think that's at the end of the movie. But uh, or no, isn't there a scene earlier in the movie where she's riding the elephant? Yes. Okay. Yes, 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 yes. We're 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 getting to that scene. 
Okay. Which? So they go to the village and they're hungry and Indy's like, you better eat it. You're disrespecting them. <laughs> oh, are we t- we're talking about this scene now? <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> yes. We're getting, we're getting it out of the way. Yes, this is uh, uh, one of the standout scenes from this movie. Um, so they, they go to this uh, temple. Or I don't know. No, it's more like a like a banquet, an Indian yes. banquet. Yes, and uh, uh, they're like the guests of honor there. Uh, th- this is probably going to be. This is probably like one of the nicest uh, uh, buildings in this section of India because uh, they are that they are regarded as these high high honor guests that are going to rescue the kids from the from the mines, and um, so they they go. Uh, uh, they're welcomed for this big banquet, this big feast. And uh, they they open up the trays, and it's some of the most repulsive food you ever have laid your eyes on. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. you could possibly imagine. Uh, so there was like, um, uh, I believe there were like some beetles that were uh, dung, dung beetles uh, is like the beetles. first thing. Yeah, it was like roasted dung beetles. And that guy like, is it, eating them out, man. It okay. is. He's into yeah, it. That's right. Yeah, and I, I'd imagine the texture is probably going to be. Uh, like a very chewy lobster, maybe. <laughs> See, I always kind of imagine like um, uh, I don't know if you guys ever have uh, uh, sh- not shellfish, but that uh, those crawfish. Oh yeah, it's kind of like that, but when they're like kind of shitty inside and they're soft. <laughs> yeah, oh, I know. What you, I know. Oh, you're, that's yeah. how I imagine the texture. That's probably what it's like, yeah. So, so yeah, that they got the dung beetles, and then um, uh, there's like a, a big pot of soup with like an eyeball floating. Yeah, in it. yeah, it's it, that's the that's her request, her replacement request. And then there's just a snake a guy cuts open, and they eat the babies inside. That's right. And they eat them live, dude. They're just crawling around everywhere. And they're like just a Tuesday night. <laughs> like my book. Yeah, it's like that scene in Old Boy where he goes to the the restaurant and orders a live a live squid and then eats it alive. <laughs> oh my god! It's, it's speaking of the beetle of the the roasted beetles, it it was like the guy was going to town on to that. It was like twenty five cent wing night on like Tuesdays or Thursdays at like Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah, those. He was going in on those beetles. Yeah, he, he is. You should see his eyes in the scene. Yeah, <laughs> it's almost like he's the Guy Fieri of this uh, of this section of the beetle. Oh god! <laughs> like, to oh god! Cue that himself. one video where he's eating in reverse. <laughs> oh my god! That's a disturbing video, but <laughs> where like his food gets assembled in his mouth and then pulls it out on a fork. Yeah, he's it's played <laughs> reversed fast forward, and you're like, "Oh fuck, this is even worse." Um, <laughs> but then there's the then there's the grand finale to that meal that everybody remembers. It's the yeah, uh, the it's, chilled, it's monkey, chilled brains. monkey brains, yes. And it's just like a, I don't know, it's it's like a like a fondue, I guess. Like they open up the the cranium of the monkey's skull, and then there's just like brains, and you're supposed to eat it out like a. Um, like I don't know, like like it's, it's kind of like, kind of like a less not safe for life version of that one scene in Faces of Death. 
Yes. Yeah, yeah, we were we were talking about that uh, uh, not too long ago. <laughs> not on the pod, mind you. No, no, no. This, this was some separate uh, uh, conversation. <laughs> um, yeah. And so Willie passes out, and then they move on to the next scene. And this, by the way, is the only scene in the movie where Indiana Jones is dressed as a doctor uniform, his professor uniform. That's right. Yeah, he's a... Uh... Do they mention at all that he's a professor in this movie? They do call him Dr. Jones. Okay, so they don't think he's a... They talk about his credentials, how he's like a great archaeologist and adventurer, and I guess people would read about him in this world. Okay. So people know him. Like, um, the prime minister is like, uh, everyone knows about you, Dr. Jones. Your your reputation precedes you, whatever thing he he says. Mm-hmm. Oh, speaking of which, this would technically uh, be around when uh, when Mahatma Gandhi was uh, uh, roaming India. Is that correct? It, it, yes. it would, but it'd be about 10 years before he's doing any protests. Okay, so, I mean, he's obviously still in the area at this point, but he's not like the Gandhi that we know. He's a total shell for the British at this time. I gotcha. If you remember the movie Gandhi. Yes, yep. with, with Ben Kingsley, yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, yes, I, I believe he would have been starting the civil rights stuff. Okay. But anyways. I mean, that was just a tidbit. I, I, I just thought, I thought, like, okay, we got Indiana Jones in India in the, uh, the in 1930s. 30s. It's like, okay, that's right around when uh, Mahatma Gandhi was, uh, was roaming around there. So. Yes. Yeah, yes, that, was, that was just a, a tidbit I, I had. <laughs> uh, we're, we're, sorry, that, uh, I, I, I got it off we're, track. We're going to where, I guess, Indy's giving fruit to Willie. Okay. Oh, oh, is this the bedchamber scene? Yes. Okay, oh, yeah, we're getting to that one. I'll let, I'll let Tyler start since he mentioned that part. <laughs> oh, man. So... It, it's kind of funny, like, Indy's, like, not really the romantic type. He just, likes, you know, hit it and quit it. I'm like, that's my dude, you know. You know, get your, get your shit in and leave. <laughs> but, um, no, uh, Indy gives the plate of fruit to Willie, and they start, like, flirting in a way. Yeah. And then she gets all, like, all mad, like, and, like, bitching at him like you're blah 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 dr jones and everything and then literally she's literally on the bed just waiting for him to come back i'm like girl you know damn well you ain't getting no dick tonight you know (laughs) (laughs) with that attitude hell no (laughs) and um indy fights this uh random uh, body guy from the palace. Yes. Yeah, the assassin. The assassin, thank you. And he's struggling and... Well, can I point out that Indy is also like, damn, why don't you get in here so I can get some? Yeah. (laughs) Let's not forget that. It's like, it's kind of a cold war of uh, pent-up sexual frustration. Yep. But anyway, yeah, the assassin comes in. At least Miriam almost got some. Well, she probably did get some. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, um, 
So he's fighting the assassin. Short round is helping him out. And for some reason, um, I fr- I'm blanking on the scene. Uh, he knocks him out, and I think they open up a chamber into Willie's uh, bedroom. Yes. Great. And then she's like, hey, I'm, and then Indy's like, like touching the. There, the there's uh, the, the statue of the, uh, the topless, busty woman. Yes, they, <laughs> yeah. And there's a lot yeah. of. Uh... And then he, he's like, he's like feeling the, the statue. And you're all like, what are you doing, Indiana Jones? And then Willie's yeah. like, damn, I knew you were horny, but this is. No, yeah. She's like, and then she's like, hey, I'm right here. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, I'm yeah. like, and I'm like, no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> you're not right here. Yeah, like you're not the ideal. <laughs> like oh. you're not a statue. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. If he, if she was a statue, I'd probably just dump her off the building. <laughs> and he op- he opens up the chamber and and. They go inside. Uh, him and Short Round go inside, and Willie just stays behind. That's and right. Kyle, why don't you take over since I've already did my part? Because okay, all that, right. I, to me, that part is so funny, and to this day, I'm like the part where the myself. guy hangs from his whip. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that made you laugh, you sick fuck. No, no, not that, not that. I'm talking about like her, just like wanting like. Indy so ma- so bad it's like oh 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 okay okay yeah uh, uh, you're talking what are you thinking though I thought you were like <laughs> it was so funny when he got hanged by a whip I'm like yo <laughs> I'm Damn, not that, Tyler I'm not that sick I mean <laughs> if I was that sick I'd be fucking Jeffrey Dahmer <laughs> I mean yeah but <clears throat> But so they my, my, minus minus the men killing. <laughs> oh yeah. So they move. Uh, they move into uh, him and um, I Short can't round. believe I'm forgetting the racist Asian kid's name. Um, <laughs> Short round. Short round. Short round. Okay. So Indy and Short Round go in to that uh, cave area, and. Uh, there's all these bugs just everywhere, and I'm and you know when I'm watching movie, I'm thinking I don't think, I don't think they could put up that no animals were harmed tag on this movie. That's right. We were talking about that uh, in the first movie. A fly goes into uh, uh, Belloc's mouth, oh, and right. I, I made a comment that yeah, you, you can't technically say that no harm, no animals were harmed in the making of this movie because. <laughs> Technically, a fly was eaten. <laughs> and, uh, uh, well, I mean, if you couldn't for that movie, you definitely couldn't for this movie. <laughs> yeah, no, they, they they do some damage to those bugs. Yeah, uh, man, they're like walking on them, flipping them around. Can Can I say something real quick? Yes, yes, please. Why? How come a fucking centipede is not attacking their skin and crawling inside of them? Yeah, you know how you know how much uh, centipede stings hurt. Like I, I've seen a, a, a there's this guy on YouTube that I don't know if you heard Coyote Peterson. Like he he did like all the the stings 
Uh, like yes. he, he, oh my god, that yeah. madman! Yes, yeah, he, he, he's insane. Uh, but anyway, he there was an episode where he got uh, bitten by a centipede, and uh, yeah, he was just like rolling around in, in pain, and and uh, said like he couldn't feel his arm and everything. Um, so just the fact that uh, they like Willie has to stick her hand in that uh, that hold, like pull the lever, and uh, like she didn't get bitten by a centipede, and is screaming in uh, excruciating pain. Uh, it it just baffles me. <laughs> exactly. I, yeah. I just wanted to bring that one up. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay. you're not dead. <laughs> you know, I did not know centipedes were deadly. I thought they were like harmless little leaf eaters. Well, I, I don't think they can... I don't think they're... Well, some of them are deadly. I mean, some of them, it's like if they... I guess if they bite you... and you, Well, yeah, if you don't get like medical attention quickly, like... Yeah, you, you're a dead. You're a dead man. But uh, no, their their stings are uh, are supposed to be very very painful. Yeah, like like one of the most like painful insects things of all I, time. I had no idea, and I was a big bug kid. Yeah, yeah. Well, Kyle, okay, you know, <laughs> you, you learn something new every day. How about that? You do, man. Like this, this is the magic of this podcast. Uh, exactly. <laughs> okay, so they go through that chamber with all the bugs, which. Totally inexplicable why they're just in that one little part of the chamber. Yeah. Because there's nothing for them to eat. <laughs> Movie <laughs> researchers. Exactly. <laughs> so so then they go into the next part of the room in which uh, Indy is telling, you know, a, sh- a sh- short round. God, I keep yeah. forgetting. Short round <laughs> to, to avoid the trap. And he's like, you just go back there and Rack yourself into that wall, and he does, and it's one of the triggers in that room. Yeah, he and, like hits a button or something. Yeah, yeah, and the wall, all, both doors close, and they're like, "Well, fuck, what do we do now?" And Indy's looking around, and another switch gets tripped, and just straight up spikes that start <laughs> come from the ceilings and the ground, and the ceiling is just gonna go down <laughs> and crush them in there. And it's the most uh, claustrophobic scene I think I, I've seen in, a, in a, one of the most claustrophobic scenes I've seen in a movie. Yep. And so he's just yelling for Willie, like, Willie, get down here. And, uh, you know, classic <laughs> Willie not being helpful. She's like, uh, but it's so gross, Dr. Jones. Whatever shit she says to not help. I'd be like, bitch, come down here and fucking rescue us right now. I mean, that's pretty much the energy Indy's giving. <laughs> And then Indiana Jones says a line which I think everybody was thinking watching this scene. He's all like, we are going to die. <laughs> <laughs> and like, Indy gets so desperate, he put, he put that skull into that roller just to slow down the ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> which, I don't know why, but as a kid, it gave me the same sensation as like when you bite down on tinfoil. Oh my god. You know no, what I'm talking about? No, you didn't. <laughs> No, you fucking did it. <laughs> like it triggered me that hard as a kid. <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm glad I'm not the only one that did that. <laughs> <laughs> like a like a whole ass uh, mini Reese's cup foil, you know. I literally just got goosebumps right now just thinking of that. <laughs> <laughs> it's making me cringe. <laughs> yeah, anyway, that skull when he puts it there always stood out to me as a kid and I still did rewatching it. And uh 
you know, she has to put her hand through. And it that that to me the most exasperating bit with Willie. I'm like, oh god damn it, Willie, people are going to die. <laughs> to her put credit, your fucking hand in. To her credit, there are scorpions and spiders and stuff in there, but yeah, no, I I she should uh, she should act more quickly on that. <laughs> Apparently not, because she was taking her sweet fucking time. <laughs> yeah, probably thinking about it's not gonna be great when I break a fucking nail with this whole guys. <laughs> and and the just major shaking my head energy. Oh man! And they escape, and all of a sudden, she. She opens up the door and she walks in and she literally trick pulls the well bumps into the to the trap thing again and <sighs> fucking Willie. God damn it. And then they escape and Andy's like, Oh my hat and he rescues his hat. Of course the most iconic scene. Yeah, which was by the way, history. very close call just to get a hat. That's right. <laughs> Like he could have lost le- his legs doing that. Yeah, he, I mean, but he can always go buy a new a new fedora, but uh, no, this hat is special. And you know, we'll get to uh, Last Crusade where we see the origins of that hat. Oh yeah, um, that's, oh, that's then, right. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into that later. <laughs> that's right. So then they get to the next scene where we finally actually see the Temple of Doom. And something we didn't mention when they were at the palace was there's this like death cult that's been rumored in this part of India because I think that's uh, the guy with the guys with the elephants run off because the, you know the spooky palace and they know about it. Yep. You yeah. Know? Yeah. We didn't we didn't mention that, but uh, they finally see it, and Indy realizes he's looking at these. Um, I want to get this right. Thugahim gang. Something like that. Okay, okay. But, uh, the Thugahim gang, let's just call it that. And Oh, man, I'm going to read the name later. It's going to really, really get to me that I didn't know the name. <laughs> so they're an ancient death cult for Kali, who's mm-hmm. the god of death in Hinduism. Yes, and, that is correct. Yeah, yeah. And, and they're doing, like, human sacrifices. They're making people drink blood. And what do you know it? They enslaved all the kids in the village. Right. Oh, yep. And this is the scene where we see um, the main guy whose name is what's his name, uh, Lauren? Like Molly Moore? Oh, 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 oh! The the uh, the shaman or whatever. I think his yeah. name is uh, uh, Mola Ram. Yeah, okay. Mola Ram. Mola, Mola, Mola Ram, Mola Ram. Uh, <clears throat> and so Mola then does this scene where he completely inexplicably just kind of puts his hand on people's chest and he rips out that guy's heart. That's right. Yeah. And it's not like, it's not like he has superhuman strength. He just somehow is able to do this. Because of Kalima. 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 Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) And, and uh, they have that like nightmare Hellraiser death trap where they lower people into the lava. That's like, right. No joke. I, I'm I'm gonna say this right now. No joke, guys. I'm like, you know what? That should be a ride. <laughs> <laughs> oh 
Oh boy. I mean, just think about it. Like, not I mean, not going through the lava, you're, you're damn crazy, but I'm actually like considering making that a ride and just like going through like hell itself. Got it. So it'd be like the sequel to Temple of Doom? It'll be the sequel to the sequel. <laughs> oh boy. And you thought Kingdom of the Crystal Skull was bad. <laughs> oh, uh, I mean, we will be not talking about that. But I'll say that I, I mean, I we will, won't be, but we will be, you know? I, I, I'm going to say this right now. No, absolutely not. <laughs> we'll, right. we'll definitely share our thoughts on that film, or, or if we have anything to say about it uh, next episode uh, after we review uh, uh, Last Crusade. But no, we won't be doing it our own uh, um, episode on it. You want right. you want to hear you want to hear my review? Fuck that okay. movie. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you didn't like the part where you survived the nuclear explosion in the fridge? No. No. <laughs> I mean, I know the raft scene is a little ridiculous in this movie, but that, like, come on. Yeah. Yeah, that, was, that was something else. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. Uh, <clears throat> so we see that really brutal sacrifice in the Kalima. Kalima, all that. He, like, he pulls the guy's heart out too. Like he, he like again. Uh, he does it not with supernatural strength, but he somehow just gets his fingers in there, like in that one thing from James and the Giant Peach. Yep. Yeah. You know. And then, he, and then like, well, there's like one second, and the next second later, like the heart is in the guy's in the guy's hand, and then he like pulls it out. And then it catches on fire as the guy is being lowered into the uh, the pit of lava. I'm just surprised there's never been a robot chicken bitch specifically about him removing hearts. If that was if that was a robot chicken, that'd be the greatest episode ever. <laughs> uh, you know, Ka, you know, uh, Molo Ram spent some time in medical school. But anyway, I'm getting off track here. <laughs> Well, wait, real quick, if we're on the topic of Robot Chicken, I believe there is a uh, sketch, um, not about Temple of Doom, but I think it's the the temple scene in the first Indiana Jones movie. Okay. And it's about, like, the uh, the construction workers that are setting up all the traps. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. I don't know if I've seen that bit. Yeah, it's uh, it's worth checking out. Okay. Um. Okay, so the next scene, um, the next scene, Indy tries to sneak to get the stone because he totally sees that stone. It has the three levels of whatever Indy was going on about the three planes of existence. Like, ironically, like, I guess he had like 30 30 vision. He's like, oh, the stones are right there. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, and, and so um, <clears throat> he goes in to get it. And he realizes that they're glowing rocks. And because he's spending so much time around the rocks, he managed to blow his cover and he gets kidnapped or he gets captured. And then short round and Willie get captured too, to, to no one's surprise. But like, I think in, in this scene that short, short round already blew it because he was like yelling early on. And then he's like, Shh. anybody remember? Yep. 
So I think they had already blown it there and they were just waiting for him. They were just waiting for the right moment to do it. Exactly. Exactly, exactly. So then it gets to the scene where they have Indy and that creepy voodoo doll and they're making him drink the blood because apparently drinking the blood makes you brainwashed into Kali. It's it's the blood of uh, Kalima. Something like that. I'm, I'm not sure what I get it, but heck, if you can just remove a heart, James and Giant Peach style, I guess I'm not really going to question <laughs> the logic behind this. Um, and so they're fighting. Short round is there. You know, his, his uh, uh, okie dokie Dr. Jones and all that. <laughs> <laughs> and um, he's fighting a kid. They're stabbing that voodoo doll with a needle. It's like actually having an effect on Andy. He's holding it over the fire to make him drink it. Yep. And it's a surprisingly big fight that you think is only going to last like maybe maybe 10 more seconds. And it goes on for like, no joke, like three to five minutes. Yeah, that's right. correct. You remember? It's like a really long fight scene with that super strong guy. Yep. Yeah. Yes, yes. And uh, he gets a he gets a very gruesome death too. He does, man. This movie had some like really like like Lauren pitched it out earlier. Like this was very dark. Yes, like a very dark film and a lot of it is. I want to a lot of time, there is a lot of comedy to it because like the same guy who gets a very like like horrible death where he he's uh, crushed in in the uh, uh, the mine uh, like the, the, the gravel crusher or whatever. Uh, he he also gets like a hammer thrown on his head, and he, he makes like car- like a cartoony like doink sound. And, he- <laughs> <laughs> and it's a very strange contrast in tone. Yeah, because <laughs> even the even the uh, voodoo doll is a weird mix, you know. Because I mean, it's a voodoo doll; it's a little bit cartoony and ridiculous. But they're like holding it over a fire at the burning Indy. Exactly. Like- the uh, Scooby Doo on Zombie Island with the voodoo dolls. <laughs> Oh boy. Hey, but that movie was actually a really good movie. <laughs> that is a good movie. Definitely check that out too. Yes. So they get Indy to drink it and he becomes brainwashed and they like whip Indy in a short round. It's a little bit fucked up. It is. I was like I was like, uh what what what's it called? Uh, uh Child Protective Service. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. I was uh, like PPC. <laughs> yes. Oh, PPS. Excuse me. Yes, CPS, and um, and they just whip him because well, not because because it's the way to get him to drink it. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I almost made it seem like Indy did it voluntarily, and then they whipped him. How fucked would that be? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, our listeners are gonna fucking hate us. Yeah, I know, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> We've um, been with this long. They're, they're going to stick with us. <laughs> yeah. <right>. So, <clears throat> so Indy brainwashed, and he's, um, and they get Willie, and they put her in a cart, and they're going to sacrifice the two of them, right? And, and so then uh, Short Round gets released. And he gets Indiana Jones to snap out of it by burning him with a torch. Indy, I love you. 
Yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Yes. Oh, there's there's the the scene where uh, uh where Indiana Jones actually smacks short round in the face. So oh my I- god. And and uh, there's just someone at Child Protective Services checking off another part of the list to watching this movie. They're like Harrison Ford, you're on the list now. <laughs> following orders. Harrison Ford slapping a child on set. More at eleven. <laughs> <laughs> Just so, imagine if that wasn't even in the script. It was just Harrison Ford really frustrated with the short round. <laughs> Why are you such a racist caricature? <laughs> it's 1934. This was it's, shot in 1984. <laughs> it's legal. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're getting off topic. Um, okay. Okay. So he snaps uh, Indy out of it, and uh, he saves um, Willie, and they start kicking ass with the guards. And does anybody want to talk about the whole uh, Donkey Kong Country s scene with the mining carts? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, this has to be a riot at some point. Like right. uh, I, I understand in the Walt Disney World, there's a Snow White and the Seven Dwarves uh, minecart ride. Uh, yep. They should just take that out and replace it with an Indiana Jones minecart ride, uh, based, on, based on Temple of Doom. Disney, so, if you're listening to this, do it. Yeah. So, uh, um, what it is? It, it's a pretty legit action scene where uh, where they get into the uh, the minecarts, and there's like a a couple of the uh, the guys with swords. They're in like one minecart, and then you got Short Round, Indy, and Willie Scott in another one, and you know they're they're uh, um, escaping the uh, the temple. Oh, and speaking of which, there was a, a Temple of Doom arcade game, uh, which uh, uh, I, which I've, I've played. Uh, in like in, the 2000s, right? No, 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 no. Like this came out like when the movie came out. It was oh, a, it was okay. an arcade, like like legit, like cabinet and everything. Uh, oh wow! And, and uh, it most of the game takes place in the Temple of Doom, and you're supposed to be rescuing kids. And uh, uh, but there is a a level on the mine carts and you have to like lean the cart in one area or like on, on one side of the track. Cause like the other side of the track, uh, like has a broken track or something. Um, oh, right. Okay. Yeah. No, it, it's a, it's a, it's a really fun game. And I, I always, uh, uh, think of that, that game now, whenever I, uh, think of temple of doom, but, uh, uh, aside from the point, yeah, there, there's this, uh, the action scene with the, uh, the mine carts. And, um, at one point, uh, as Indiana Jones is uh, uh, like they're, they're trying to get away from the, the guys with the swords in the other cart. Uh, they realize that the, uh, uh, at the break is broken. And yep. so Indiana Jones is like, he's trying to figure out how to stop it. So then, you know, Indiana Jones is just not afraid of, of death or, or, or pain at all. <laughs> so he, uh, he, right. just gets, he just gets in the front of the mine cart and uh stops the minecart the wheels with his with his uh rubber shoes and uh every that, that okay if uh if you guys were cringing at the uh, the bug scene earlier or with the uh, the claustrophobic spikes this is the scene i think i cringed the most at where he's like he's stopping his the uh, the wheels with his with his feet cuz all i'm imagining is the uh, 
the wheels like cutting into the rubber soles and then now like he has these like giant uh like burn marks in his feet now because uh he like when he finally stops it he's like like trying to run around and he's like walking on his heels and everything and trying to find uh trying to find water for his feet oh, and yeah. Uh, yeah then there's a uh then there's a giant flood <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of weird young boy nightmare feel scenarios in this movie. Yeah, there, there's a there's a lot that's going on in this movie. <laughs> and then there's a giant flood. That's right. There's a giant flood. Uh, what well, was that like? Their security system or something? Like they were it was, basically. I think it was like they were using it to dig down into the earth to find the rest of those. I know they're not called Shasta stones, but there was special stones that they were looking for in the movie. Yep. Yeah. And that's just like the, the water that they stored. Yeah. Okay. Sankara then, uh, stones. Sankara, there you go. Sankara. Shasta stones. Shasta. Oh, yeah. man. Anyways, uh, so... They they flooded the tunnels. They they escape. They go up. I do. Do they climb up the the mountain? And uh, not see, yet. Uh, not yet. They get to that bridge first. That's yeah, right. Okay. There's, a, there's a bridge. Well, not even not right before the bridge. There's there's a a callback to the first movie where another one of the sword guys. Uh, Approaches Indiana Jones. Oh, oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, and, and then he does his uh his like little sword wave, just like the guy in the first movie. And then Indy's and, like, ha ha, I got Indiana, this. Indiana Jones, just like in the first movie, he's all like, oh, I got this. I, you know, wink, wink. I know what to do this time. Well, which is weird <laughs> because it takes place before Raiders, but that's aside the point. Anyway, so he uh uh he, he does that little like wink to the audience where he's all like, oh yeah, you guys remember this, and then he <laughs> reaches to find his gun. But it's not there. Remember, it's back in like Shanghai where you've got what happened to your gun? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but actually, when you, I guess when you think about it, if this movie takes place before Raiders, maybe he remembers that from Temple of Doom. So when it goes into Raiders of the Lost Ark, he remembers this time. Always have your gun on you. And uh, so that's where uh, he remembers that for the sword fighter guy in, the, in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Maybe. Yeah, problem solved. And the gang is called Thuggies, by the way. They're the organization. Is that, is that really what they're called? called? Seriously. Thuggies. I'm looking at the Indiana Jones wiki. Wow. Thuggies. You learn something new every day. <laughs> You'll have to edit that in, Tyler. Go, I think they were called Thuggies. Thuggies. <laughs> so after that, uh, after that sword fight callback um, to the first movie, they they go onto the bridge. Is that right, or am I missing something? No, no. Uh, they they go onto the bridge, and they know uh, Indy's got the three stones. He has the three stones, and he's cornered on both sides. Totally both sides surrounded. Totally surrounded. And, and he goes, "I'll drop him, Rob. I'll drop him." There's alligators at the bottom of the river. Yep. And yes. so, oh, also, Short Round and Willie are on the uh, the bridge as well. Not, not and, at this point. Not at this point. You know, he has to whole. He has to whole. Uh, I'll drop the stones, Mola, and he goes, Indy, we'll find them. And he's like, 
How do you know my name? I've never said it around you. It's <laughs> a good point. <laughs> and then, wait, uh, didn't they, they kidnapped a, a short round, right? Well, they, they did previously. Well, they, well, they have, uh, they have Willie and short round. Okay. And he goes, uh, all right, Mola, I'll give them to you. And he, I mean, that's when he says to short round and Mandarin, Hey, I'm going to cut this uh, bridge down with my sword. Exactly. And that's where he, he raises his sword and one of my all-time favorite Indiana Jones lines, one of the most badass lines ever to come out of Harrison Ford's mouth. Prepare to meet Kali in hell. And then, yep. he, then he slices the uh, the bridge and that iconic scene where the bridge just collapses and all the guys who didn't grab on uh, basically yeah. fall to their deaths in the Alligator River and, of course, Indiana Jones and Mola Ram and Willie and Short Round. I think a couple other guys, they're all, you know, hanging on to the bridge there. And uh, we get this this uh, fight scene on the side of a, a hanging bridge. Yep. Yes. That's really awesome. <laughs> yeah. Great scene. <laughs> that's that's probably, like, my favorite scene in, yeah. in the whole movie. Even though I really like this movie a lot, but that to me is so iconic because it, it's such a timeless scene and seeing like the alligators, you know, the beep, the the thuggies, I should say, <laughs> get eaten by the uh, the alligators is timeless. I'm like, yeah, you you deserve to get eaten, you son of a bitch, <laughs> dude. They get ripped up, yeah, <laughs> and then. Uh, I guess we go to uh, Ma and then the and and uh, Indy fighting, and they're like, "The stones are mine." <laughs> yes, I remember mm-hmm. at one point he tried to rip out Indy's heart. That's yep. right, and then short rounds are like, "Indy, cover your heart." And then, and then Indiana Jones is like trying to block uh, block Mola Ram from from you know, grabbing his heart, and somehow it just kind of works in a way. Yeah. <laughs> Even though he's not like putting any less effort than that one guy tied up, but but yep. wait, there's also there's also so the, the stones are in are in his satchel, and uh, uh, Mola Ram is like grabbing onto the satchel and is about to like get the the stones from it, and then again, it's been a while since I've seen this movie, but doesn't he like start chanting the chant that that yeah. Mola Ram? And that that ignites the uh, the stone, so they they basically catch the the satchel on fire. And, yeah, and, uh, yeah, and then it burns the fuck out of uh, Muller's hand. Yeah, and then they they like all you know he falls falls down to his death in in the alligator pit, and uh, God, yeah, good good times, one. fun times, yep. fun times. And out of out of the three stones, he keeps one. <laughs> That's right. Yes, and then and, they, uh, <clears throat> they they return back to the uh, the village with all the kids, and everybody's happy. And, and then all of a sudden, um, uh, short round sprays the. Well, he's on the elephant, and he's they spray uh, Indy and Willie, and all of a sudden Willie gets gets some dick, and that's how the movie ends. Yes. Yeah, and, pretty much, and there's that weird kind of, uh, kind of Disney princess ending where all the kids run around them after they make out. 
Yeah, that's right. All the kids are saved. The kids are safe. They're safe. Yeah. Uh, so that was Indiana I, Jones and the Temple of Doom. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, we're not going to do it like our in order. We'll probably say that for next week's episode. Yeah. But uh, what, what would you rate this movie, guys? Like e- either number wise or uh, grade wise. So I'm gonna start with uh, I'm gonna start with you, Lauren. Okay. Well. I I love it. Um, so, w- with me, I love the first and second movie. Or sorry, the first and the third movie equally. Uh, th- those are I, I still can't really decide which one I like the most uh, out of those two. So I I think for me, like both of those are like easily ten out of tens. Which uh, for Temple of Doom, I'm gonna put it at a at a nine. It's like right below. Uh, but that doesn't mean it's that doesn't mean it's bad by any means. It's still a fantastic movie. Um, it is for me. It's just like slightly below the first and the third movie. Okay, Kyle. Okay. For me, I I'm gonna put this movie solidly in the middle, and it gets a A minus for me. Okay. okay, only because I I feel like there wasn't the the, the pacing is sometimes a little bit too fast in this movie, and there's not quite enough downtime in the film but otherwise the action fantastic the plot is great and uh, even though there's parts that make me cringe in this movie <laughs> <laughs> um great adventure movie almost on par with raiders of the lost ark I-, I love it awesome for me uh i'm gonna give it an a as well and i'm not gonna i'm gonna give it a 10 out of 10 i'm sorry this movie is my like i said earlier uh, it's my one of my favorite movies of the of the series, and I still watch it to this day. And it's timeless. And other than that, uh, it's an A and a ten out of ten for me. Even, even 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 though Willie Scott gets on my goddamn nerves with her fucking screams. Yes. 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 But that is. Right, um, I was gonna say Raiders of the Lost Ark. That was last week. That was Temple of Doom. Temple of Doom, yeah. Temple of Doom. So I guess next week is the final chapter of the Indiana Jones trilogy. Well, and depending on how you look at it, but yeah, no, it's it's the final the chapter. classic trilogy. We're we're it's only the doing the classic. Well, <laughs> I, I'm we're not gonna do Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, <laughs> but um. But yes, The Last Crusade is next week's episode, and I got a lot to say about that film because I'll just say it right now, it's a 10 out of 10 for me. And I already mentioned, yeah, same for me. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll, we'll dive deep more into the film next week, but uh, until then, uh, Lauren, where can people listen to us? Uh, you can listen to us on uh, on the Anchor app, as always, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google <laughs> Podcasts, and uh, yeah, wherever uh, wherever else you can find podcasts. Absolutely. And Kyle, what is our social media account on Twitter? It is uh, Fellowship of the Pod ninety three and nineteen nineteen. Fuck. <laughs> I was so confident. <laughs>
19. Fellowship of Pod 19. Fellowship Pod 19. Oh! <laughs> oh, God. Okay. It's all right. It took me a while, too. It's, it's, it's Fellowship okay. Pod 19. Absolutely. And I run it over there, posting some great stuff. Tweet at us, follow us, do all that jazz. You know, holla at your boys. <laughs> holla at your boy from from Kyle. <laughs> and uh, Lori, what is our social media account on Instagram as well? Well, on Instagram, our, our Instagram page is Fellowship of the Podcast, all one word. Give us a follow. We got a lot of great stuff on there. Absolutely. And... uh next week guys is the final chapter and i can't wait to talk about it but until then i hope you guys have a wonderful night have a wonderful week we'll see you all in the next episode peace out everybody goodbye welcome my friends to the temple of the forbidden eye Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Fellowship of the Podcast. Uh, today, we've got uh, Kyle, Tyler, Matthew, and myself. Everyone say hi. Hey there, guys. What's happening? Hello there. What's Indy. up, guys? Indeed. <laughs> Go to Temple, he does. Oh, wrong movie <laughs> series. Sorry, guys. <laughs> so, uh... How's everyone's week going? I just moved in, into my new place and I'm having a fantastic beer right now. Enjoying my day and my time with you guys. I'm excited to talk about the, uh, the final introduction of the Indiana Jones trilogy. Okay. That's right. So, uh, yes, that, uh, if, if you guys have been tuning into our previous uh few episodes that uh, we've been talking about the indiana jones series um and that came uh that was right after we did our predictions for indiana jones 5 yep so uh this is technically our last full uh review of an indiana jones movie uh we're from the original trilogy uh we will get into uh our what we're going to be doing for the uh uh, to, to handle the the fourth movie that everyone loves so much, uh, we'll, we'll talk about that <laughs> later on in the episode uh, with, with what we'll be doing with that. Um, but uh, before we get started, let's uh, get the basics out of the way. Let's uh, go over our social media and where you can find us. For our social media account on Instagram is Fellowship of the Podcast, all one word, and Lauren runs it over there. And of course, mm-hmm. on Twitter is. Fellowship Pod 19. I run it over there as well. I posted some great stuff as well. Give us a follow. We got a lot, a lot of great stuff, guys. And later, if you have Tinder, we're Fellowship of the Love Cast. Oh, God. That's right. <laughs> no, Matthew, we do not have Tinder. I forgot that I forgot that Matthew making our unofficial Tinder account. Yes. <laughs> Fellowship the of the official- Love Cast. <laughs> it's, uh, and, it's, uh, and it's uh, wow. four sums and five sums only. <laughs> Oh my god. Hey, Matthew, yeah, you, people uh, listen to us. You guys can listen to us on uh, Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and right here on the Anchor app. Absolutely. Sure. And uh, yeah, be- before we jump on into our, our episode for the day, uh, I have a movie of the week, uh, very, very spur of the moment. Uh, I was just thinking, like, hey, what should, I, what should I talk about if I wanted to bring up a movie this week? And, um, 
I technically did watch it this week. Uh, not the whole movie, but I, I watched it not too long ago before this. Uh, and this is a, a movie, a movie from my childhood that uh, that I like watching a lot. Um, if I watched it now, like seeing it for the first time now, I probably wouldn't like it very much. But since I saw it at a young age, uh, I have a very I have a soft spot for it. Uh, and this is the uh, 2003 Disney's Haunted Mansion movie starring Eddie Murphy. Hey, yes, yes. Uh, uh, I I mean, if you guys know me, the Haunted Mansion is one of my all time favorite. Not only Disneyland rides, but just rides in general. Uh, I love the the aesthetic and everything with it, and uh, uh, the atmosphere. It's always been like one of my favorite go to rides. Uh, uh, like every time we would go to Disneyland, it's like that's always the first one I want to go on. Um, and then when I heard they were doing a Haunted Mansion movie as a as a little kid, I was like, I gotta see this. Um, and uh, yeah, it's a it has a lot of references to the uh, uh, to the ride and everything. And um, but it's it's mostly I think it's mostly based on or at least the the um, exterior of the house is mostly based on the uh, uh, Florida ride. Yeah. Uh, so it doesn't look. It doesn't look exactly like the one that we have here in a uh, in California, um, but I mean all the the references, the famous uh, uh, scenes like the the guy hanging and you got the hitchhiking ghosts and Madame Leota, like all of that's in this movie. Uh, and this was riding off the back of a uh, another Eddie Murphy movie, Daddy Daycare. Uh, so this was like his family friendly era. You know, he was also doing Shrek at the time, um, the Shrek yes, movie. So, uh, so yes, he was like the, uh, uh, the like he was the go-to guy. He was the go-to like uh, uh, family comedy guy in the early two thousands, which is ironic because if you watch his stand up in the in the eighties, he is not family friendly at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I yeah, I have a lot of great memories about this uh, uh, this movie, and I always like pop uh, popping it on and watching it uh, uh, every once in a while. And you know, now that it's on Disney Plus, it's like it's super easy to access and it's about like, it's basically just about Eddie Murphy and uh, his family and they're, he and his wife are, are real estate agents. And then uh, they get this call from the, uh, the Butler at the haunted mansion who is played by uh, Terrence stamp, uh, who is most famous known for um, playing general Zod in the old Superman movies. Uh, he plays the Butler in this movie and uh, he calls them to go, uh, uh, check out the house, uh, but they have secret uh, dark plans for for the family, particularly Eddie Murphy's wife, because she they think she's like a reincarnation of uh, the master's uh, like wife or something from from lover. long ago. Yeah, his lover. So uh, uh, so that they that that's why they invite the family out because they they want to uh, uh, possess her with the soul of uh, of his wife and uh, and reunite reunite together. So, uh, yeah, it's it's a very silly Eddie Murphy family comedy in the uh, the early two thousands. So, uh, uh, yeah, d- definitely give it a check out, and uh, uh, it's it's a fun time. You just you have to be in the right mindset for it. It's it's not it's not super scary, although there is scary imagery in it for sure, especially the uh, the zombie scenes in the uh, the mausoleum. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that that was definitely nightmare fuel. Uh, Seeing it as a little kid, <laughs> I, I like the part when uh, Eddie Murphy and his daughter were running away, 
And uh, the little boy was outside. He's like, Dad, there's spiders around, and I don't have my magazine. Yeah. Oh, speaking of which, this uh, this reminds me of uh, uh, when I saw it for the first time as a little kid. Uh, this was like one of my all-time favorite scenes. All right, I thought it was hilarious. Was when um, uh, Eddie Murphy goes into his son's room at the beginning of the movie, and his son is scared of a spider. And Eddie Murphy says, well, "All you got to do is just grab a magazine." And he grabs a magazine, and it's Sports Illustrated. And there's like a girl with a bikini and everything on it. And he's all like, "What are you doing with my Sports Illustrated catalog?" And as a little kid, I just thought that was like the funniest scene ever. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I didn't truly understand what it meant, but I was like, I was like, "What's Eddie Murphy doing with the magazine like that?" He was, uh, he was spanking it. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, uh, yeah, definitely watch the uh, Haunted Mansion. It's it's always a fun time. Uh, it's, it's not. It's not the best movie, or yeah, best like adaptation of a theme park ride. Uh, but yeah, it's. It's definitely a fun time. It gets the job done. It gets the job done exactly. So, uh, so yeah, that's that's my movie of the week. Uh, so, without further ado, let's jump right into uh, our Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade review. For sure, absolutely. Man. All right. So yeah, just like the other two uh, um, episodes, uh, we're going to do it the same style where. Um, we're just going to go around and share, like, you know, our initial thoughts of this movie and, uh, you know, what we thought of it then, uh, what we think of it now. And then uh, after that, we're all going to just jump right into the plot and go uh, uh, plot point by plot point. And uh, out of all our episodes, this is like the one time where I actually have it fresh in my mind now because I literally just watched this uh, this morning or earlier today. So uh, it's, it's very fresh in my mind now. Okay. So, uh, I don't, yeah, whoever wants to wants to start, just kind of share some of your thoughts about it, and uh, uh, we'll get started. You know what, Matthew? Since you weren't here last last week, go right ahead. Right ahead. This uh, the Last Crusade. Let's all let's, let's all say this though before we even start it. Um, we want to give a huge shout out to the the Phoenix family because in this film um, was I think this was the last film River Phoenix did before he passed away. Yes, I think you might be right. Yeah, yeah. So if you guys don't know, River Phoenix, his younger brother is Joaquin Phoenix, yep. who's another an amazing actor. They're both great, but uh, we lost River way too soon. But um, it was crazy that he actually looks like a young Harrison Ford. Does he does? Usually yeah, movies when they have younger, yeah. <laughs> Usually in movies when they have younger adaptations of like. The character, they look nothing like the actor, but River Phoenix actually looks like a young Harrison Ford. It was pretty crazy. Yep. So that was perfect casting. Um, but I remember this is like the black sheep of the movies for me because I love Temple. Temple is probably my favorite growing up. And then the second one was Raiders just because I remember the boulder scene. And Class Crusade, like, funny enough, that was like the first Indiana Jones movie I ever bought on VHS, but I screwed up because I remember I bought it at Disneyland. When I went to Disneyland when I was a young kid, and I thought yeah. it was one, I thought it was Raiders because I thought it was it was like, is this the one with the boulder? And I bought it thinking it was. And when I first popped it on, I was like, wait, this isn't the boulder, and I was all disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but growing up, this now this is like 
Honestly, I put this one on par with Raiders, but Raiders is slightly, slightly better just because it was the first to do it, you know? Mm-hmm. But this movie is amazing. Um, easy 10 out of 10 for me. Um, the chemistry between the characters, the humor, everything is just... Everything that worked in Raiders and Temple of Doom and whatever didn't work in Raiders and Temple of Doom, well, everything worked in Raiders. Let's just say that. <laughs> everything yeah. that worked in Raiders and everything that worked in Temple of Doom and didn't work in Temple of Doom, they fixed in... Uh, the Last Crusade. Last, Last Crusade is just like a perfect film. The perfect balance of everything. And uh, even the ending, I have to say, is probably the best ending to any trilogy ever. On par with like Lord of the Rings probably ending. Oh yeah, just that final shot. Yeah. Which we'll get yeah. into. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that's just my initial reaction. I love the film and it's one of those movies that I hold dear to me and one of the best endings to any film trilogy ever. Absolutely. Uh, Kyle, uh, why don't you go ahead? All right, man. Um, <clears throat> so, having rewatched this movie very recently, as I have for all of the movies in our reviews, um, I, you know, I have vague memories of watching this as a kid, but here's the craziest part. Uh, I don't think I ever saw this whole thing growing up after watching all of it. From beginning oh, my God. I don't know. Like, I don't know if I just have gaps in my memory or I just legit never sat down to watch this whole movie. I'm not sure where it is, but I got, I, I, I got to tell you, <laughs> I think this is my favorite Indiana Jones movie. You think or you know, that is the question. Mm-hmm. Well, we're, well, we're, we're going to have to talk it out <laughs> as this review goes by. But I'll say this. It does so much so... Well, like my, my only problem with Temple of Doom, I know Matt loved Temple of Doom. I, I'm pretty sure most of you, that's your guys' favorite. My only issue with Temple of Doom is that it jumps into the main plot in too fast of a way. And some of the humor I could have done less with. But this movie, I felt like they did perfect with the humor and the action in the film. And plus, the writing in this movie is so good. You know, oh, of yeah. all the movies, I think this one has the strongest writing. It has some of the best lines, too. It does. It, it definitely Agreed. does. And just him with um, uh, Sean Connery, just a fantastic performance in this movie. And we're going to talk about uh, River Phoenix, who's, uh, spoiler alert, is only in like the first 15, 20-ish minutes of this movie. Mm-hmm. Um. Just everyone in this film is so fantastic, and there's one trope in this movie that's subverted that the other two movies dive into. But I think this is one of the finest movies that Lloyd, uh, George Lucas ever made. I think, like, oh, this, I agree. This is definitely like in his top three. I think of everything he's ever made. So uh, I'm looking forward to hearing what you guys have to say, and. Uh, it's a hell of a busy movie to get through scene by scene. Oh, yeah. All right, uh, well, I'm going to go next. All um, right, go ahead. So I did mention that Temple of Doom is my favorite of the series. But as a kid, that was my favorite. I think now that I'm older and much wiser, 
you know, going back and watching these films, I do have to say, this is probably my favorite Indiana Jones series and movie because, like Kyle just mentioned, the writing is perfect. the The movie is an A plus, ten out of ten. It's it's amazing. I love this movie so much. As you know, as an adult now, and obviously as a kid, when I watched it the first time, I also treated it like it was the the black sheep of the of the trilogy. But I did still enjoy it. So we'll we'll dive much more deeper into by scene by scene. But overall, this is my favorite favorite Indiana Jones movie and in the trilogy as well. Oh yeah, man, for sure. Great to hear. And for for me, uh, I I know I mentioned in the uh, the previous episodes. Um, ironically, this was the first Indiana Jones film I ever saw. Uh, again, my my grandma had it recorded on a VHS tape. She recorded it off a uh, off TV, and uh, uh, for some reason, they played Last Crusade first, and then they played Raiders. So this was the first one I saw. Um, but you know what? Now that I think about it, I think. For some reason, like I didn't watch it all the way through on the first watch, so I think I, uh, the first like full Indiana Jones movie I watched was Raiders of the Lost Ark, but I didn't finish Last Crusade until uh, uh, much later. I think I watched it at like a relative's house who had it, and uh, uh, but yeah, no, there's so many iconic scenes in, in this movie uh, that that really stand out, especially. I mean, just the, the opening scene, which we'll we'll get into real quick here, with uh, with young Indiana Jones, um, you know, played by a uh, uh, River Phoenix. There, there's so much, so much happens to his character in such a short amount of time. Like, what's funny is everyone uh, when the solo came out, everyone was talking about how uh, uh, like every important character trait about Han Solo happened within like a week of Han Solo's life. Like, you know, he met Chewbacca, he got the Millennium Falcon, he did the Kessel run and all that. Like that was in, I don't know, like a few days or a couple or like a week or so. But with Indiana Jones, every important thing that happened to him happened within the course of like two hours. It was, he got his fear of snakes. uh, He got the scar on his chin. uh, He got the whip. uh, He got his, his hat, and then I think there's is there something else I'm missing? But anyway, all of that happens within like uh, like I don't know an hour of his time or like one hour out of his day uh, as as a as a yep oh yeah so, uh, but no I I always love this movie uh, I I again I I think I hold it like on the same level as a uh, as Raiders of the Lost Ark so. Uh, uh, I, I really can't decide. I know we're going to have to rank them all, but uh, uh, shoot. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe uh, that's hard. Well, when we when we rank them all, uh, I'll, I'll finally decide which one I like better. All right. Yeah. All right. So it's time to do the play-by-play. So we start off in, I believe it was 1912, correct? 1912. Yes, uh, 1912. Indiana Jones, or Henry Jones Jr., because he doesn't have that nickname yet. Um, he well, he does. Is, yes, he does. 
Oh, he does. I'm sorry. Yes, he Remember does. His friend, his friend, his chubby friends, like Indiana. That's Indiana. right. That's right. Yeah, I, I just watched that. I don't know why I catch that. <laughs> you know, my dad thought for a second that the fat kid was Indiana Jones because he was afraid of snakes. <laughs> oh my god! It's, that would have been a twist, right? <laughs> yep. Indy, yeah. you lost weight. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, uh, he is Indiana. I'm, I'm sorry, that was my bad. <laughs> he is Indiana at this point, um, uh, but he is not afraid of snakes, and he is a Boy Scout. Yes. And uh, I, when when I was rewatching it um, uh, earlier today, I was thinking like, wait a minute, when did the Boy Scouts actually uh, like become a thing? Like, when did the organization officially start? Because I don't know, I'm into weird, uh, random facts like that. So uh, so I paused the movie and I looked it up. And I guess they they started uh, uh, in the year 1910. So the Boy Scouts of oh, America wow. is is like only two years old at this point. Uh, I don't know why that's important. But <laughs> I just, no, the, it is important because is. I didn't even know either. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I don't know why I just randomly decided to look that up. But uh, so yeah, we're, we're, doing, we're doing history and a movie review at the same time. <laughs> there we go. Uh, the more you know, uh, you learn something new every day. It's a Fellowship of the History podcast. Exactly. <laughs> it's another so, spinoff of the show. <laughs> Indiana Jones, young uh, teenage Indiana Jones, uh, starts off, uh, he is a Boy Scout, and they're actually in um, Arches National Park in Utah, which I have yeah. been to. It's a, a very, a very beautiful national park. Uh, if you ever get a chance, uh, definitely like, take some t- uh, take some hikes out there. Uh, it's just very hot, uh, but uh, yeah, so definitely bring some water and, and wear a hat or two. <laughs> like a three-gallon water. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but yes, they are in the in Arches National Park. Uh, I'm guessing they're doing like some hiking or they're trying to get a merit badge or something. And uh, uh, Indiana Jones, uh, see, like he, he's going to go uh, uh, crash these... Uh, uh, what are what would you call them? Like a historians? <laughs> I mean, they're kind of. Um, I mean, let's be real. They're like grave robbers at this yeah, point. Yeah, they're, they're like grave robbers, and they're trying, yeah. to, they're trying to steal this artifact. Uh, and Indiana Jones, even at a young age, is all like, "They belong in. Or, it belongs in a museum." But yeah. the kids, it's the cross of Coronado. Yeah. Well, exactly. I would say it wasn't stolen because it was hidden and they probably were just digging in nowhere. Yeah, just stolen, digging. So. yeah so it's not really grave robbing. They're ra- um, raiders. Hey, they're raiders. There we go. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and then, uh, the, yeah, like a little snake lands on the, uh, on his friend and his friend is scared. And then, uh, Indiana Jones is all like, what? It's just a snake. And you're like, oh, he hasn't developed his fear of snakes yet. Uh, we'll get to that scene. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, uh, so let's see, after this, like, yeah, they go on, like, them, after he gets caught, after stealing the, the, the cross, uh, uh, they, they, like, start chasing him, and then he, uh, he goes into a, uh, he jumps onto a, a, a circus train, which is, happens to be passing by, and that has a whole bunch of, uh, it, I almost feel like it's a, like, a bunch of challenges for Indiana Jones to face, like it's a um, uh, like a, like a Bruce Lee film where it's like every after he defeats like one boss, he has to move to the next level, and that's kind of what yeah. happens. In it. Like uh, in every car of the train, there's a like a new challenge he has to face. 
Like there's the snake, the reptile uh, uh, car. There's the rhino car. There's a uh, uh, the lion car. It's like every and Everything. each one. Yeah, each one he develops like a new trait that is famous for Indiana Jones. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Uh, if you guys want to jump on in, and I, I know I'm kind of sharing the spotlight here. So uh, yeah, if any of you want to uh, jump on in and, and describe what, what's uh, going on in this opening scene, go right ahead. Uh yeah. So obviously, uh, River uh, Phoenix is um, playing as Henry Henry Jones Jr. Indiana Jones. Um, I have to say, uh, even though he was part of the film for like a good. 15, 20 minutes of the film, it, it was it was pretty good. He acted very well in the film. Um, uh, the stunts that he was doing was pretty on poor because, you know, it's a kid, but, you know, he has this agility of moving through, moving throughout the cave and going through the carts of the, of the train, you know, pretty, pretty good stuff for, for a young kid like him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He perfected Harrison Ford. Uh, he perfected a young Harrison Ford. Literally, like even when I watch the movie today, I don't see it as oh, that's River Phoenix. I see like that's like Harrison Ford if he were young. Like literally, he is so on point. It's ridiculous. Like the guy who played Solo. I mean, there are different ages of Harrison Ford, but he seemed like an impersonator. Yeah, River Phoenix felt like Harrison Ford. I almost wish that Solo came out like right around the same time that uh uh. Last Crusade came out just so River Phoenix could play him. Oh yeah, yeah, that would that would have been really really cool. Yeah, it would have been slightly yeah slightly better, but no, no actually no, it'd be it'd be much better. <laughs> but come on now, it wasn't that bad. All right, but, um, do, we get, do we get to? Oh, actually, Matthew, go ahead. No, just saying like the whole setup is just perfect. About like first of all like. You see that to Indy, these guys are like bad guys, but in reality, they're just regular guys who are treasure hunters, which he will eventually become. So when they dig up and they find the cross of Coronado, like he's like, it belongs in the museum. Like he's so against them having it. But like, and like you see also his fascination for history, but also like the importance of like historical artifacts being in museums is a big part of his character. But like the whole thing where it's they add humor because after he he uh, he he grabs a cross and they're chasing after him. When he jumps on the horse, the horse moves out of the way and he falls on his ass. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Right. So, I mean, shows how naive he is, and later just a whole circus uh, train scene was just perfect. Like, usually movies that, that are even two hours, they try to build up a character. It's just so, like, not written well. It's just a mess. But honestly, those, I don't know if it's 20 minutes, How I don't know how long this whole opening crawl scene is, but everything, the, 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 the tempo and the pacing was perfect. Everything seems so natural. Like yeah, the, yeah, like the edits, the oh. composing, the action, I agree. Everything is like, everything. So when you find out he's a first snake, you can understand why a sea snake, the water coming out, like an anaconda or whatever. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Okay, yeah. Cool. yeah, like a huge sea snake 
uh, Anaconda or whatever kind of snake it was. So like, hell yeah, if that came out to me, I would be freaking afraid. Because when he flips over, he's with tons of small snakes. So, and then after that, the whole rhino thing was pretty crazy. It's funny where it almost like digs into his balls. And later, the whole iron thing where he gets his cut, but also that you find out later on, if you've read books of Indiana Jones, that he becomes a world-famous, like, lion tamer also. That's so, true. Um, but, yeah, and later, you see how he's good with magic when he, like, goes into that magic box and disappears. But, yeah, mm-hmm. and later, not just that, within that whole time frame, you also get to see not Sean Connery in person, but you see kind of, like, a guy who's his dad. And when you mm-hmm. when you see run to his house, you see the dog, the husky, and it says Indiana. And then or when he's talking to his dad, like his, you can see him and his dad don't have a strong relationship because when he's like, "Dad, Dad, Dad, I have something," the dad's like, "Quiet, I'm doing my work," you know. Junior, but count count to ten and Greek. Yes. <laughs> so like you could just see already the tension between him and his his him and his relationship with his father in just a matter of seconds. Like yep, that's yeah. how great this writing is. There's so much that goes on in this movie. It's ridiculous. like if any other director or writer tried to do a film like this, they would find they would fail miserably. But yep. because the writing was so great for this film and the directing was so great, like I can't say Spielberg's as good as he was back then. He's sadly he's not. But at that time, Spielberg was number one director of all he time. Was in his he yes. was. Nobody yeah. could compete with him. He was in a yeah. league of his own. And this movie, yeah. just, this opening of a film, this is even the movie hasn't even really started yet. This opening of a film was perfect. Yeah. And oh, speaking of that, uh, that brief appearance with uh, uh, Henry Jones Sr., um, with, with uh, young Indiana Jones, so he, uh, uh, this is another like very random useless fun fact i guess uh but apparently the actor who played uh who played that version of uh henry jones senior was uh an actor uh, no name actor by the name of alex hyde white but the only reason i'm bringing that name up is because the only other role aside from this brief appearance where you don't even see his face as uh, henry jones senior um, he also played Mr. Fantastic in the 1994 Fantastic Four movie directed by Roger Corman. Or produced by Roger Corman. Interesting. Yes. Uh, uh, so, yeah, that, that's, a, that's a whole other movie. We might, we might have to uh, review that one day. Uh, but, yes, long story short, in the 90s there was a, a very, very cheaply made Fantastic Four movie, which is technically the first Fantastic Four movie. Uh, and it had a very uh, low budget cast. Like no, nobody was, nobody famous was in it at all. Uh, but the guy who played Mister Fantastic was uh, was uh, Henry Jones Senior in this brief scene of uh, uh, Last Crusade. Interesting. And I did not know there was yeah, a ninety-four. It didn't add anything to the conversation. <laughs> and I did not know that there was yeah. a Fantastic Four yeah. movie in the nineties. Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely look it up. I think it might be on YouTube. Um, uh, it's not very good, but uh, it's worth checking out. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. um, I, I guess the uh, the lines were dubbed over by Sean Connery, so that's why he still sounds like a Sean Connery in it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so so then it um it does like a um after he talks with his his dad in that scene. 
then uh, the guys from earlier who were who were chasing after him, uh, they show up at the doorstep, and uh, they say something like, "Oh, um, you have to give the cross back to the rightful owners because because uh, 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 yeah, because right of some bullshit with that douchebag." Because yeah. finders, finders I don't know, they never explain it. Finders keepers, basically. <laughs> I guess. And and then uh uh the one guy wearing the fedora, you know, after Indiana Jones, uh, uh very upset, like has to hand over the cross to them. Um, then uh, the guy with the fedora, like walks up to Indiana Jones, and he's just like very impressed with like all the stunts he pulled that day, and he was all like. I, I don't even remember what, exactly what he said, but he's just like, "You he's got, got guts, kid." Yeah, he he got guts, kid. And then uh, then he hands him the uh, he puts the uh, fedora on his head. So that's the origin of uh, the Indiana Jones fedora was from this this random guy. Uh, this one again, everything important that happened to Indiana Jones happened within the course of like two hours. Yep. Which so, that's uh, got to be like a pretty crazy like traumatic event in Indy's uh, life. Yeah, and it just so happens on that same day in that same like two hour time period that Henry Jones Senior was writing in his uh, uh his little uh, uh diary about the the uh, Holy Grail. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> like, everything just like happened to line up on this one day in Indiana Jones's life. Exactly. Yeah, uh, and then yeah, then it does a, a cut to uh, uh to um. Adult Indiana Jones. Uh, now it's set in the year uh, 1938. 1938. He gets punched in the face, just like always. And uh, again, it, it's him with the uh, the cross, or he's trying to get the cross back because it belongs in a museum. And uh, <laughs> I'll have to find a chance to, uh, to say that. And then... Uh, uh, yeah, he he basically in this big fight scene, he finally gets the cross back, and uh, you know that, that's pretty much how every Indiana Jones movie opens. It's always like some some uh, him trying to go after like some artifact that isn't necessarily the main artifact of the movie, uh, but it gets it gets things started off uh, just so it can set you into the uh, into the adventure right away. Yeah. yeah, what I like about this movie is there's like a like a 26 year gap. But he ends up just kicking the guy's ass and being done with him. Yeah. <laughs> like he's been waiting so long for this revenge. Right. You know, that's what I like about that transition. Well, because that, that day was so memorable to him because so much happened to him. It's like that's why that artifact in particular means so much to Indiana Jones is because when he was going after it on that one day, like everything important that ever happened to him happened on that one day. <laughs> You yeah. know what, what line I love in that movie, in that scene, uh, when he's in the on the boat and he's older, where he's like, "It belongs in a museum," and the guy's like, "So do you." <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> well, now he does. <laughs> and then, uh, so after that, he goes back to his college. Yeah, he he goes back to back to teaching, and then uh, uh, yeah, he he's or he kills uh, Marcus Brody. Like, hey, I got I finally got the cross after all these years. Marcus and, Brody's back. Yeah, so I think one thing I'll I'll point out is like 
uh, uh, Last Crusade and Raiders of the Lost Ark to me are almost like blood brothers. It's like they're yeah. they're very very connected to each other because you know they they both have a uh, like Sala and uh, um uh oh, shoot what's his name uh Marcus Brody yeah we were just talking about him so Sala and Marcus Brody both return for for this movie and uh, uh and both of them are about like uh religious uh, uh Christianity uh, artifacts. So yeah, they both feel of uh, very similar, but both are are um, are their, their own movies as well. Um, but yeah, it goes back to his uh, to his college, and uh, uh, I think we were we were talking about this in the in the first episode with the uh, uh, like how we were thinking like Indiana Jones goes on all these adventures, but he never has time to grade papers, and we finally get to see that in this where uh, all I the know, students- finally. All the students hate him because, or they're they're uh, uh, bothering him on his office hours, and he just he just yeah I he honestly I don't think he enjoys being a teacher. <laughs> I think he, he's he's doing, he's doing it for the money. <laughs> he's doing it for the money. No, his real passion is uh is going out and uh, uh doing a uh uh life life uh life uh risking uh, adventures and uh, yeah. Life facts and everything so that's his real passion in these movies he's like he's like i gotta pay these bills damn it <laughs> a, fu- a fucking five dollar electricity bill i wish yeah. that was today's bill <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so the, I, I think one of my favorite parts in it he like when the uh in, in this scene when all his students are, are like knocking on his door and they're like, Dr. Jones, Dr. Jones, they're trying like, when are you going to grade our papers? And he's just like super fed up with it. And he sits in his office for a couple seconds and you can just tell like, like, man, I hate my job. And then he, uh, <laughs> he, just, jumped, he just jumps out the window. <laughs> I thought, yeah, that's the most funniest and iconic moment in, in the, there's so many moments in this film, but that's, yeah. that's one of them. Well, many, I should say. That's many of the moments in this film. Exactly. But, and then, yeah, I think he just, like I said, I think he's only doing it just to make the money and have the, provide to, you know, hop into planes or to, like, trains to, like... Yeah, yeah, to pay for transportation and, and all of that. Yep. Well, I think the college funds his adventures, so that's why he's able to do what he does. Ah. That too, Yeah. <laughs> Totally forgot about that. <laughs> but uh, I, yeah, I think uh, he was talking to. No, not talking. He he jumps out the window and he. He's approached by Nazis. Yes, but you don't know they're Nazis. And there, that's when he meets uh, Mr. Donovan, I believe. Yes. Yes, Donovan. that is correct. And then, he, basically, he says, uh, or he he, gets, he shows this uh, uh, the stone. The stone slab uh, that's like cut in half, and it mm-hmm. basically um, it says something like the uh, uh, it, it says like where the whereabouts of the uh, the Holy Grail, mm-hmm. or like where, where the, uh, at least like start your journey to find it. Yeah, it has and, something about like the Crescent Moon. Yeah, the Crescent Moon. Valley of the Crescent Moon. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, uh, Indiana Jones, <clears throat> uh, he needs like the rest of the message, and they're thinking that like, oh, it's. It's somewhere in uh, in Italy, so uh, uh, so that they have to fly all the way out to uh, to Venice, and uh, that's where they come across uh, the 
love well, injuries. Before, before that, actually, Lauren, sorry to cut you off. Before oh. that, the uh, Mr. Donovan was telling Indiana Jones that um, they already put a guy to go and look for this this artifact, but the person disappeared. And later, he he asked uh, Indiana Jones if in uh, finding these kind of things. And later, Indiana Jones was like, no, that you got the wrong Jones. At, you should be talking to my father. Then they're like, the man who's missing is your father. And it's like, dun, dun, dun. Yeah, yeah. that's right. So now, before he was going to just pass on the adventure, he didn't care about it. But when he found out his dad was involved and was missing, yeah. then it became a personal <laughs> mission. Exactly. Yeah. Now yeah, now it's a personal journey for him. So he has to find it, find his father and uh, uh, as well as, you know, find the, uh, the Holy Grail. So, uh, so that takes him to, to Italy, where we meet... Dr. Elsa Schneider, uh, who later on we find out is a Nazi, but we don't know that yet. Uh, mm-hmm. Spoiler alert. Nah, it's The movie's like, what, like over 30 years old now? So, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, if you haven't it's, seen it at this point, it's kind of on you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, and yeah, she means. Learn, 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 learn. How do you know she's a Nazi? She talks in her sleep. <laughs> oh boy! Oh, my God, wait, we're gonna get to that scene. <laughs> I love uh, uh, Sean Connery's reaction and Indiana Jones' reaction in that scene. <laughs> Just looking at each other. <laughs> There's so much awkward dad cringe in this movie. Yeah. Um, uh, let's see. Where were we? <laughs> oh, okay. So they go to. Um, uh, so they meet Elsa Schneider, and then she mm-hmm. takes them to this library, uh, which I guess was like a church long ago, is, is what they said. Yeah. And yeah, so so long ago there was a church, and um, and they're, they're looking in the uh, the stained glass, and you see like these Roman numerals, and, uh, yeah, and yeah. On, the, on the pillars there's also Roman numerals. Yeah, um, it so spells out a hint that like uh, you're supposed to go down here for the catacombs. Basically, and then that's where Indiana Jones is trying to find the, the last Roman numeral, Roman numeral 10, X. So he's like, where, where's the X? And then he, uh, uh, he, you know, he cr- climbs up to the, uh, the top of the staircase uh, and then looks down, and obviously the, uh, uh, the X is down there on the, uh, uh, on the floor of the library. And uh, this shared with the guys earlier tonight, this is like one of my favorite scenes in the movie where uh, uh, he starts to – he takes like a um, – like a, a metal bar, and like, kind of like a mallet in a way. Yeah, no, you know what I think it was. It was you uh, know um, he basically like like Long will try to describe it discreetly, but Envy pretty much just jacks up the floor to go underground. <laughs> well, it's a little bit concerning how like unstealthy or planned this is. They just go, well, how are we gonna get down there, Andy? We have to think of a way. And go, no, just give me some metal so I can smash this shit. <laughs> He's either he's either the world's best or the world's worst archaeologist. Yes, exactly. That part made me laugh, man. If yeah. you couldn't tell. No, but my, yeah. my favorite part is is uh, where he's bashing it in and uh, uh, just totally demolishing the floor. And every time he bashes it, the guy with the the stamp, like stamping the books and the the library books, uh, he he thinks that like like he's making a very loud sound with his stamp every time he, does it. he just like looks at the stamp. He's all like, "What the hell is this?" He's like, "Shit, um, did I do that?" Yeah, 
Uh, but yeah, that that takes them into the uh, into the catacombs. Yep. And uh, uh, they they are are walking with the, uh, the the torch, and there's like a whole bunch of rats. And then uh, you know, Indiana Jones says, uh, like, oh, he would never get my father would never get past the rats. Uh, he hates rats, just like how Indiana Jones hates snakes. Um, mm-hmm. And then they walk past a drawing of the Ark of the Covenant. Yep. And Elsa Schneider says, what's this? And Indy's all like, that's the Ark of the Covenant. And she's all like, are you sure? He's like, I'm pretty sure. Because, get it? (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it is, but I'm pretty sure it is. (laughs) Well, wow, was that your expert opinion, Dr. Jones, after you just smashed the fuck out of his floor? <laughs> Technically, he didn't get a good look inside of it, because remember, he had to close his eyes. So. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, anyway uh, so so they, they finally find the, uh, um, the grave of one of the knights. So, yeah, I think they mentioned earlier that there were there were three knights um, that – like went into this cave to find the the Holy Grail, uh, and then one yeah. or yeah, and then then one of them stayed, two of them left, uh, one of them died after leaving, uh, and then like mm-hmm. one of them finally made it back to and settled in Italy, and that's where he was buried, and that's where uh, on his shield, uh, they have like the rest of that that stone tablet mm-hmm. message, so that's where he does the etching and uh, gets to finally have like the full the full message, like where to actually go find the uh, uh, the. The Holy Grail. Grail. Yep. And uh, uh, yes, what what happens in this next scene here? Uh, they flee off, and then um, Matthew, why don't why don't uh, you jump in? What what happens in this scene here? So after they get like after Indiana Jones, like he has this paper, and then he kind of like gets a crayon or whatever to like make the second half. We have those guys who are like uh, the protectors of the Grail. Who literally light up the whole entire area? Yes, because there was like I think they mentioned there was like petroleum or something in the uh, yeah, in the water yeah, there. The oh yeah! So the guy literally just gets a match and just drops it, and the whole place goes in flames, and they have to go under the water. And remember, they even have to throw away the freaking dead knight's body under the ground so that they can use a tomb as a way to stop fire going on them. Yeah, and then like while that's body. happening, rats are literally going inside of the freaking. <laughs> broken casket too so it's a creepy scene where like the girl just like rats like kind of breaking into the tomb but also going in her hair and uh, they find a way out and later they go through like a gutter <laughs> and they just it's like it has these people eating outside of the out of the library like casually having like brunch or something like that and all of a sudden the freaking thing opens up and indiana jones and elsa snyder come out of her all soaking wet well, not only not only are they soaking oh, wet, they probably man. smell like feces and dead bodies. Oh, oh man, it's like the worst smell you <laughs> you would not want sitting in Venice on your date. Yeah, <laughs> it'd, be, yeah it'd be feces, rat droppings, uh, uh, dead bodies. Yeah, uh, man, all those guys are like, "Mamma mia, what smells like shit?" <laughs> <laughs> well, they also they also are their clothes are drenched in petroleum now. Why? <laughs> So it happens, and after that scene, is that when they go to the, they go to their like hotel? I, I can't no, remember. No, no, no. They, they uh, uh, they, it's the boat chase. 
Yeah, the boat it's chase. The boat, the boat chase scene, man. Yeah, so they get into the uh, into the boats, and then uh, uh, they get this like great big uh, boat chase, and then Elsa is driving the boat. Indiana Jones sees her like she's about to go through in between two boats, and he's all like, "Like, you're gonna go through those boats? Are you crazy?" And she like looks back, and she's all like, "Go through the boats? Are you crazy?" Because you know they can't hear each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Another funny moment. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, like I said, lots, lots of great lines in this movie. Yep. Um, and then uh, I think I think uh, like the boat gets destroyed uh, from the propeller of, of uh, one of the ships. And yeah, then, uh, yeah, and he's chasing that guy in the fence, right? Yeah. And he goes, "Tell me who you are," and he goes, "I know where I'm going, Doctor Jones. Are you prepared?" Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, and then he's like, "Motherfucker, you watch me. You watch me." <laughs> yeah, Indiana Jones is like, like bluffing. He's like, "I'm gonna, we'll both die together." And later, the guy's like, "My soul is prepared, Doctor Jones. How is yours?" And then he's like, uh-huh. "Fuck it." And he just throws him to Elsa's boat, and they and, go and like, and they kind of become mutual, like respect and friends. And they realize he tells them like he's a part of like this group that are there to protect the grail and he gives them directions of where to find his father and uh yeah i think that's how that scene i'm gonna say indy in that scene should have said what are you billy fucking graham (laughs) (laughs) could you imagine if the guy in the fez was all like I know what I have to do, but I don't know if I have the strength to do it. And then he he ignites the Kylo Ren lightsaber into Indiana Jones's chest. Oh. Just like in the, uh, you know, Force Awakens. (laughs) Oh, that's right. Yes, yes. Um. But we're missing the scene also where they're inside their hotel and it's been ravaged. Like, it's been, like, crashed. And later, the girl also is just, like, in the shower, she's had to find the shower, and he tells her he, he goes inside the shower and tells her, Hey, like they went through everything. And she's like, What? Why did they break through everything? What were they looking for? And he's like, This, and he shows them the her her dad's journal. And she's like, What? You had it the whole time? You never told me. He's like, Well, I didn't know you, I didn't trust you. She's like, And there they start like making out, but like they're all angry at each other. And like he kisses her, she's like, You kiss me, and then her she kisses him, and he's like, I don't want fast women. <laughs> oh, she's like, she's like, they're like making out like really aggressively. And she's like, kissed like biting his ear and all this kind of stuff. And they ended up falling on the ground, kind of implying that they're gonna have sex. And then Indiana Jones, like, w- like he looks up at the camera. He's like, I love Venice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's probably one of the greatest lines in the film. Well, at least he didn't uh, fall asleep this time, like he did in the in the Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> Yeah, Mario. <laughs> oh yeah, and also we forgot to mention during the whole scene, um, is Marcus with them still? Or because remember he got knocked out. Did did he end up like going? Like I think, yeah, I think he meets up with them later. Uh, oh, isn't yeah. that the part where he's planning uh, for him to meet Sala? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, okay. yeah. Sala shows up. So the next scene, then I guess, is that uh, Indiana Jones goes to. What what European country does he go to? Uh, Germany. Is it in Germany where they go to that castle? Yeah, yeah. The, the yes. ancient city of uh, Alexandria. Okay, Alexandria, yeah. that's right. That's right. Yeah. So, Lauren, you can uh, continue. 
Okay, so so they go to this castle because um, that's where. Uh, do, do they? I think they they said something like they think that's where Henry Jones is being held. Yeah, the guy that one guy says he's held in that castle. So they yeah, go to the yeah. castle. It's all stormy, but Larry D. Jones like, well, we can't look like how we look because we'll be suspicious. So they so swap. That, yeah, the so then and him and, and Marion like swap. Or sorry, not Marion, Elsa. They like swap <laughs> hats or, or whatever. So so she's wearing the fedora, and she, uh, Indiana Jones is wearing like a a barrette or something. Right. Then, uh, yeah, so he's acting like a like a Frenchman or something. A, Sc- he, a Scottish lord. Yeah, Scottish lord. That's right. And uh, uh, he's like, yeah, he's he's just like like totally trolling this uh, this butler guy, and then uh, knocks him out like the Riddler did in the in Batman Forever. <laughs> and, and you know, the butler guy goes, um, "If you're a Scottish lord, then I'm Mickey Mouse." <laughs> How dare he? Right. He <laughs> Such a great scene, yeah. And then, uh, uh, yeah, Indiana Jones eventually, um, like goes up on the rooftops and like, uh, uh like find his dad. And then eventually, he gets he goes into a window and then gets knocked over the head with a uh, with a vase. And that's his uh, that that's where he meets up with his uh, uh, with his dad. And then uh, he's all like, Junior. <laughs> and uh, and then uh, he like, like uh, yes, sir. yeah Hen- Henry Jones Senior like looks at the vase and he's all like oh this was uh, uh the Ming Dynasty like uh you know 400 BC or whatever <laughs> he's all like oh I didn't know that such a shame I had to crush <laughs> it yeah <laughs> but later he finds out it's a fake because he's like it's a yeah. fake and he like look see here and later uh. Yeah, like, but honestly, the first time that he meets his dad, like, we actually meet him, like, it's so great. It's so funny. Yeah. You can already see the chemistry between the two of them. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't seem forced. All, it just seems so natural. It's a perfect introduction to that character. Yeah. Can I say yeah. that Harrison Ford and Sean Connery were fucking golden in this film? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, Harrison Ford is always great in the movie, but Sean Connery just, like, Elevates both of their performances. You know, they have so much chemistry and chemistry. I have a question for you guys. I have a question for you guys. This is a hard question to ask. Who is a better duo, uh, Indy and uh, his dad, or I don't want to say Chewbacca because Chewbacca doesn't really talk for Han Solo and Lando? Oh, you know, as much as I love Lando, I still think it's probably uh, Indy and his father. Just because I, that, I, I agree. It's yeah, just, I think it's such a yeah. personal connection. Man, like Lando's, I, a, Lando's a great character on his own, but uh, it's not like he and and Han Solo really team up that much together. Like they help out with each other, but they don't really like. They aren't like well, fighting. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of an apples yeah. and oranges thing, but the betrayal is so good with Lando, which yeah. obviously doesn't yeah. exist with Henry Jones. Yeah. So yeah, I, yeah. I, I will have to say uh, the Joneses. I'll, I'll say yeah. that. But the Joneses, yeah, great duo. So as soon as Indiana Jones uh, uh, crashes uh, crashes into uh, uh, this castle and meets his father, uh, you know, he, he's saying like, like I finally found the uh, uh, finally found the grave with the uh, with the knight. Like I have the message. I know how to find the uh, uh, the the Holy Grail now. And you know, he's like. Mm-hmm. They're, he's very happy. Uh, they're, like they're both very happy for each other. They're very, very excited. 
And then uh, as soon as that, then the Nazis walk in and uh, they say, like, give us the book. And they're like, what book? And then they're like, the book that's in your pocket. And then uh, Henry Jones Sr. is all like, do you really think my son would be stupid enough to carry this book all the way to, uh, to Germany? <laughs> and, and then he had the oh shit moment of, you know, actually. Yeah. yeah. And no, right before the Nazis actually walked in, he was all like, I had to keep that book as far away from the Nazis as possible. And then Indiana Jones is just like, oh, man. <laughs> he makes this whole point of, well, why do you think I would have mailed it to you? Yeah. I can't risk the damn Nazis oh, no. having one, your book. One of the best lines was like after uh, uh, after Indiana Jones does that little shrug, like, like yeah, I kind of brought it with me. Then uh, yeah. uh, Indiana Jones. Henry Jones Sr. is like all like like super pissed off. He's all like, I should have mailed it to the Marx brothers instead. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh man, what a sick button. I told you, don't call me. Like I told you, he pulls out the he grabs the Nazis machine gun, shoots them all. Don't call me Junior. <laughs> just hilarious. Yeah. It's like the Nazis are not expecting they just see the two Son and father arguing there, and Joe just like grabs it. The guy, the general's like freaking machine gun, just kills them all. And later, and later, Sean Connery's face is like, "Oh shit!" Like he's like, <laughs> "Not what just happened." Yes, he's in such disbelief. <laughs> Don't call me Junior. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but they do end up getting captured. Um, and that's where, uh, uh, that's where it's finally revealed that Elsa Schneider uh, was in fact working for the Nazis, and yeah, uh, yeah so they're they're both uh, uh, both the Joneses, father and son, are, are tied up, uh, and um, then uh, another 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 great line. Elsa, you know, walks up to them, and uh, she she like looks at uh, Indiana Jones and gives him like a little kiss and says, uh, "This is how we say goodbye in a." Uh, or was she from Austria? I think so. Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. Like this is how we say goodbye in Austria. You know, she gives him a little kiss, yes. and then the, the Nazi general walks up. He's like, "And this is how we say goodbye in Germany." And then he slaps him <laughs> in the face. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. See, my my favorite scene and my favorite part in this scene is when Elsa goes up to Indiana Jones's ear and she's talking about, "Do you remember how wonderful it was?" And then her Sean Connery thinks. He's talking to him. He's like, "Oh yeah." Literally, he looks like it. Looks like, like, what the fuck? Matthew, I am so happy you brought this up. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, See, I was just gonna make a history joke of Indy saying, "Oh, how do you say goodbye in Austria? You sell out all your friends to damn Nazis." <laughs> man, it's just so funny. It's like she's like whispering that letter. Sean Carrey's like talking like. Yeah, it was great in there. And just like, like she's talking to me. What the hell? What's going on? <laughs> and later, he betrays him again. Like how he said, in the end, just like, how did you know she was a Nazi? <laughs> Sean Connery, she talks in her sleep. <laughs> oh, man. And what does she say, Matt, when she goes, uh, you know, you were quite tender the other night. And then, uh, and then Senior go, oh, I know. <laughs> oh, what was the line? Uh, it was so good. like that. Yeah. It was <laughs> so funny. Yeah, and oh, then uh, um, they're all tied up, it, and then Indiana Jones yeah, has his lighter. Yeah, so he hands them his lighter so they can like you know burn the ropes off. Uh, but then it ends up, you know, Henry Jones Senior. Bless his heart, but he is he is way too clumsy in this movie. 
<laughs> he burns his hand, and there the lighter falls on the ground, still lit. And later he blows on it to like blow the flame out, but he ends up catching on fire on the piece of cloth. But you know, you know what? It works. I, even though he's acting clumsy, it works because obviously he's this, you know, Henry Jones Senior. He's a little, he's a lot older now than compared to he was. So now it's like. Yeah, this is what a tip not back then a typical maybe older senior citizen will do. Yeah. What's so great about their chemistry is that he's literally the complete opposite of Indiana Jones. Yeah, exactly. He is yeah. the complete opposite. He is not smooth. He is not he's not like really smart. He's not strong, but like all those things that Indiana Jones lacks, he he has and it just makes it the perfect combo. It's kind of like a buddy cop movie kind of. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, yeah, like kind of like kind of like lethal weapon, and if you really want to go that route, <laughs> or, I would say that. Yeah, other other uh, uh yeah, kind of buddy cop movies. Uh, uh, yeah, or just like teams in general of uh, duos. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, they, they they catch a fire on this uh, uh in the room, and then they they're like move to the fireplace so they can uh, try and untie themselves uh, and not get burned, and then mm-hmm. uh. Indiana Jones's knee, like he bumps into like a lever, and then the fireplace turns around, and there's like this, this like secret, this like secret bunker with the, uh, uh, with a bunch of Nazis, uh, you, you planning uh, you know, strategies and stuff. They're, oh uh, man, oh uh, man, that scene when Henry lights the carpet on fire is like the first major credence moment in the movie for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but but yeah, there's like a secret compartment where the Nazis are like. You know, doing radio signaling and uh, they're doing like, not GPS, but they're doing radar. They're j- it's just all the optics and intelligence there. Yeah, exactly. And then there's that, he like says hi, there's like this one like uh, like Nazi woman that's looking at him. And then uh, he like has like kind of whispers like, like hi. And then uh, then she she like lets out a big scream and then says like, get up. And then they, uh, they all... Uh, no, but the best part is that when that happens, he like kind of smiles, like "hi," and then yeah. she just smiles too. Then she screams, like it's not yeah. like she just screams. She like gives like a cute little smile too. Then she screams. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. And then, uh, yeah, then they finally get loose, and then they, uh, 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 then they're you know running away from the the Nazis as always. <laughs> and uh, this is where they get into the. Uh, they they they're about to go into the boats, but then they they let one of the boats um, take off so it could be like a distraction. And that's where they get into the uh, uh, to the motorcycle. With the, well, Lord, Lord, the before that, you missed a, you missed an important part. What's so that? So after after the whole fire thing, they escape that. They're going outside, and they don't know where to go because there's nowhere to go. And later, Indiana Jones is looking for like a secret passageway. And later, Tom uh, Connery's. Uh, uh, Henry Jones Sr. is tired and he sits on the chair creating uh, the little pathway where Indiana Jones falls, tumbles down the whole stairs. That's Yeah, that's right. <laughs> like, he likes to bones in his body. Like, Indiana Jones Sr. or like Henry Jones Sr. is like all tired. He just sits on a chair. Later when he sits down, like it unleashes like a secret passageway and there Indiana Jones like falls all the way down the stairs and then they're going to use the boat but there they stayed. No, let's use like let's use it as a as a decoy, and then they use uh, as the motorbike, and then there's yeah. a badass action scene there. Yeah, mm-hmm. and of course there there's that famous uh, that famous stunt which the uh, the MythBusters I, I 
think they debunked it. I, I'm not sure uh, where they uh, uh, Indiana Jones took the uh, the flagpole and then jammed it into the uh, the wheel of the uh, uh, the other motorcycle, uh, making it like flip up in the air and and explode. <laughs> yeah, there's an unusually yeah. high number of MythBusters episodes about just this movie. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it's a great, great chase scene and everything. Oh yeah, those those uh, stunt stuntmen who did like the 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 motorcycle riding were amazing. Like, there's that one dude dude who's like the like the final motorcyclist Nazi dude was like doing all these really cool tricks on his bike. That was really cool. And then after that whole scene ends, they are they're in a dilemma. Do they go to where the they go, it's either they go to where the the the, the they go to where the Holy Grail is. Or, uh, sorry, uh, Sala. Yeah. Yeah, where Sala is. Or, or they go to they Berlin. Go to yeah, or they go to Berlin where the uh, the book is. And, and Henry Sr. says, we have to get the book. Because uh, there's a there's another passage about like how to get past the challenges in the temple. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because because yeah. uh, Indiana Jones is all like, like, what do we need the book for? We already know like how to get there. He's like, no, there's there's more clues we need to we need to get. And but then, see, so, but but guy, this is one of my low key favorite scenes right here. They're talking, and Indy's dad says something is just make a man. And he's like, you know, we're going we're going to go back into the lion tank with Berlin. Because yeah, this is the part where he said we have to go to Berlin. Uh huh. Right. Yeah. And he's like, oh, Jesus Christ. And then his dad slaps him and he goes, that's for blasphemy. And I always <laughs> just thought, I always thought in that scene, Indy should have been like, Dad, who the fuck's grail do you think we're getting? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, that would have been a great response. <laughs> yes. So, uh, so they ultimately decide, yeah, we have to go to we have to go to Berlin, and let's just say Berlin in 1938 is not a fun place to be at this moment. Nope. Oh nope. no. Uh, but uh, uh, this this happens to be one of the best scenes in the movie, though, which is saying a lot because I mean, th- there's a lot of great scenes in this movie, but this is another one of my 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 favorite scenes where they have to go find the uh, find the book because there's a book burning going on and. Uh, uh, and Hitler's there too, so you know it's a, yeah, it's a yeah, literally deal. Hitler and all the high command of the Third Reich yeah. are there. Exactly. Yeah. So then, uh, so Indiana Jones is in full, you know, Nazi gear to blend in, and then uh, uh, that's where he comes across Elsa Schneider, who happens to have the book on her, and he's like, "Give it to me." And then, uh, uh, you know, he like he, like puts his hand on her throat. He's all like, "All I have to do is squeeze," and then she's all like, "All I have to do is scream." And he's like, you know, you got a point there. <laughs> <laughs> and then the greatest awkward scene, maybe. This is like, yeah, this is like one of my all-time favorite scenes in this movie. Well, I mean, probably one of my all-time favorite scenes in, in movies, and in, like in general, is where he gets, India is like in a, he gets like pushed like amongst this crowd of like people like fanboying over Hitler because Hitler's mm-hmm. coming in and then the, uh, and then the, yeah, he just comes. He just comes face to face with 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 Hitler, and he's all like, like, oh, oh no, <laughs> uh, uh, oh, oh, this this is awkward. 
Yeah, he's like, this is bad. And then, uh, uh, and then he, he, he just has his, uh, uh, his father's book in his hand. And then Hitler takes a look at it, like opens it up, takes out his pen, and then just signs Adolf Hitler. And then he hands it back. <laughs> How so, would you guys feel about having Adolf Hitler's autograph? I mean, it would be worth a lot of money. <laughs> But the funny thing is, the funny thing though is, after he gets it signed, he's in such disbelief, and he has like this little smirk on his face. He's, he's like, it's kind of like, yeah, a, yeah it's man. Like if it's like if you get a signature by like a celebrity, but instead the celebrity is a mass murderer. Exactly. Like, 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 like Matt, the celebrity is literally Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> That's the whole point of the joke. Like remember, do you guys ever remember that uh, um, it's all a sunny episode where they found like one of Hitler's paintings and they were like trying to advertise it, like, oh, it's a, it's an original Hitler. Oh no! Thank you, Lord. Thank well, it reminds so me of. Uh, have you guys have ever seen? Um, have you guys ever seen Rat Race? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. In that scene where they they go to the Barbie museum, but it's a Nazi bar. Museum. Oh, yeah. When they go over there, they steal the car. It just, it's Hitler's car. And inside of there, the mom, who is also the witch from uh, Hocus Pocus, she looks into like one of the cabinets or whatever, the car, the containers, and there's lipstick and she's putting it on. And there, the daughter has sunglasses, finds sunglasses. Like, hey, mom, look, I'm Mrs. Hitler. Oh my God. It's terrible. <laughs> oh, yeah, my. it's such a great moment. Like, so funny. But like crazy, oh, yeah. like that's the last thing you would expect from Indiana Jones film. The one guy who's literally having all the Nazis track him down to kill him, he gets a signature from him without even knowing. Yeah. And actually, I was thinking of, I was thinking about this when I was watching it today. I was like, wait a minute, where is that prop? Um, like the uh the book with the uh, the uh, fake Hitler signature. Like, where is that movie prop? Is it like in a museum or something? It's probably like somewhere at the, uh, like deep in a. Uh, Paramount. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know, man. But watching this movie also made me think: like, you think Spielberg ever looked at this Nazi set and compared it to like Schindler's List? Oh man, you know what? You make a great fucking point, Kyle. Yeah, because you know what? It, like Schindler's List wasn't too long after this movie. Like, I'm wondering yeah. if if maybe he used like maybe some of the same uniforms or something. Or you know, like yeah, yeah, I don't know. I think Schindler's List came out in like what was it, like ninety three, ninety four? Yeah, so it was only like a couple, yeah, a couple years after this movie. So it's it's very possible he could have used some of the same like props and and sets and stuff from this movie. Boy, that had to be wild. Spielberg's just like, hey guys, I got you. I already have a bunch of the Nazi stuff. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, it's exactly. okay, Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> so I think after the. The signing of the uh, Hitler's autograph, and where do they they take off to go? Uh, like, oh, that okay. This is this is where they they go to the uh, to the blimp, the zeppelin. Yeah, yeah. I was and that. Uh, yeah, they're they're uh, they they board the zeppelin, and then there's a uh, Indiana Jones. You know what? Wait a minute. You know what? Before we get into the second, like, final stretch of this movie, let's take a quick break. We'll, okay. Everybody, yeah, go out and get your uh, your soda, your popcorn, your drinks, you know, the drill. Just 
have fun, get some uh, get some snacks, and we'll see you in a in a little bit here. So let's take a quick uh, quick break here. Okay. All right. All right. All right. So I hope everybody had a great break. Uh, got some uh, some of your uh, Tostinos pre- pizza rolls and your pop tarts, and in, in Kyle's case, a Roy Rogers. Or how he did goldfish. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, uh, let's see. Where were we in the movie? So this was right after, um, right after the Hitler signature. That's all. Yes. Crazy. Yes. <laughs> we are on the the Zeppelin. Yeah, they're in the Zeppelin. Uh, so so Henry Jones Jr. and Henry Jones Sr. go onto the uh, onto the Zeppelin. They're still in their. Uh, uh, he's like in his Nazi uniform still, I believe. Yes. And uh, um. And they notice like uh, there's there's some some Nazis that are uh, are like keeping an eye out on the on the Zeppelin, so they're they're kind of taking a look because uh, uh, they they know that there's like some fugitives going around. And uh, so Indiana Jones randomly dis- disguises in a uh, like in a in a waiter outfit, uh, and then uh, <laughs> once the, uh, the what's that? Huh. I'm sorry. Okay, I mean, Matthew can't hear us. <laughs> okay. Oh, boy. oh poor Matthew. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, so so uh, once the uh, the Nazi general um, like he he spots uh, Henry Jones Senior. like you know uh, pulls the newspaper down and and uh, takes a look at him. That's when uh, Indiana Jones, dressed in the uh, the waiter outfit, comes in and uh, starts just. Beating the crap out of this guy, this Nazi, and then uh, uh, throws him out the window, and he lands on some luggage, and then everyone in the in the Zeppelin's like looking looking terrified, they're, they're looking horrified at, at him, and then he's he just looks at them and he's all like, "No ticket," and then they all like wave their tickets around, ticket, ticket, ticket. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, that was a great one. Yeah, yeah he's just a salt and official. Yeah, and he's all like, "No ticket." <laughs> then uh, uh so then yeah once the uh the zeppelin finally takes off they're they're on their way it looks like everything's gonna go just fine until uh uh and they they notice the uh it starts to uh to turn around and yep. uh oh, we're going back to berlin we got it that means that they're they're onto us they know that uh they know that something's up so then uh henry jones jr and henry jones senior uh, they both go down to the uh, uh, the lower deck of the of the zeppelin, and they mm-hmm. get into the uh, they get into the airplanes, and then uh, uh, so that so that they can escape, and that's where we get the, the famous line. You know how to you know how to fly this thing? Fly yes, land no. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, so yeah, then there's a, a great uh, uh, airplane chase. Which uh, I want to remind you, this is the scene where Sean Connery actually manages to shoot his own plane down. Oh my god, yeah, dude! When I was watching that, every every time I I go, oh my fucking god! <laughs> it's the best, like the best actual prince to me. The best thing about that scene though is that when he does it, he blames the Nazis and he says they shot it. Yeah. I'm yeah. sorry, dude. I'm sorry, son. They got us. Yes. <laughs> this clearly yeah. hit. 
And oh man. This 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 whole chase scene is wild because just think of it in like such a short amount of time they've gone to three different vehicles. They started off in the Zeppelin, then they got into the airplane, and then the airplane crashes, and then they land at like some like German farmer's land, and uh, he's repairing his car, and then they steal the guy's car, and all that happens within like two minutes. Yes, uh, yeah, it's very very fast pace. And uh, uh, so then they're they're in this this car and they're driving um uh they're they're escaping they're being chased by by another you know, Nazi plane the same Nazi plane that was chasing him earlier and uh, uh, they drive through a tunnel and of course the the plane just drives through through the tunnel and uh, its its wings get of course get cut off and then you just see the the airplane like go past the the car and the pilot just like looks over. And he's just like looks down at the car, and he's all like, "I'm gonna die." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then yeah, then, then he blows up, and uh, yeah, so they they go through the tunnel, and then I think uh, Henry Jones Senior says something like, uh, uh, "Like, well, that was a close one. It can't get much closer than that." And then, <laughs> and then they just they get like another uh, uh, grenade or something thrown at them, and then uh, there's like a giant like hole that a giant pothole that that just totals their car. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then uh, then yeah, let's see. Then then after that scene, I think that that's when they uh, uh they're like on the beach. Yeah, uh, and, uh, Haiti or Haiti. Yeah, so so they're uh, they're on the beach, and then there's like another airplane that's chasing after them. And then uh, Henry Jones Sr. just see, spots like a a flock of seagulls and uh, takes out his umbrella and just uh, he does that like and then uh, like scares all the uh, the birds. And they yeah, just, uh, it's surprisingly the, quite brutal. It is, yeah. It, they scare the birds and they fly into the uh, uh, into the the plane's windshield and it crashes. So yeah, yeah. there there's one thing that uh, Henry Jones Sr. didn't. Uh, Screw up on. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And uh, yeah, what, what, let's see what happens next after this scene. I'm trying to remember. I think that's uh, where. Oh, okay. it's the. Isn't it? Isn't it the uh, the tank scene after that? Yes. It's going into the tank scene. It, I we're, think, yeah, we're getting, to, we're getting very close to the tank scene. Okay. Yeah, the, the, the part with the uh, Templar guys again. Yeah. So, uh, uh, so it goes into the, uh, um, or yeah, they, they meet up with the uh, uh, with those yeah Templar guys that you were talking about earlier, and uh, um, they're, they're like spying down on the uh, uh, on the Nazis, but of course we have a like little reflection from the in the distance, and that's where they they give away their location. So mm-hmm. uh, one of the, the one of the Nazis like shoots a rocket launcher and it blows up their their jeep right <laughs> right behind them. Yeah. And uh, uh, I think that's where Henry Jones Senior gets kidnapped again. Yeah, he he gets yes. kidnapped. Yes. <laughs> he gets kidnapped. Uh, so he's in the tank, and uh, Indiana Jones has to go out and uh, uh, rescue him. So there's th- this whole tank scene is is uh, one, like one of the most. Uh, one of the best action scenes. Dude, what about the part where Indy like shoots three guys with one bullet? That's I, right. Yeah. He like Dude. shoots. 
he shoots his gun and then like it the single bullet just goes through three three guys torsos all at once just it felt like something out of a modern video game that one kill yeah. call of duty <laughs> black yeah. ops 2 <laughs> triple kill with one pistol shot yep <laughs> I'm sorry if I bring it up like video games like uh, gamers that I watched in the past all I, all I can picture is uh, there's, a, there's a YouTuber named uh, basically I do work his name is Marcel and that also was like holy shit Marcel you fucking got a triple kill and Marcel's like oh yeah bitch oh <laughs> uh, no I just, I just uh, I'm sorry <laughs> no you're good so good uh, I guess speaking of the tank, uh, the, the, this uh, tank scene, I I believe the prop for it was used in a, um, or no, it wasn't. Uh, I think after this movie was filmed, they later like put the the tank prop in um, one of the Disney parks, I believe, like in Florida. I think it's in like Animal Kingdom or uh, uh, or like MGM Studios or something. Uh, but it, I think I think Animal Kingdom because that'd probably be pretty fitting. I, I think yeah. that's where it was. That could be where where it is. Yeah. So yeah, so yeah if you want to see what happened to the uh, the tank from uh, the Last Crusade, it's in the uh, it's in the it's in Florida, um, man. Florida. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, uh, Kyle, why don't you talk about the uh, the tank scene? Oh man, like like so much in this movie. So much happens all at once. But all I'll tell you is um, there's some really awesome kills. Uh, we run back into uh, – oh, man, what is Indy's friend's name? Saul? Yes. Run into Saul, who apparently knows Henry, right? Because they do that whole, like, Cambridge cheer or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the main – Nazi guys in the tank. Uh, uh, Donovan? Yes. Or no, Vogel? Was it Vogel, I believe? No, no, no. It's not Donovan. It's, it's, the, it's the good guy that's with Indy. Oh, the, uh, okay. It's, uh, yeah, it's all. My bad. Okay. And, uh, you know, while Indy is fighting all these Nazi guys, uh, which he does mostly from a horse, which is really impressive. Mm-hmm. Mostly beat the guys up on his horse. Uh, he takes out like a dozen of these guys, and I think his, his dad at one point uses his pen to shoot the ink in the guy's eye. Do you remember that scene? Yeah. That's not, yeah. it's not yeah, even yeah. the wildest part in this in this whole tank sequence. The wildest part is when he shoots the gun, and and, and tell me if I understood this correctly, but he shoots the gun in the tank. And it ricochets around the tank until it hits the driver in the head. Yeah. Do I have that yeah, right? Or did I? I, 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 I'm not an expert in in physics, but I have a feeling that something in the tank would have stopped that bullet. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's not like uh, the laser shot in that one uh, N64 Star Wars game. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> You know, but there's another scene with, uh, or another moment in this tank scene where Indiana Jones is, uh, he's on top of the, uh, on on top of the tank, and he's he's getting in a, a fight with uh, with one of the Nazis, 
and uh, then there's a telescope that pops out of the out of the periscope that pops out of the uh, uh, tank, and it's, it's like looking around. And then Indiana Jones just like as he's in this fight, he his face gets smushed up against the uh, uh, against the periscope, and then the the Nazi in the tank that's looking at the periscope, he's all like, he just gives this random weird awkward smile. As Indiana Jones's face is like smushed up against the, uh, uh the periscope, and then uh, yeah. yeah, then Indiana Jones bumps it, and then it like knocks the guy out as the the periscope uh, uh like turns and and then uh, the handles knock him in the head. Yes, yes. There's a lot of crazy kills like that. There's yeah. Indy dragging a guy's head. You know, over those uh, those wheel turbine things, there's him almost getting crushed against the rock. There's right, yeah, Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the tank is going direct, uh, directly towards Dwayne Johnson, and he's about to. No, <laughs> 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 well, yeah, he's uh, um, he's like hanging on to the uh, uh, to the barrel of the of the, yeah, uh, the yeah. and then. Yeah. Uh, Indy at one point puts a rock down one of those like side turrets, so when they fire, it blows up and then turns out like that comic uh, banana peel kind of thing. It always reminds me of like a Looney Tunes cartoon, like whenever, yes, <laughs> yes. Like, whenever yeah. like Bugs Bunny like so sticks sh- his finger in a um uh, like <laughs> shotgun. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's it's so interesting because this movie has so much like. Mm-hmm. Uh, a very serious, dark stuff, and then there's just shit like that. <laughs> this movie, it's wild, man. This whole tank scene, I, I, I really can't do it justice. Yeah. And at the end of it, mm-hmm. it's starting to like go off the cliff, and he's with the main Nazi general guy. Yeah. The second, we have this really heartfelt moment with his dad, thinking, "Indy, you're dead." Because back on the blimp, we talked about, uh, you know, what to talk about. You're talking to me right now. You have nothing to say. You know, he's just a total ass. Mm-hmm. You know? And now he's like, and, and, and now at this point, he's regretting it. And he reminisces on it. And Sala thinks he's dead as well. And then Indy wakes up and he's like, what are you guys looking for? <laughs> you, you know? The, exactly. And, and there's a reunion... And then uh, it's at this point they realize they're looking at the Valley of the Crescent back yes. in town in Venice. Yep. And that was the hint, and not like, you know, something about being in the Middle East, like what I thought the hint was going to be. So, uh, let's see. I'm trying to remember. So they, they go back to Venice and. They uh, they they go through the the, uh, the canyon of the crescent moon, right? Yes. So they find it, and that's where the uh, the holy grail is kept um, for for many 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 years. Yeah, so that's yeah, where that's like the crusades or something. Yeah, this is yeah. where that knight's shield is essentially uh, uh, leading them to is uh, is, is this place. Um, and then uh, they send like one of the the Nazi guys to go uh, um, uh, to go test out like like uh, to go test out the uh, the hallway that mm-hmm. they're gonna walk down. And uh, as soon as he walks in, 
you don't know what's what's behind there because you just see him walk in um but then his head like something happens and then his head rolls out you're like what is going on <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. And then it goes another volunteer <laughs> yeah and then i think yeah i think that's where uh, uh donovan shoots uh henry jones senior and then now india is forced to go uh so, get, yeah, it's all like if you want to save your life, we need the cup of life. Exactly. So that's where. And then this is where the movie gets very weird very quickly. Yeah, yeah it, it is, there's a lot of weird stuff that happens in this final stretch of the movie. So, uh, so Indiana Jones, um, he ha- you know he has his father's book, which like has all the clues as to like you know how to get past these booby traps and stuff. So mm-hmm. he uh, he. He's like reading reading a passage, and it says something about like kneel before God, and then that's where he uh uh he like he has to like force his, his head down like as the blade is about to decapitate him, and then he like. But I always wondered like, wait a minute, it says kneel before God, but if you if you didn't act as quick as Indiana Jones did and like know to roll in front of it as well, then your legs would have been severed as well because there's that other blade. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. So. Uh, yeah, maybe there's another like appendix uh, uh, passage that, that says, "Oh yeah, and be sure to roll forward as well." <laughs> yeah, and then we get to that really crazy uh, part where he has to do the leap of faith, like the in the drawing, yeah. where uh, it, yeah, like in the in the book, there's like an image of like a knight walking across it, uh, like he's walking in the air, mm. and then yeah, and then Indiana Jones, he's all like, well. Uh, I, I guess I come this far, <laughs> so that's where, <laughs> yeah, that's where he gets uh, the the leap of faith, and then the, uh, it reveals a a bridge that he you know, he can get across to the to the other side, and that's where. Oh no! After that, I think is uh um the uh uh where he has to like or wait is it before the bridge or or after the bridge where the uh, uh stepping on the uh, the stones? I think this was. Oh, a- after. Uh, after. That, that's after. well after, because remember, he, he realizes it's an illusion, and it's, just, it's kind of a path you walk on, yeah. and it just happens to look just like the rocks. Yeah. Oh, that's right, yeah. So, so, he's, uh, uh, so he has to step on the, uh, um, the stones, like in the next room, he has to step on the stones, uh, but he ha- it has to spell out uh, Jehovah, because mm-hmm. it's the, the name of God. And then, uh, yes. uh, yeah, then he steps on the J, and he's all like, Oh, wait a minute. My son's not so stupid. He knows in Latin it starts with an I. Like, nope. No, like, in Latin it starts with an I. So he has to, yeah. (laughs) And then, uh, uh, then after that, that's where it gets to the, uh, to the night. uh, Oh, yeah. yeah. So if, if, if anyone has not seen this movie, so he walks into the room and there's this crusader knight guy there. Who at first tried to fight him with the sword, and then uh, he realizes he can't. He can't fight Indiana Jones, and then that's at that moment. That's when Indy and the audience realizes at the same time, is that that fucking knight from like the Jung? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like literally the same guy. <laughs> yep. And what do you know? It is. Because somehow he's he's lived for hundreds years. hundreds of years. Now I got a question. What do you think he's been doing for several hundred years, locked in one room? Well, 
I mean, Lauren, I don't think I need to answer that question. <laughs> Let's just say there's a a robot chicken sketch for that. <laughs> it should, man. It should. He perfected every technique. Yep. <laughs> he was joking. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Tyler. <laughs> It's like a whole mountain of dirty socks. Oh, <laughs> there's semen everywhere. Oh no, he's like, oh, uh, Indy, don't turn on a black light in here. <laughs> he's all like, oh, my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> he turns it on and he's just blinded by all the white. So this he's is like, the holy don't grail. <laughs> So this is the holy grail. <laughs> oh, no. yeah, so, so he has like a a, a whole. Um, he he has a whole uh, counter full of uh, of chalices, and one of them is the holy grail. Um, oh my god! My god to... You just ruined the whole counter of chalices thing for me now. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Hold on, I just need a sec. <laughs> <laughs> we got so many things on this show that our listeners are like, why are you doing this show? <laughs> why do you torture us with this? Because <laughs> it's our fucking job, that's why. <laughs> but anyway, so they're in the, in the okay, chamber okay. with the knight. <laughs> and and you know, so they have a they have a whole bunch of uh chalices they have to choose from and one of them is the holy grail and uh he says you must choose wisely and uh then donovan for some odd reason he's all like yeah elsa that like double agent why don't you go <laughs> uh, the one for me yeah why don't you pick the uh the, the one for me i i trust you and uh She's all like, oh, this fancy gold one that looks like all the other fancy gold one. This one obviously stands out. Right. right. And then she's all like, ah, yes, the cup of a king. <laughs> and then, yes. uh, yeah, so then he he, you know, he gets the water and, and drinks it, and uh, he turns in, yeah, he like ages several hundred or thousands of years, and then uh, just crumples into dust. It's uh, pretty intense. It is, yeah. It's it's very not quite as gory as the uh, um, as Raiders of the Lost Ark with the with the face melting scene, but uh, it, yeah. it's kind of the same kind of the same feel. Uh, some great stop motion effects there, and then uh, and that's where Indiana Jones you now has his opportunity to choose which uh, which cup. And then he's all like, he has like a Sesame Street moment. One of these things does not look like the other. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's like, oh yes, the wooden one, the cup of a carpenter. <laughs> oh my god, so yep. this this is the cup of a carpenter. And then, uh, yeah. yeah, so he he drinks from it, and uh, of course, yes, that that's the right one. Of course, yeah. but you, you know, got got me to thinking. Does that mean Indy's gonna live forever now? Well, obviously, if they're up to Indiana Jones five. <laughs> <laughs> It's the only way he could make it and not be an old folks home for that movie. That's why he, he still doesn't get, uh, you know, like his back broken all the time, like in, you know, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. <laughs> oh, that's right. Oh, my God. 
Yeah. Coming in fall in 2036, Harrison Ford and Indiana Jones Part 10. I think I think what it means is like if you uh like you can heal your sickness. I don't think it's like immortality necessarily because because I I know Henry Jones Senior like I think he dies in between uh he like his character is supposed to die off in between uh Last yeah. Crusade and Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. So mm-hmm. I I think it just like heals your your ailments and and uh, and wounds, but uh, and it it doesn't give you like immortality. It's just like, yeah essentially so uh so yeah he like rushes over he's all like oh, I'll, I'll save you dad and he just like you know, pours the uh the water on his on his uh bullet wound and it's all good uh, uh mm-hmm. all the uh uh every everything's uh it's good they have the, the holy grail and then uh, elsa being another dumbass is like oh i have, <laughs> I have the holy grail it's like it's it's ours now <laughs> and then uh <laughs> And then he's all like, "Don't cross the seal." That's what the knight said. And then I guess she didn't hear Indy. And then uh, you know she crosses the seal, and uh, that's where the entire floor just like uh, breaks apart, and she she like falls into the crack. And then the, is gonna reach out to grab the uh, the Holy Grail as she's grabbing onto Indiana Jones. And then he's all like, he's all like, uh, like your glove is slipping. And then she's all like, "I can reach it." And then she falls in the in the pit. <laughs> Which, by the way, a version of the Jones girl making it with Indy at the end. That's what I was yeah. trying to think. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. she falls free, free, eternal, eternal. Yeah, I think it's supposed to be like a bottomless pit that she just is stuck in there forever. <laughs> It's been thirty some years, and she's still falling. <laughs> yeah, yep. just imagine it. And like in Indiana Jones Five, like her character returns, uh, but she finally like exits the the bottomless pit, and it's just like Squidward in that episode of SpongeBob, where like the Fly of Despair. Oh my god! <laughs> you like, like lands on, or, like, or, or, or or like you see Loki, like I've been falling for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she like falls into her uh, into her bed. She's all like, "That's finally over." And then uh, Indiana Jones wishes her back. He's all like, "You're back." Falling <laughs> for thirty minutes. Oh man! So they 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 escape the uh, the temple or the chamber actually. Yeah, and they leave everything. And they come their, their horses and. Uh, he, uh, Henry Jones Sr. says something like, uh, uh, he's all like, Junior, we did it, something like that. And then, uh, Sala's all like, Why do you keep calling him Junior? And he's all like, I hate that name. I prefer Indiana. <laughs> and then Henry Jones Sr. is all like, We named the dog Indiana. And then that's pretty much oh, the end of the movie. And, yeah. uh, yeah, they, they, they it's, got it's a little bit, yeah, it's a little bit of a weird moment because it's like, well, you're gonna do Indiana Jones dirty like that in the last minute or two? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. It was a, it was a great uh, yeah, father son moment in, in that scene, yeah, and yeah. then of course, like, their friend uh, Sala along with them. They they ride off into the sunset, and as Matthew said, it's honestly like one of the best like final shots of any any trilogy. Oh yeah, That's absolutely. Great. Some great shots there at uh, Thermopylae in Syria. Yeah. 
if you guys didn't know. I believe, I believe that exterior of the temple, uh, that, that like uh, that building that's like carved in stone. I think that's actually like a tourist spot. Like you can actually go visit that. Oh wow! Yeah, it's really famous. Really famous. Yeah. It is in. Serious? Uh, I am not sure. Let me see. I believe it, it, it could be in Syria. It could be, yeah. Uh, I'll look it up later. It's in the Middle East. That's all you need to know. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. That is, yeah. That's the, uh, that well, what we like to say is the final chapter in the trilogy. Uh, but as we all know, there is a fourth one and a fifth one soon to, to come out in uh, well, next year. Uh, so we will talk about the fourth movie. Uh, we, we all agreed that um, uh, we won't necessarily do a full episode on it, but uh, we will, I guess, kind of like a, like a half episode or a bonus episode, or it might be attached onto like another topic. Um, but the point is, uh, that was what we will look for next week, is uh, uh, we will finally wrap things up with uh, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Uh, we'll hear yeah. thoughts on that, but we will say this is the final... Th- this, is, this wraps our Indiana Jones trilogy. Exactly. Yeah. But, the original uh, trilogy. The original trilogy. There still technically is one more movie. Uh, we we yeah. will talk about it, but uh, th- for now, this is the ending of the episode. Absolutely. Uh, and the city is called Petra, by the way, before we go to Jordan. Okay. So we were wrong. <laughs> <laughs> totally wrong, yes. <laughs> oh, man. So, like we did for like Star Wars and the Lord of the Rings. So, in the honor of doing the tradition, let's start with Kyle. How would you rank the Indiana Jones trilogy? Okay. Well, this one's pretty easy for me. For me, the number one film is easily going to be uh, The Last Crusade. Okay. Number two film, the, the nice meat in the middle of the sandwich, is going to be Raiders of the Lost Ark. And sadly, at the bottom, I am going to have to place Temple of Doom. I just feel like that order, they become increasingly better in writing quality and storytelling. But it is hard mm-hmm. to beat the action in Temple of Doom. But then again, it's hard to beat the action last three days, too. <laughs> so exactly. I just think, I just think, I mean, they're all A movies. Oh, absolutely. Know? But just in relative uh, quality, uh, Last Crusade, the best one, I think. All right. Uh, Lauren. Um, oh, man. This is, yeah, this is going to be hard. Um, so, like I, I mentioned, it's, for me, Raiders and and Last Crusade are like are equal in my opinion. Like they're they are pretty much equal. But I do have to rank them. One of them has to be slight, at least slightly better than the uh, uh, than the other one. So and I, I thought about this long and hard, and I'm thinking I'm gonna have to uh, say that I like uh, Last Crusade probably just a little bit more, just a tiny like hairline bit more. <laughs> Uh, and I think it's, it's because of that, like, father-son partnership. And uh, um, honestly, it has some of the best lines of, of the entire series. 
Uh, yeah. so best lines and moments um, of the entire series. So uh, uh, yeah, I, I always love watching uh, watching that one. Uh, so yeah, for num- number one, I'm gonna put Last Crusade. Close, close, close. Second is Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, that is that is the like iconic Indiana Jones movie with the uh, just like just that opening scene alone is it's the boulder. It's like what everybody thinks of when they think of Indiana Jones. Yeah. Um, again, so many so many iconic lines and moments in that movie as well. And then uh, of the original trilogy, of course, uh, there has to be a bottom one. <laughs> Unfortunately, that is a, a Temple of Doom, which is by any means not a bad movie at all. No, it is a it is a fantastic movie. Um, Absolutely. Like, like I said, yeah, that one that one in my opinion is kind of like the black sheep of the of the series, but not in a bad way. It's it's its own movie. And uh, it's it's another great adventure of, uh, of Indiana Jones. And then I guess if we're going to, you know, <laughs> throw in Crystal Skull, of course, that's on the very bottom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, it, it comes down to me. Uh, well, unfortunately, yeah. Matthew got um, technical difficulties, but I am pretty sure if I'm speaking for him, uh, I think for him, Temple of Doom, Last Crusade, and maybe Raiders. I'm not too sure, but we will double-check with him. Yeah, I'll have to check on him, and we can share his opinion uh, in our next episode. Yeah. But for me, yeah, number one is Last Crusade. Um, just a fantastic film. I think for me, uh, it, 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 they're all A's in my opinion, but I think Last Crusade is a definitely A-plus for me. Uh, for me, for second, uh, I'm gonna be biased. Uh, Temple of, not because, okay. not because I don't like Raiders. I love Raiders, but I have more of a connection with Temple of Doom than with, you know, Raiders. Yeah. But, um, uh, like Lauren said, it's still a fantastic film. It, there's not a, not many many bad scenes. It's just perfectly done. Uh, and then, of course, like I said, Raiders of the Lost Ark is number three. Again, uh, I love this film, the iconic boulder scene, um, getting introduced to Indiana Jones for the first time, um, you know, watching it with over at my grandma's house. Uh, and, yeah, um, so that's my ranking. All right. Uh, so, we, I, Lauren and Kyle, you had the same – um, the same status, you know, Glass Crusade, Raiders, and then Temple of Doom. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and I like that. You know, it's we're all we all have different opinions, and this yeah. is why we have the show. <laughs> exactly. But um, that is the end for tonight's episode, guys. But I, I'm gonna pitch it to Lauren real quick. Uh, Lauren, okay. you started a show, your own I show. Did, yeah, it was very very spur of the moment. Uh. uh podcast which i think i did mention in one of the previous ones uh so i'm doing it with the uh with another friend uh so he he often poses as my my guests but basically it's the show is called the lauren files and it's really just me and, and him talking about we always pick like not very great movies uh like very very uh, <laughs> uh stupid movies or movies that you wouldn't really think you would spend much time like you wouldn't really give the the time of day uh but we check it out and we like get into these like really analytical uh very like kind of tongue-in-cheek uh uh 
an analysis of the uh, of the films. So our the first episode we did was again a super spur of the moment was Daddy Daycare. Oh yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. And then after that we did uh, we did Fat Albert, <laughs> and then. <laughs> And most recently, I, I still have to edit it, but uh, our most recent one is Soul Plane with uh, uh, Snoop Dogg and Kevin Hart. Oh, interesting. <laughs> okay. All right, man. I might have to. I might have to get on the podcast. Shitty movie talk. Yeah, yeah. It, basically, that's what it is. And yeah, okay. my like, I don't even really know what the style is, but so far, that's pretty much what the style has been. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll probably get you guys on there. We'll we'll uh, talk about just terrible movies. <laughs> Oh yeah, or or not very good movies essentially, but yes. So it, yeah, yeah it, it's fun. Definitely check it out. And honestly, you can check it out literally everywhere else. You can check out our podcast, like Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor. Of course, um, you know the works. Absolutely, that's cool, Lauren. I'm I'm happy for you, dude. More yeah. more expansions for the show, and more expansions like individual people. Let's do it. <laughs> But uh, for the upcoming episodes, guys, I mean, we're, like I said, Lauren said, we're going to talk about a little bit on Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. And that'll be, you know, I won't necessarily say a tie into the trilogy, but it's, it, it'll be its own separate um, episode. So, yeah. Yeah. We'll and be then, doing that next week. Oh, go, go ahead, Lauren. Yeah. And, and then uh, we, we don't really have anything else plan with it but we might add like something else onto it since it will we it won't we won't be spending too much time on on kingdom of the crystal skull so there there might be like an additional part to that episode which we will come up with good to know <laughs> right yeah yeah we haven't decided exactly what the format's gonna be we are gonna talk about it. it'll be it'll be a slight review and then a uh, shoot the breeze there we go. Okay. Perfect. We'll do that. Okay. We'll do that. <laughs> but uh, that's for next week. Uh, the upcoming week. So I thought of long and hard, and I told the guys, I'm like, hey, we haven't done a bracket challenge, and since I think we did the uh, wrestling's bracket, I think I'm that was the right, Lauren? I think that was the last one. Yes. So, as of for the upcoming weeks, we are going to be reviewing. Uh, the Conjuring Three, uh, the recent movie that just came out. Uh, we're gonna be doing uh, another bracket challenge, like I mentioned. The stop. We're gonna do a Star Wars bracket challenge. Okay. And we're gonna have like a mid uh, awards for the year of 2021. Uh, we're gonna do best and worst movies, best and worst video games, best and worst TV show. Okay. And then uh, we always talk about Batman a lot. And we mentioned a lot about the possibilities of a third one back in the 90s. Mm-hmm. So we have another what if scenario. So the what if Tim Burton directed Batman 3 in 1995? Or Batman Forever, depending. Maybe, maybe it still would have been called Batman Forever, or maybe it would have been called Batman something else. So exactly. that's what, yeah, that's what we will be discussing in the uh, the near future. So those are all the upcoming weeks, guys. So we got a lot more content, and if you guys have an idea for us, please reach us out uh, both on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, really does um, help us to get more ideas um, from you guys as well. For but, sure. Um, 
again, we're gonna sign off right now. It is getting late. I gotta wake up super fucking early tomorrow <laughs> when I go to work. <laughs> okay. So, so um, before we end, Lauren, what is our social media account on Instagram? On Instagram, our Instagram page is Fellowship of the Podcast, all one word. Give us a follow. We got a lot of a lot of great stuff. So give us a check out. Absolutely. And over on Twitter, you can follow us at FellowshipPod19. I run it over there. Plus, it's a great stuff. Uh, tweet at us, follow us, uh, message us, uh, and go do that for us, guys. And Kyle, last but not least, where can the people listen to us? Well, you can listen to us on, uh, of course, the Anchor Pod, Spotify, Apple, uh, Amazon, and as we have said, any other place that you can listen to podcasts. Absolutely. Love it. <laughs> uh, I hope you guys have a wonderful night. Have a wonderful week. We will see you all back in the next episode. Peace out, everybody. Goodbye. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another exciting episode of Fellowship of the Podcast. Yes, I am the host for tonight's episode, Tyler. It's been a minute since I've been the host. I'm here with Kyle and Lauren. Uh, Everybody else is doing other things with work or spending time with the uh, with their fathers. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. Yes, we're just a deadbeat sons today. <laughs> exactly, Kyle. You, you, you know what? You just nailed it. You nailed it on the spot. <laughs> Man, but, uh, my dad. No, happy Father's Day. <laughs> Man, happy Father's Day. Fuck your dad. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there and if you guys are fathers, too, you know. I well, that could change any minute. Oh. oh. <laughs> what, what are you trying to say, Lauren? <laughs> no, I'm trying to say that Lauren's going to horny hell with uh, Count Dimitrescu in a Resident Evil village. <laughs> oh, I've seen her. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, before we get into the episode uh Kyle, what is our social media account for Twitter and Instagram? For uh, Twitter, it is uh, Fellowship Pod nineteen. Yay! You got, got it. it. Yay! Yes. yes. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then for Instagram, it's uh, the Fellowship. Fellowship of the podcast. All the one Fellowship word. of the. Uh, why you gotta take that away from me? <laughs> <laughs> you, you ruined my moment. <laughs> I was so, oh man, my, my ego was so inflated with that first one. And then the second one, just like, it was just like a needle in it. <laughs> it's like, yes, I got one right. And I'm going to fuck yeah. this one up. <laughs> but yeah, uh, both uh, Lauren runs uh, Instagram and I run, run Twitter over there. So give us a follow, guys. And um, Lauren, where can people listen to us? Well, you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, of course, the Anchor app, and yeah, anywhere else uh, you could listen to podcasts. Absolutely. And for tonight's episode, guys, uh, it won't be a very, very long episode, but we'll, we're not going to keep any promises, but we'll, we'll see how it goes. But tonight's episode, we're going to be talking about Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> or Bruce and Hesses. 
Um, uh, we just got done doing the the trilogy. Well, technically the the classic trilogy. The classic trilogy. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And sadly, uh, well, we got we got a lot lot to say, but um, yeah. But, uh, um, but I, I guess before we like really get into the film, you know, we started off each uh, Indiana Jones episode with uh, uh, like what our thoughts were like when when it first came out and everything, or like when we first saw it, uh, what, what we might think of it now, although. Maybe you guys really haven't seen it uh, since, uh, since it first came out. Uh, but instead, how about we talk about, like, what our thoughts were when uh, when they announced it was going to happen, and then, like, what was our reaction as soon as it came out? Um, All right, that sounds good to me, man. Uh, you know what? I kind of want to hear, since you introduced it. Lauren, let's hear what you had to say. 2008, right. what was happening? 2008, let's see. What was Lauren do? I think it was fifth grade? I don't, I don't remember how old I was. God damn, I'm, I'm fucking yeah, old, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm younger than you guys. Uh, so let's see, what was I doing? Um, well, I was I was excited for for a new Indiana Jones movie to come out, and uh, uh, I'd actually get in the theater because um, it, it was kind of like a rare occasion for me to you know to go see a theater with. Depending, I, I had to rely on my parents to take me, obviously. But I came I came really close to seeing it in the theater, and here's my quick story. So I, uh, I went to, uh, I was, I was, my brother and my dad were like, Hey, we should go see that new Indiana Jones movie. And, uh, we're like, okay. So we, we drove to the theater and it was like on a, I think the Saturday after it came out. And as soon as we got to the theater, there was just a line just surrounding the entire theater and you couldn't even see the front door or anything. We're like, well, this is not going to happen. <laughs> so then we turned around and went home <laughs> and, but, uh, <laughs> Shortly after we, uh, or after it, uh, the air anymore, like it came out on, on DVD. I think our neighbors gave it to us for free or something. It's like we actually we actually own the DVD, but uh, uh, that's where I, I watched it for the, the first time. And honestly, for what it was, I actually kind of enjoyed. Remember, I was great. So, uh, I, I enjoyed it for what it was, um, but. Uh, I was like, eh, no, that's definitely, definitely the worst of the series. But uh, I actually just rewatched it um, this morning, or not just this morning, but like actually just like ten minutes ago, <laughs> I finally finished watching it, and I haven't seen it in like a, a decade. Um, so, you know what? I I think I'm gonna be a little more forgiving this time. But don't worry, we will we will do a. a not so nice things to say about it, but I, I kind of will act as the uh, this movie's lawyer in this episode <laughs> in certain cases. <laughs> so, uh, so advocate. yeah, uh, Kyle, Kyle what you next? All right, okay, two thousand eight. Oh man, all right. So, oh boy, you ready to feel old again, Tyler? Um, this was a movie that came out in the summer just before I was going to start high school. God damn, I'm fucking old. <laughs> so no, so I would have just barely graduated from middle school. So now that I let Tyler's soul rot by saying that, um, I was about 14 going on 15. 
And God damn, damn, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and when I heard about this, I'm like, oh man, that's so cool. There's gonna be a new Indiana Jones movie. I can't wait. Because I had had a tradition at this time in my life through middle school where I would go see movies in the theater, in which I, I still have a lot of good memories of the time period. And I'm thinking, sweet, I'll go see it with some friends. And none of my friends could come. They were all busy. And I really wanted to see it. I'm like, come on, I got to go see it. So I went with my mom, guys. Hey, all right. I went, went with my mom. And we watched it, and I just remember walking out of the theater and my mom saying, that wasn't very good, was it? <laughs> I'm like, you're telling me. You're telling me, man. So I hadn't seen this movie in over a decade, probably like you, Tim. And I'll say, having watched it, uh, just on Friday, it, it, it's still the worst Indiana Jones movie, don't get me wrong, easily. But um, aside from a few stupid things, it's not yeah. as bad as people make it out to be, I think. But I'll I get into it. I will, I will make my comments where I have them. We'll, we'll all get into that, but uh, I'm I really want to hear what Tyler has to say now. <laughs> God damn it! All right, um, I was already in high school when this movie came out. I was, I'm thinking I'm either a freshman or a sophomore. Only a sophomore at this time, because I graduated in 2011. Okay. So when this movie came out, I was really excited because it's been since what 1989. Yep. Yeah. Almost 20 years. 19 years. And I was really excited since you know Last Crusade was like the perfect ending and. Um, at that time period, people were still talking about uh, talking about for probably a new Indiana Jones movie, but it was going to be uh, like a not necessarily like sci-fi. It was more like a horror uh, movie in a way at that time, like in the late late nineties. Mm-hmm. I know that I know that was been that was been talked about, but came out in two thousand eight. Again, I was already in high school sophomore year was excited to see it saw the movie with my friends and i walked out the theater and my friends were like that was so cool i'm like and i looked at them i'm like are you fucking kidding me (laughs) i'm like no dude that was like literally one of the worst movies i've ever seen ever i was so so fucking pissed and I'm sorry if I'm cussing a lot and it, 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 I'm going to be I'm going to do a Brandon today 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 is that day <laughs> for me to do it but alright uh, I can't wait <laughs> but yeah uh, I despise this movie I hate it so much There, 
Okay, I won't say I hate it. I can tolerate it as best as I can. If it's on TV, I'll watch it, but it'll still hurt me. I'm like, God damn it. Like, Spielberg could have done – Spielberg and George Lucas could have done a whole lot better. But, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Um, I'm gonna well, save everything. Gonna, I'm gonna I save everything. Oh yeah. So, uh, we we we're gonna start talking about some points and moments in in the. Yeah, so, Lauren, I think right that's, that's a great segue to get right into the uh, uh, into talking about this movie. Uh, so, you know, certain moments and everything. We'll just kind of go like in chronological order from the beginning. And uh, one thing I will give credit for this movie um, is the opening. Everything up into the uh that godforsaken refrigerator scene <laughs> <laughs> from the beginning to that moment where he like steps up on that little cliff and then we finally see that town uh it is good it is good uh and I, i'll i'll get into that but uh, i like that moment uh or that that whole like action scene where they're trying to find the uh, like he's locked in the trunk and everything so it takes place in the year uh, 1957, I believe. Uh, yeah, 1957. Yes, 57. 57. Yes, 57. So it's, it's in the height of the Cold War. Uh, this time it's it's not uh, it, it's not Indiana Jones saying oh, I hate Nazis. It's I hate Russians because you know that's uh, that's what's going on in the world at the time. And uh, so he is locked in a tr- or he's locked in a trunk of a of a military vehicle, but it's like uh, undercover Russians. That uh, that hijacked it, and they're they're driving into the desert in Nevada, uh, and I, I think it's supposed to be Roswell, or they're near Roswell or something. But they're they're driving to like a it's, secret it's, location. They're like an Area Fifty One adjacent. Yeah, something like yes, that. So thank they, you. Yeah, they're driving into like a secret military base, uh, and of course it's yeah it's the Russians, and they they basically kidnap Indiana Jones and and his sidekick, um, Mac, who I'll get into, but uh. Uh, he is. Uh, no, I, I, I'm gonna say this right now. Fuck that character. Yeah, he was it so. Was... He was so boring, and all he cared about was who can pay him the most. Fuck it that character. Perfect, it would have been a perfect opportunity to bring back. Uh, well, not, not necessarily to replace him, but maybe the other character I'll talk about. Uh, to bring back like uh, uh Sala. You know, somebody who we've actually established as a as a friend of Indy, okay. instead of yeah, that, that's one thing I've always had an issue with this film was like it's it's all these like new characters that we've never seen before. Uh, there we don't have an, a, a connection with like like who are these people? Um, so yeah, that, that's always an issue I've had. But it's like when we watch the movie, it's like oh, Indy's been friends with them for for uh, you know many 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 years, and we're like cool. I don't know this guy. <laughs> Friends with them yeah. for like the amount that would have been three movies since the original trilogy. Exactly. exactly. So um, anyway, so he he's stuck in this uh, in the trunk of this car with with uh, with Mac, this new character, and um, uh, just the reveal of Indiana Jones, I actually think is really cool. Uh, how how he's like thrown out of the trunk, and then you see like the hat kind of blow. Uh, uh, to the side of the car, and then you see Indiana Jones's shadow, and he picks up the hat and he puts it on. And then it's like a pan over to to Indy. He's like, "All right, there we go." It's like he's back. It, it, I thought that was a, that was a cool scene. And then, uh, um, uh, I think the the Russians were like trying to use him to uh to find 
uh, the crystals, the, the crystal skull, because there was like this secret power that they have, where like if you you have to return the skull to the temple of the uh, of the the aliens. But basically, yeah, basically they're there's skulls of or there's skulls of aliens My, and it is a, it is a real yeah. legend if you watch like uh ancient aliens i believe um oh, oh god i was waiting for somebody to talk about that yeah ancient aliens <laughs> um, uh, here's the thing that what i always perceived in this beginning scene guys uh-huh. is that like indy was in the middle of a mission and they just kind of hijacked him over something he maybe had to do with roswell and the aliens yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. It, okay, because like Lauren just gave you major spoilers. We don't know that for a bunch of the film. Well, <laughs> I, I don't think people really care. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Yeah. Um. So. So, so anyway, <laughs> yeah, like they're they're um. They're harassing Mac and Indy, you know, show us where it is. And he does that thing with the gunpowder and the shotgun shells because it's highly magnetic somehow. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one of the most shocking things that we learn about Indy right now, right here, in the entire entire time he's ever been in film, is Indy says, I like Ipe. Which I was just about means. to bring that up. You know what that means? That means, he, yeah, he's a fan of Eisenhower. What that means... Indiana Jones and my notes read Republican. <laughs> so like, so they so they go to the warehouse that is the same one that the Ark of the Covenant is in, mm-hmm. right? And uh, he he's showing them where the alien thingy is, and it's glowing for some reason, and then he. He takes the brain, right? Yeah, the the the, yeah. the skull. He takes yeah, the and he's running at this great chase scene. You're like, wow, wow, you know, George Lucas has done it again. Steven Spielberg, you genius! And then before you can even say that, they get to um, this like bomb testing site from the Cold War with with. Um, with a bunch of fake families and houses. And I noticed there's sprinklers on. So I, so I wrote in my notes, what, with water free back then? <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, they just have it on for no reason. And then, uh, and then I'll have Tyler talk about the, uh, the glorious uh, fridge scene. Take, take a deep breath. <laughs> Why? Why is this scene? Why is in this? Why is this in the movie? Like, and the thing is, when you're watching this, you're like, "Oh shit! How's Indy gonna like avoid a nuclear explosion?" Right? Exactly. And you're mm-hmm. like, Man, "What's he gonna do? What's he gonna do?" And you just he see him in the fridge. rummaging out the fridge, and he shut. And as he's shutting the door, I imagine watching it the first time, being like, "No, <laughs> he is seriously going to do this." And he did. And he does. But you, you know their, you know their excuse. Uh, they, they almost 
I don't think this would work in real life. No, there's no, no way. There's no way. There's no way this would be. This would work in real life. But their reasoning for why the fridge is the only thing in the town that survives is because it is lead lined paint. Yeah, in the fifties, they had lead lined. Like as he's closing the door, that says like lead lined. So it's like, oh, there you go. That's why the refrigerator survived. And, you know, seeing the scene again, I, I just wrote down, and I thought Temple had an implausible falling scene. <laughs> this yeah. was horrible. Like, so that happened. And... Before we move on, that that scene, like, the fridge, like, literally, like, hit the ground at least eight or nine times. Yes. But from... Far away from a distance when there's nuclear bombs, just bombed. Uh, I'll say, I'm going to say it right now, I'm pretty sure fans know, it's Nuketown from Black oh. Ops and Black Ops 2. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> I, I, I'm saying that right now. Uh, when I saw when I saw the, the layout, I'm like, that's Nuketown. <laughs> and once I saw Indy go inside of the fridge, I was like, oh no. Oh god damn it, no. Please don't. I I knew right then and there when I was watching this movie, I was like, "This is gonna be a bad movie." I already know it for a fact. <laughs> I gotta sit here for the like the next hour or two hours watching this goddamn movie. See what happened was uh, Lucas had uh, six months to do this, and he spent five months doing the first ten minutes. And he's like, "Oh fuck, I gotta I gotta transition." <laughs> <laughs> transition to what? uh, um shoot what what was i gonna say um so with with the nuke town like we were talking about like with the fridge not only would like you know getting it thrown i don't know like half a mile away from the town at least um, and then and being like like hitting the ground like eight times as, as tyler said so not only would he have broken bones he would have severe third degree burns and he for sure would have cancer. Or like whiplash, man. At, whiplash. whiplash, at the very least. Like a vertebrae or two. If he's and not he, dead. Yeah, if he's not dead, he's, he's going to be dead pretty soon. He's not dead. He doesn't have any broken bones or like any like eternal bleeding. No, he just, he's fine. He's he just fine. walks in. He fine. gets a quick shower afterwards. It's like, what? <laughs> what? They just scrub down to him. But, you know, it was at this point in the movie I had the thought, how do people who believe in aliens feel about this movie's alien central plot? <laughs> That's a good question. Which, uh, uh, alien versus Indiana Jones? <laughs> yeah, with, well, okay, I guess real quick, with, with the whole alien thing, I get what they were going for. If you think about it, like the 30s, like Indiana Jones, the original movies were were kind of like a tribute to the old adventure serials, as we kind of established um, mm-hmm. from like the 1930s, like when those the movies take place. So, being that this takes place in the 1950s, that was the atomic era. Obviously, it was like there was a, a big emphasis on on uh, like nuclear testing, and there was a, a big scare with uh, uh, our enemies having nuclear bombs and stuff. And obviously, because of that, there was like a whole bunch of alien films and, and sci-fi films. I get what they were going for with, with the aliens. Uh, and 
the whole thing like depends on who your god is i can see how they can write that into the movie and i'm not totally against them having aliens in an indiana jones movie i just think it went way too sci-fi especially like modern sci-fi for indiana jones in this film yeah i was like i was like like, did, did george lucas or steven spielberg just call dan Aykroyd? Yeah. <laughs> oh God, Ben Aykroyd <laughs> makes his second appearance in our indie talk. <laughs> he just advertises his Crystal Skull vodka in the middle of the movie, like, "Hello, I'm Ben Aykroyd." <laughs> oh no! And, and and then like when Dan Aykroyd watches this movie, he's like, "You told me this was gonna be a documentary, God damn it!" <laughs> <laughs> they lied. <laughs> yeah. No, honestly, I I think there there is a way this might be able to work with with what they did with the the aliens if maybe they went a different route like with the design of the aliens or made it a little more mystical instead of like straight up sci-fi um like if they made i don't know they got like maybe hr geiger or somebody to do the design of the aliens and everything Mm -hmm. maybe this could have worked well i i feel like it it would be a stretch but i feel like there maybe it could have worked in in one way but yeah this movie is very where the other films were very um, fantasy oriented, this is very sci-fi. Yeah, any other like how sci-fi it is for an indie movie. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, but going back, okay, going back to that refrigerator scene. Before we're done with it, I so I just rewatched this uh, like literally just be- right before we we started, and I came to the conclusion that you can actually cut this entire refrigerator scene and it would not affect the plot at all. Uh, yep. you, can, you can literally just cut the moment uh, he escapes that, uh, 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 that government, um, uh, that, that, that government facility. Uh, mm-hmm. from, you cut from there to the moment where he's sitting in the office with the, uh, the government agents, how they're saying like, like, Oh, you were helping the Russians there for a second. You could have cut that, like, go from there to there, and it wouldn't have changed the plot at all. Exactly. You could have cut that entire refrigerator scene. It was just there for, well, obviously action uh, and to stretch the uh, the time. But uh, it also happens to be one of the most hated, uh, well, hated movie scenes of all time, and especially Indiana Jones scenes. Uh, not, not only that, we forgot to mention, too, I guess Spielberg had a weird fetish of golfers. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> <laughs> like the so, beginning of the like the beginning of the movie, Gopher pops out from the from the ground because of the the uh, the race the race. Yeah, between like the citizens versus like the you know so called you know military of the United States, which which it wasn't. Yeah, it was Russians. Yeah, and it, and, it reminds me of the uh, the fifties with uh, playing uh, Hound Dog by Elvis Presley. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. yeah. So. And uh, actually, yeah, you mentioned the so there, there's the gophers you were talking about, and um, when you look back at every Indiana Jones movie, uh, it always begins with the Paramount logo turning into something. So yeah. it, you know, the first movie was like the Paramount logo turning into a mountain, and then uh, the second movie was it was the Paramount logo turning into the gong. Uh, at the uh, the nightclub in in Shanghai, mm-hmm. and then, uh, the third movie again was like the Paramount logo turning into 
another mountain. Uh, and then this one, it's the Paramount logo turning into a gopher hole. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> so if you were really paying attention, you would have caught it right then. Yeah, you're <laughs> like, what? <laughs> but uh, yeah, there, there's, for some reason, there's a lot of gophers in the beginning of the movie and then later on we'll get to the monkeys <laughs> i mean there's a lot of just weird like whole stuff in this movie yeah yeah it, it got it got pretty weird uh but let's see we so right after uh um indiana jones gets a quick quick uh shower to get all that nuclear waste off of him is it's it's not like it's gonna linger around or anything <laughs> Nah. He was literally in the fridge. It's like, <laughs> god damn. No, it was that lead paint that protected him. Don't yeah. mind me. I don't have any shell shock from this. <laughs> uh, so, so he, uh, uh, from what I remember, he he goes. Well, he, they have like a scene with him uh, teaching at a at a, the college, and uh, the there's like a new a new Dean because they're implying that um, Marcus Brody passed away. And there's yeah. a, there is a brief reference to him uh, later on during one of the chase scenes. Uh, one, one of the uh, um, cars crashes into a statue with, with Marcus Brody. And uh, right. it, it's like, yeah, Marcus Brody on it. And like, Oh, okay. So it's, it's like honoring him. Um, but uh, uh, also when Indiana Jones goes into his office, we see a picture of Sean Connery, which implies that Henry Jones Sr. is also gone. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it would have been great to see him again in it, especially being that, you know, Sean Connery was alive at the time. Uh, it's it's not like they, they couldn't get him. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. he just didn't want to do it. He's just like, another Indiana Jones movie? That sounds terrible. <laughs> well, all he did was they said, so he goes in a refrigerator. He goes, no. <laughs> you take your refrigerator movie and shove it. <laughs> no, but they they try reaching him reaching him out, and uh-huh. all I gotta say, you know, rest in peace to uh, Sean Connery. Uh-huh. You made a great, great, great choice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's. Yeah, at least they didn't like forget his character existed. Like, okay, we we got that little picture of him. It was a nice memorial, but uh, yeah, it, it would have been great to see him in the movie, despite uh, him making a good choice that uh, they probably should. Have but, <laughs> but like, then what happens is Indy's in his office, and he gets told by the dean, basically, Indy, you're being fired, and, and he's like, fired. You know, they're gonna put him on. You know, leave. You know what, what was it? Extended permanent leave or something? Basically, he'd yeah, be fired. Yeah. And I was just like, "This is what gets him fired." <laughs> the FBI? How about Nazis and cultists? <laughs> Seriously? They're like, nah, you know, Nazis, that's all good. You dressed up as a Nazi, Indy? That's fine. Cultist in India? No big deal. One FBI guy sends us a letter. Get your ass out. (laughs) You got an autograph from Adolf Hitler? Nah, you're fine. Don't don't forget, yeah, he has that autograph from Hitler. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> and then he gets on a train. He gets on a train, and it all of a sudden uh, turns into a Transformers movie. Yes. <laughs> Mr. Do It. Just do it. Shows up in this movie. What do we have to say about Shia LaBeouf as uh, Mutt Williams? Mutt Williams. I'll tell you this. He could have been way worse in this than he really was in the film. Like, I don't think his problem is the acting or even the character in this film. If anything, I feel like the fact that Indy has a son is what bothers me more about the character. Yeah. I mean, I, I can see that. Yeah. I, I would have been fine if, I mean, the movie's not going to make it a, like a whole lot better. Like, Oh, Indy, it's your, this is your son. We'll we'll get to marry him in, in, in a mm-hmm. bit, but it's like, Indy, it's your son. It's like, I'm like, why? <laughs> why? why does, he doesn't need a son. Like, why? Like, he's fine for what? And then, oh my god. Okay. Um. Here, here's the thing. Shia did his part. You know, I, I won't say it wasn't the worst. Like Kyle said, it was. It was tolerable, but some I, I, at this time in 2008, I was like on a weird like greaser, grease monkey. In a way, I was like dressing up as a fucking greaser, you know. That was my thing. Um, Shia being as a greaser, I it's for some reason he just has a, a, like a punchable face. I just want to beat the shit out of him. <laughs> well, because in your brand, you're like, dude, he's a fucking poser. <laughs> Even though Earth to you know, fifteen year old Tyler director. Oh, yeah, I was like, I just want to punch this guy in right in the fucking face. Like, damn it, Shia, like, why are you a greaser? (laughs) Okay, I got a quick story, actually. So, if you guys remember, uh, in 2008, when this movie came out, of course, on Nickelodeon, they were advertising it a lot. Oh, Uh, yeah. Like, it was like every other commercial was... Indiana Jones and that Kingdom of the Crystal Skull now on now only in theaters you know something like that and you know every once in a while they would have like a little interview sometimes like whenever there's a big movie they'll have like a quick like two minute interview or something like right in between like Fairy Odd Parents and SpongeBob uh-huh. yeah so I I remember uh, you know watching Nickel- Nickelodeon one time and they had a quick little interview with Shia LaBeouf uh, talking about Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. And he said, uh, like, come and see my new movie, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. And even, like, as an, as an eight-year-old, I was – or how old was I, 10? 11. I was 11, sorry. As an 11-year-old in 2008, I was all like, no, this is not your movie. This is Harrison Ford's movie. You're just tagging along for the ride. You're just some poser-ass greaser. <laughs> Yeah, he had the audacity to say, come see my new movie, Indiana Jones. And that always bugged me, even to this day. (laughs) (laughs) I'd like to think this is the reason Lauren hates Shia LaBeouf. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And so they have this, like, wild chase and everything with the Russians. 
Oh, no, it, it wasn't. Was it the Russians or was it the FBI? Uh, it's KGB in disguise. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. And remember yeah. They had that really awkward greaser and jock fight scene where you go punch somebody. Exactly. Yeah. And then he, he said uh, there, there's like a line with him and the uh, um, him and the uh, uh, Shia LaBeouf. I'm just gonna call him Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> um, <laughs> where he says like, "See those guys in the corner? They're not here for the milkshakes." And then uh, uh, yeah, then they like pull their their guns out, and then that's where they they walk over. And then yeah, as Kyle said, they uh, they start the fight there. He says like, "Punch somebody," and then he just punches this random uh, uh, this random jock guy. And then all of a sudden, it's just like this weird, almost like Animal House kind of bar fight scene. No, you, I, just, you know I almost what it kind of turned into Grease for a second. Yeah, it actually reminded me of Grease. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I got one better. It, it didn't remind me of like either of those. It reminded me of The Outsiders. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely exactly. a better one. I was like, okay. I was like, in my mind, I'm like, okay, Outsider is a classic movie and it's a classic book. But when I saw this, I'm like, it doesn't feel like Outsiders is more like play fight. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, and where's the blood? The where's the reference of the episode? No, it, it's more like West Side Story. <laughs> All right, episode is over. We're done, guys. <laughs> uh, uh, let's see, where, where are we at here? Okay, so they have like this like motorcycle chase scene, and that's where the um. The, the car, you know, runs into the uh, the statue of Marcus Brody. Which, fun then, fact, that college, I finally figured out, is in Beckford, Connecticut. Interesting. I don't know if it's supposed to take place, but all my sources say that it is in Beckford College, Connecticut. And I, I think Indiana Jones always takes off from New York, so I'm guessing that's where it's supposed to be, but okay. who knows? Yeah. But interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, so they had a they had a statue of a of Marcus Brody, and then like the head comes off, and then like falls into the guy's lap, and then Shia LaBeouf kind of like chuckles, and Indiana Jones just gives him this like stern look, and he's all like, "You don't laugh at Marcus Brody," you like that you can clearly tell that's like what he's what he's saying in his mind, and then uh, Shia LaBeouf's like, "What? What did I do?" But exactly. uh, yeah. and then, then we hear the Wilhelm scream, which is in like all of Lucas's movies. Yeah, yeah. Which I always catch. And, uh, and well, I'll, I'll let you comment on the rest of the chase scene, whatever you have to say. So, uh, as soon as the, the head came off, and I'm like, I just want Indy to say, Marcus, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, Marcus. <laughs> I, I forget. What, what, where do they go after this? I, th- I think it's the library. They go to the oh yeah they go to the library yes yes and that guy asks him Professor Jones blah, 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 blah. you know when he's clearly in a chase right there yeah like it's it's like you couldn't have asked at a better time yeah it, it was like it was all casual and like and you get got back on the motorcycle and everything he's like you don't he's like you need to stay out the li- stay out of the library and do it on your own and get in the field. Yeah. Just think for a second, okay? Like Kyle, you know, you're you're in school. Just imagine, like you're sit, you're studying, you know, studying for all your finals in the library, and then all of a sudden, you're this random guy on a motorcycle with one of your professors comes in riding in the library on a motorcycle and crashes into a whole bunch of chairs, and then all of a sudden, like 
uh, like rides up all of a sudden, like right in front of you, would your initial reaction be like, oh, I have a quick question on my final here? <laughs> right? It would be like, dude, this is the craziest shit I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah. That, that was just so random. I'm like, why is this scene, why is this in this final cut of like the movie? I'm like, there's well, just a lot of weird language. So. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, uh, and I think shortly after this is where they go, they end up going over to, or they, they like look into some books or something at a, at Indy's uh, library. They, they and, start, yeah. And they find that letter from Oxley. Yeah. And that Oxley is another character played by John Hurt. Great actor. You know, rest in peace. He, he's been in many, many, many great movies. Kind of um, a waste in this movie. Kind of yes. a waste. Um, I, I feel like his character in general could have been replaced with, with Sala. I know, honestly, I think Mac should have been replaced with Sala. I, yeah. I think we all agree on that. Agree. Uh, but uh, uh, so John Hurt uh, as Oxley is uh, like this old friend of Indy's. And also Marion Ravenwood, uh, but they never reference him in any, any of the other movies. And yeah, um, interesting. yeah uh, but uh, I think so, something. Uh, yeah, they got that letter from him, and then they they have to. It says something. Like, they have to follow, and they're like Peru. We have to go to the Nazca lines. Yeah. yeah, which I have one comment about that transition scene. So you know how they show, in every Indiana Jones movie, there's always the flight that shows you where they land and then where they go to go to your next country? Uh-huh. Um, okay. Maybe I'm being too nitpicky. But in 1957, how the fuck did they land in Havana? <laughs> it, it, now, it, it, please excuse me, but is this not after the Cuban Revolution? I have no idea. Yeah, oh man, that's, that's a I good mean, it wasn't like to uh to Canada and then went to Cuba. <laughs> I just think hmm little yeah. little bit problematic. Exactly. <laughs> oh man. You nailed it, Kyle. When, how the fuck did they get to Nevada? How the fuck did they land in Havana? Maybe they just landed there briefly and they're like, we got to get out of here. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah and then we... They're like, oh, shit, we got to go. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, and then they, uh, then they fly to, to Peru where yeah, they got that, the message that said something like they have to look for... Uh, the um, Yeah. And it's a real be- thing. Yeah, so they have, they have to go to the grave, or no, they no, they go they go to the like the the cell where where Oxley was held. Yeah, and uh, they were like looking at the, the the walls, and it says uh, they see like drawings of the of the skull, and um, they they're they're trying to interpret that message they got from Oxley that says something about like the uh, find the cradle of uh. I forget the guy's name, the uh, the conquistador. 
Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, so it says something about like like find the cradle, and they they come to the conclusion like like they they think oh it's they have to look for his birthplace and they're like oh well he wasn't born in Peru he was you know born in you know some other South Spain. American country he's and there's a conquistador yeah and then all of a sudden they they're like wait a minute you know the, it means it, it means grave it's you know final resting place it's kind of like a lost in translation sort of thing like how it actually translates it, it means a uh, uh, cradle in in this language mean means grave and that's what it was referring to mm-hmm. and uh, uh they they find out like when oxley was in his cell he uh finally found like the actual location of his grave like when when he uh, uh did his research so that's where they they follow that and that leads them to the uh uh to the, the graveyard where we have a bunch of uh Guys with poison darts that try to attack him. Yep. And uh, I, I always like that scene with the uh, where the guy with the, the blow dart is gonna shoot oh, a Twyla wow. buff, and then Indy just pops up from the from underneath, and then shoots it back into the guy's mouth. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That, that scene is nightmare fuel for me. Yeah. Same. <laughs> but I always wondered, like, does that mean he tipped both ends of the dart? Like, what if you accidentally swallowed it? Could you imagine being so dumb that you swallowed your own poison dart? <laughs> but yeah, that'd be unfortunate. Yeah. I'm literally shaking my head right now. <laughs> <laughs> totally just thought about it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so um, then they go into town in Peru. But I just have to make a very quick comment. So we learn in this part, because he's listening to the people talking, like, what are they saying? That's not any Spanish I know. And he goes, that's Quechua, you know, the indigenous language in Peru. Mm-hmm. And then Indy just goes on and goes, ah, oh, yes. It reminds me when I fought against Victoriano Huerta back in the revolution. So hold on a second. That's the part where, you know, it was the record scratch sound effect for me right there. Hold up. Hold up. <laughs> he's saying, I like I." And is a, probably a registered Republican, but he also fought with Pancho Villa, a communist socialist in the Mexican Revolution. <laughs> what the fuck is going on here, dude? The the writing of, in this film is horrible. Like, uh, I I forget the the writer's name that wrote this this script, and I'm like, there's so many questions. I'm like. Huh? <laughs> like, did Indy like have like a second double life of like being a, an adventurer and a fucking? Does he only pretend to be a registered Republican? So <laughs> is he a quadruple <laughs> agent? What, what's going on? To quote Indiana Jones later in the movie. So what are you like a triple agent or something? <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that in a little bit. And he's like, "You haven't even seen this. Isn't even my final form." <laughs> but then, like, <clears throat> then then I looked it up. And granted, this is a fiction, but there is no graveyards anywhere where the Nazca lines are because the Nazca lines are in the desert. <laughs> Anyway, again, this film is just 
fuck, man. Like, I swear, I swear to God, like, I know we talked about Indiana Jones 5, but I am not very excited to watch that movie when it comes out. Hey, if it's even a little bit better than this shit, with Indy being both a communist and an Ike Republican. <laughs> a triple agent. No, a quadruple agent. Quadruple agent. He's, he's playing, like, all the cards at once. <laughs> <laughs> He's, he's playing a one-man chess game. <laughs> he, he probably learned it from from senior. He's like, Junior, you need to be a, a quadruple agent. <laughs> Don't call me Junior. <laughs> and then he's also like believes in every single religion because he's the only one that knows that they're all the correct religion. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... It'd be kind of tough knowing all of that. But exactly. It just mess with his mind all these years. So he's just like, I don't believe in anything anymore. I, I don't believe in anything because I have to believe in everything. Exactly. See, this, is why, this is why I'm not religious. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, let's see, where, where were we? Uh, um, oh, okay. yes, the nightmare feel. He, he blows that kid's poison dart in his mouth. And I yeah. couldn't phrase that a worse way. But uh, <laughs> he blows the dart in the mouth after apparently there's a bunch of kids watching over the graveyards. And uh, uh, they're looking for the treasure. And he's looking around. And then Indy puts his hand in that spider chamber, which reminded me of uh, Temple of Doom with all the dangerous bugs and stuff. As Lauren went on about, I'm like, oh, shit. Here we go again. But unfortunately, nothing happens from that. Yeah, there's uh, just like two ropes in it. And it's, yeah. yeah. I'm and like, where's, where's Willie when you need her? <laughs> right. <laughs> and then, and then Indy goes into that treasure room with all the, the dead guys. And he goes, Ariano and his men, right? So he goes mm. to that first dead guy who's really ornate. And you know, Indiana Jones, he's a he's a doctor of archaeology. He's he's a scientist. You know, he has uh surely he knows how to handle the kind of artifact. So what does he do with this mummy? He just gets out his fucking knife and cuts it open. <laughs> so he cuts it open like a horror movie, just straight down in the front with a brewing knife. And like seeing this, all all I could write in my note was do, do people know how much history Indiana Jones apparently violates? <laughs> a lot. Apparently <laughs> a lot. And this is the part where uh, Indy also reveals to us uh, that the uh, about the saucer men, because they find the alien with Ari Ariano mm -hmm. with the scroll, which also means that he apparently knew about Roswell and the aliens when it happened. The yeah, he was just—he was just literally just there as well. Yep. Just happened. He—he he was like Forrest Gump. He just happened to be there for something big. No, don't don't compare Indiana Jones with <laughs> Forrest Gump, okay, Kyle? Don't <laughs> ever fucking do that. Hitler. I mean, that's pretty close to something Forrest Gump would do. He says, and just like that, I saw a UFO in Roswell. <laughs> God damn it. God damn it. 
fuck? <laughs> uh, we're never getting this movie done. <laughs> they, 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 they find this ball, let's skip forward, so they get captured um, again. Uh, with... then, they're, then they're brought back to this camp where, where all the Russians are hanging out. And uh, this is where Marion is finally brought into the picture. And he, you know, Indy gives a, a little smile, and she's all like, "Indiana Jones, it's about time you showed up." And then, okay. uh, then she, then, then she walked through. Real quick? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Um, this is like the only scene that I liked in this movie. Yeah, yeah. No, it was great. Honestly, it was great to see uh, uh, Karen Allen and Harrison Ford reunite for for mm-hmm. this, uh, this movie. Um, hopefully, she comes back for the fifth one. That would be great to see her again. Um, I was like, "Damn, girl, what's your number?" <laughs> Honestly, she she looks pretty good for her age in this movie. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Damn, I knew you were high in the in the Raiders of the Lost Ark, but damn, like <laughs> you 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 aged in like a fine wine." <laughs> and then we find out that she gave birth to Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> And that's where my dingley went. <laughs> <laughs> she gave birth to that poser greaser. Yep. I'm like that <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> and I let's see. I think they 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 notice Oxley. His his mind is just all screwed up because of uh, uh getting really close getting really close to the skull. And uh, uh, having it like kind of affect his memory, but he, yeah, he, he now like his eyes or whatever, something like that. Yeah, so he knows how to like, uh, uh, but he knows like how to, he knows all the clues basically how to get to the uh, to the um, uh, city of gold. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it starts off with uh, so, like him. He's he keeps repeating like you know three times it drops and you know, all those phrases that uh, we'll get to later. Uh, but he's also drawing something. And I think it's like a, a map or something. Yeah, it's a map. Yeah, it was, it was yeah, a he's map. He's doing that drawing, and then he, he does those surprisingly good crazy person drawings. John Hurt. Yeah, exactly. props that, man. yeah props, to, props to them. Um, and then, you know, Shia LaBeouf comes in and, like, kind of flips over the, the table, and they, they escape the camp. And then... Uh, Oxley, Indy, Marion, and Shia LaBeouf all uh, escape the Russians. They go to uh, this little like dirt patch in the jungle, and uh, they realize, oh, it's quicksand. And yep. uh, so Marion and Indy are sinking in the quicksand. Remember, it's a dry sand pit. Or dry sand pit, I'm sorry. They, they say, no, it's not quicksand. It's blah, 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 blah. And then... Uh, uh, they're like, we don't, we're, or what Marion said, he's like, we're not in school. Yeah. We're going to die. <laughs> we're going to die. And then they, yeah. and they go, Oxley, go get somebody. And then, oh, and yeah. then, this is the most peculiar part of the scene for me. So Mutt, Shia LaBeouf, doesn't throw him a vine. He just throws Indy a big ass snake. Exactly. Yeah. Obviously, he has problems with, and he pulls it. And he pulls Indiana Jones out, but I was like, so this snake is just cool with being yanked on? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not going to try to bite or anything, just 
it turns into one of those rubber snakes. <laughs> He's just like, it's all right, man. It's all good. <laughs> no, this is the part where I'm like, when is like throwing back the thing and Indy's like, of course, like we all know that he's afraid of snakes. And then all of a sudden he's like, stop saying snake and say, grab the rope. And then, and then Miriam and Shia say, grab the rope. And I'm like, Indy, please do not grab the fucking snake. And he did. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Yeah, and he just pulls on the snake's head, and it's like the snake's like, "This is cool. This is all right." <laughs> that, that snake was the best actor in the movie. We we all know Boy, that. that snake <laughs> took it like a champ. He did. He's the, he's the MVP of this film. But uh, right before this, the snake scene. So it's Indy and the uh, Marion in the in the sand. Oh, yeah. And uh, this is where Marion reveals, or she says, uh, you know, mutt. You know, I have to say something. And then uh, uh, Indy's all like, "It's okay, Marion. He's a he's a good kid. You gotta get off his back for not being in school." And then she's all like, "Indy, he's your son." And he's all like, "Why didn't you let him finish school then?" <laughs> so uh, uh, yeah again <laughs> and this is where the movie took took the turn oh yeah oh um, yeah. coming up guys I'm gonna make a comment about it the ju- let's like Let's talk about the jungle scene real quick. Yeah, we're we're getting really close here. So they're they're uh um well first they're they're tied up in this jeep and there's a conversation that Marion and and uh, Indy are having uh while while they're tied up in the jeep and apparently they were actually about to get married. I'm guessing like right after Raiders of the Lost Ark and uh apparently Indy left Marion at the altar. So He's kind of a dick. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know if you you caught that, but yeah, he he mentioned that in the uh uh in in this conversation, and yeah. then and then she she said like like later on she married this other guy, and uh, she just kind of said, oh yeah, that's a much real son. And the other guy, John Hart. Yeah. Yeah, Oxley. that was Oxley. Yep, Oxley, Oxley was was uh, John Hurt. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. So yeah, they're they're uh they're they're stuck in the this jeep, and then uh, uh, uh somehow like they they knock out the the Russian guy, and then uh they, you know, they they cut themselves free, and they're they're driving this jeep, and then uh, Indy pulls out that rocket launcher, blows up that tree cutter thing. And uh, now, now we have this uh, this fantastic chase scene with uh, a few other members added to it that uh, I will let Tyler or Kyle get into. Oh, I have comments about the second half, but Tyler, you you can open up. All right, um, the jungle scene. So they have this chase, 
And is this where the part where um, they go on separate Jeeps? Yes. Or was that the... Yes. Okay, so they go on separate Jeeps. Uh, it, it's Miriam and Shia and... Uh, and John Ritter's. Oh, John Hurt. Excuse me. Why did I say John Ritter? I don't know. I was watching uh, Problem Child earlier. Um, <laughs> um, and then Indy Trance jumps through another Jeep and he's fighting like five Russian dudes at the same time. And can I say this real quick? You know, you know how in all the other films, like the main, the original trilogy, you know, they they make they make Harrison Ford, you know, Indiana Jones characters human. In this movie, he seemed like invincible as fuck. <laughs> yes. Like he did not take any damage. Like everything was like clean. Like his cost his like his uniforms were was clean. Like the Russians uniforms were like like Mr. Clean ass, like they just popped out of the fucking laundromat, like every other other scene, like no dirtiness to it. It's like, wh- where's the action? Like, come on. Anyway, I know, so, right? I don't even think he bleeds in this movie. No, he did. He no, there is no blood at all. Uh, I think Shia LaBeouf has like a bloody nose, but that's about it. Well, I- I'm talking about like, you yeah, know, but he, he, yeah. no, no, he he comes out like. Barely even sweating. <laughs> Not only that, he came out like perfectly fine, like nothing happened. Like, yeah, just another day at the office, you know, fucking people up, you know, getting <laughs> shit done. Pretty much. It's like, huh? Like, he doesn't take any damage. He's fighting these five dudes, and then Max, correct, right? Uh, Mac. Mac, excuse me. Yeah. And Mac, and then this is the point where Mac tells us he's actually a double agent. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I'm a double agent, and and hey, this was like the key point to me. I'm like, okay, Andy, you won me over. He's like, well, you're a double, you're a double agent. So what? And then he hits him, and I'm like, yeah, you're you're a god. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and so Andy takes the jeep, and he uh, he drives it. And I'm going to have Kyle take over for the... All right, the rest all of the right, time. all right. And so then in the scene with our main bad guy, what's her name again? We haven't even said her name. Yeah, so this this uh, villain of the movie uh, who is named Irina Spalko, played by Kate Blanchett, is, uh, yeah, she's playing like some Russian agent that's trying to get the powers of the skull or she no but, but what the what they are told is like if you return the skull to the city of gold that uh you'll receive great treasure yeah that, that's essentially what it is and of course she wants you know kind of like how the nazis were trying to get the powers of the uh uh like the, the holy grail and the, the ark of the covenant and everything um for their own purposes it's the same thing what she she wants uh you know for use the power she wants you know, all the, the powers from the, the skull for, for her own uh, purposes. I already put in my notes earlier today, I'm like, Raiders, Raiders of the Locks arc and Last Crusade crushed question mark? 
Kyle, you, you know what I mean, right? <laughs> oh, 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 I know what you mean. <laughs> but uh, but yes, conti- continue. Okay. Then we get to what I think is the most absurd scene in the movie. Or, no, no, the second most absurd scene in the movie. Nothing's stopping that, uh, that nuke scene with the fridge. <laughs> I'm sorry. The fourth most absurd scene in the movie. <laughs> That's right. There's a lot. <laughs> There's a lot saying in the movie. Um, Top four is still saying a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so they have swords. And Mutt and Spalker just start having a sword fight. But get this, on driving Jeeps. Yeah. Does anybody remember this? And. And. Fencing. um, Full on fencing. Fencing. And at the same time, so so Shia LaBeouf has one leg on one Jeep and another leg on another Jeep. And at the same time, is getting hit in the crotch with the uh, the branches. He getting hit. In, yeah, my, I wrote down in my notes. He get much getting hit in the nuts. <laughs> and somehow, strangely, like the first two, he's affected by. But then the next here, he's like, my my nuts are basically numb at this point, and he's just fencing her with complete ease. Like, like his balls were like made of steel. Like nothing happened to him. Right, or like, like Shia just forgot the CGI was there or something. <laughs> and then, and then, strangely, this next part is where the movie starts to actually boring. The last fourth of the movie, and you're never yeah. gonna believe where it starts getting boring, in my opinion. Where do you think it starts getting boring? At the monkey scene. (laughs) So what happens is Mutt, all of a sudden in the middle of the scene, just calls the favor of the monkeys around. Wait, doesn't he start swinging like the, the vines? Oh, I'm getting there. And if I'm not oh. mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, the monkey that uh, Shia LaBeouf like first looks at, I think, is the same monkey from Night at the Museum and The Hangover Two. Yes, yes, I, it's like a famous monkey actor that that they always bring in the uh, movies and stuff. So whenever you see a monkey that looks like that, it probably is the same monkey. And I just have written below monkey scene. Why yeah. really? And Tarzan? <laughs> like, what the fuck is going on in that scene? Did he just turn into Doctor Doolittle? <laughs> I, no, this Spielberg probably called Disney. He's like, "Hey, what, what, what can I do? Give me an idea." And they're like, "Hmm, where were Tarzan? Got it. Thank you. That's it." And then, boom, we get this. We get this scene. It's like, oh no. <laughs> and then like Indy in the next scene as the monkeys are helping them beat up the Russians which I can't believe I just said that sentence out loud <laughs> uh, he crashes his car almost kills Oxley and he's just fighting that last guy but Oxley uses the skull and it causes the those 
giant man-eating ant to just part around them. You know, it's that part with the ants eating everything. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which, to me, the top nightmare fuel scene in this movie. Um, uh, it parts, and he's fighting the guy. And then, <laughs> and then I have noted um, Spalco uh, gets on that vine to get her above the ant. And then she crushes one of the ants between her thighs, and I just have a smirky face next to it. <laughs> um, <laughs> and and then Indy beats up that one dude, and he's not. The ants are not only crawling over him and he's screaming and they're carrying him, but the ants like crawl into his mouth. Yeah. You remember, just like thousands of ants at once. And uh, and I just have that's a yikes for me, dog. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like it's like the answer. The uh, are they called fire? They're called fire ants, correct? No, I don't know what fire they're ants? called, but they're a species of like giant Brazilian giant ants. Hmm. They're really big. Don't crush them between your thighs, boys and girls. <laughs> and don't let them in your mouth. <laughs> Definitely don't do that. <laughs> and then Marion shows up in a car, and she does the single most improbable stunt in this movie, except for that one. I know. I know. Just go ahead and say it. <laughs> I, I was going to say the most ridiculous, the most improbable, but then I'm like, nope, there, there was already the nuke scene. Um, so she picks up Oxley and Indy and Mutt, and somehow she knows to drive over the cliff to get caught in the tree that's going to then take them in the water. And I just have written, how the fuck did Marion predict landing the, in the tree? That was very, she had to be very, very precise. Like, I know she drove by it earlier to see that it was there. But she had to drive away to get, uh, uh, you, know, you know, to get enough uh, enough distance, you know, to actually make the jump. So it's like, she she could have missed it. <laughs> she could have been off by, like, if she wasn't, if she wasn't going exactly straight, like, even just, like, slightly off, like, she, you know the, the the car would have easily fell into the uh, uh, fell off the cliff there, and mm -hmm. yeah, and, and like you know, Indy like as she's driving, like Indy's saying like like you know don't go off the cliff. He's like, yeah, that's a smart idea. Don't go off the cliff. <laughs> right. But uh, you know, we've seen we've seen more far fetched things in Indiana Jones movies. <laughs> I suppose so. <laughs> But it was just a little bit too well planned, is all I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, uh, oh, this is the part where they, they uh, going back to the, you know, three times it drops thing uh, that, that Oxley was talking about. So they're, yeah. they're floating around in this little uh, uh, duck mobile, you know, it's like both on land and water vehicle. And uh, uh, so they're, they're floating around and, uh, then they fall off a waterfall, and Oxley keeps saying, three times it drops. And India, Indy's all like, oh, I get it. That was one. This is two. And they go down the second one, and three. And that's the, the giant one. And, mm -hmm. Yes. 
I, I forgot. I just had to make this comment. But in, in the scene before, uh, before the ant and the eating the guy scene, uh, Indy crashes his car. And I just have in my notes, it reads, uh, Indy almost crashes just like Harrison Ford does IRL. <laughs> Anyways, I just had to, I just have to have that on the record for this episode. Go on. For sure, for sure. Um, and let's see, where were where were we? Okay, so this is where excuse me. They they see the skull on the mountain, and there's the waterfall coming out of it, and that's uh, another reference to that passage that he kept saying, like something about tears i don't i don't know exactly what it was what it was saying but uh uh yeah it, it was another like reference to what oxy was saying earlier uh where they see like the the mountain and there's the uh, the waterfall coming out of it so they know they have to go up there and uh as soon as they they go in they uh they finally see like a giant um uh uh, they, they see like a giant like temple and there's like a whole bunch of the, the natives there that are about to attack them. But I think that's where Oxley brings out the skull and yeah. it, uh, and they all like kind of bow down to it or stop in their place. Yeah. And, yeah. It's just the part where the single worst line of dialogue happens in the movie where Indy goes, uh, I have to return it. The skull. And Marion goes, why you? And Indy's answer is because it told me to. Yeah, like, like who told you? <laughs> the skull, apparently. Uh, yeah, well, I was gonna say like, well, apparently, maybe John Hurts told you <laughs> secretly. He's yeah. like, <laughs> you know, what would have been a better. You know what? What would have been a better answer to that question? Because I'm indie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, literally anything other than because it told me to. Yeah. Yeah. He could have said anything other than that. He could have said, like, yeah, because I'm Indiana Jones, and that's why. Or he could have said, because it's my, because it's my job, or because or something it's my like movie. That. That's why. <laughs> because yeah. I felt like it. Because I'm breaking the fourth wall. <laughs> <laughs> And all I have right underneath is in Asterix, rolls eyes internally. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so they go to this temple after the uh, the natives, like, all bow down to the skull. They, they go to the top, and they realize they have to, like, take out the bricks that, I guess, triggers this, like, contraption that, uh, like, empties out the sand. And uh, mm. that's where... It like lets them fall into the into the temple, and then they have to go down the stairs. Uh, so like th this part is very much like a like an Indiana Jones movie. This is where it's really starting to uh, feel like the uh, like just about any ending of an Indiana Jones movie where they have to go through all the different trials in the temple. Yeah. Um, and uh, so they go they go down the stairs, and then I think that's where they have to put the the skull up against the door in the the room of treasures. And mm -hmm. that locks the door, and then we finally see like the giant throne room of all the different uh, Indiana Jones uh, or the all the uh, um, Crystal Skull skeletons. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's part of the movie where I, I, I it just gave me really major Prince of Persia vibes. Yeah, do not do. <laughs> don't you ever mention that movie. 
<laughs> oh, I wasn't even thinking. Were... Oh, you were okay. The, but the games, the games were awesome. I'll say that. <laughs> right. But it's the still movie, an hot movie no. on the other hand. There's yeah. Never, there's never really a good video game movie other than Sonic. So. <laughs> so but, uh, yeah. They return so, the, the the skull. Yeah, so they they go to the throne room, and I think there's like thirteen skeletons, and I, I think I think it was thirteen. And then that's where everybody finally all kind of kind of meets up. Uh, so Irina Spalco follows them in, and mm-hmm. uh, she's and then yeah, she's the one that like wants to put up the. Uh, or I don't I don't think she's the. I forget who actually put the skull on the. Uh, the missing skeleton. I think it was uh, Ox. Oh yeah, I think it was. Yeah, I think it was Oxley. Yeah, so he, he they put it on. They put it on the uh, the missing the missing the, the skeleton with the missing head, and, and then that completes the uh, that that completes the uh, the throne room. The and transformation. The transformation, and that's where Arena spouts. This is the major plot reveal. It's. The aliens were the original archaeologists all along. Mike. Exactly. <laughs> yep. And this is where Irina Spalco. This is where okay. This is where the movie, aside from the nuke scene, this is where the movie gets really sci-fi. Yeah. yeah. This is the most sci-fi it's ever been in any Indiana Jones movie. And so Irina Spalco says, like she. She, since she's the one that's like standing in front of the uh, the alien, she says she wants to know everything <clears throat> because because she's a Russian in the 1950s. They want to know everything, <laughs> so uh, yep. so they the aliens like all right, you asked for it, and then she's all like, no, it's too much information. <laughs> yeah. How, how does she die? Like, does she like her eyes? She literally dies from too much information. <laughs> information overload. Information overload, and her eyes catch on fire. That's what you get, bitch. <laughs> and not only that. Okay, for oh, first of all, it's the alien we get is like some generic sci-fi um, CGI alien. Like, can, it, can I say this real quick? I was yeah. like, on my notes, I put. Have you guys seen the movie Paul? Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I literally put I put Paul question mark older. <laughs> yeah, like he was the, he was the ancient alien all along. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, he he does look like uh he does look like Paul in that movie. <laughs> um, so and, and just just think like. Harrison, or sorry, uh, Steven Spielberg. I mean, he's done a lot of sci-fi movies. You know, War of the Worlds, and uh, I mean, he even Poltergeist is kind of sci-fi when when you think about it. Like he, you know, he's done E.T. E- e- obviously, yeah, he's done a lot of sci-fi alien movies. Like he, he couldn't have gotten a better design. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Yeah. The, the effects are very good. It's just that the fact that this is an Indiana Jones movie. Exactly. Yeah. And, yeah. And and then there's the second bit of terrible dialogue I wrote down right here, right after the UFO disappears. You see that well, giant. Well, well hang, hang on. Before we get before we get to that, the the movie just decided to pull a uh, 
um, uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show on us, where it just all of a sudden, like, it was a spaceship all along, and it just takes off into the sky. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yep. And so they they leave, having just watched that incredible scene, right? Oxley says, Indigo, where did they say? Where did they go? And Oxley says, not into space, but in the space between spaces. And then Indy replies, knowledge was their treasure. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, somebody wrote this shit. I, when I was watching this again, I literally turned it off. <laughs> At that line. At that line, I'm like, I'm done. Fuck this movie. I'm done. <laughs> I am done with this fucking movie. Knowledge was their treasure. Like, you th- Indiana Jones, who's really into, like, ancient artifacts and stuff, even he would be super disappointed about, about right? that knowledge was their treasure. Yeah. Right? I'm like... And then, and then well, mind, I'm like, just like, God damn it, Spielberg, why did you have to do this to your own fucking movie? <laughs> <laughs> It's like, God damn it, dude. Like, shit. Like, you had Steven Spielberg and George Lucas collabing again, and we get this. Yeah. Yes. This is why I'm like, I do not want to do this fucking movie. We're so close. We almost are officially done with the uh, Indiana Jones movies until uh, the fifth one comes out. We yes, there's no reason we have a wedding scene. Yeah, well, well, well hang on. There, there's like one brief bit of dialogue where uh, uh, Indiana <laughs> Jones and Marion and Oxley <laughs> and Shia LaBeouf, they all sit around and they say, I'm like, oh, or they're just kind of relaxing and uh, 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 I think Shia LaBeouf is all like, all right, well, let's get going. And he's all like, like no, nah, you don't want to, you, you don't want to uh, start Heading down the uh, heading down the mountain before uh, uh, before it gets dark. Like, he was like, let's let's just relax up here. And then he's all like, okay, dad. He's like, okay, son, something like that. And then Oxley's all like, dad, dad. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then and then Indiana Jones is all like, somewhere your grandpa is laughing about this. And he's like, I'm sure Sean Connery is laughing about this. Oh, Sean Connery is he's all the piece of shit film. <laughs> Sean Connery is not laughing at all. He's laughing at the fact that he's like, thank God I was not in this fucking film. <laughs> he's all like, who threw you a finger, Trebek? <laughs> count, count your numbers in Greek. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. And then, um, then we finally get the very last scene in this movie uh it's a wedding scene which honestly is a is a nice welcome uh we finally get to see indy and marion finally get together they're uh they're tying the knot uh it's about time but one of the scenes i cringe the most at (laughs) is where the doors blow open and a gust of wind uh blows uh indy's hat off the the coat rack 
and it blows all the way to uh, Shia LaBeouf's feet. And Shia LaBeouf looks down, picks up the hat, and I'm like, no, 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 no. You don't do that. You put that thing down. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, that is not yours. You can't have that. And he's about to put it on his head until Harrison Ford saves the day and takes it from him. And then puts it on his head. I wish he would have said when he grabbed the his hat back, he's like, "It belongs in the museum." <laughs> Slow. That would have made this. That would have made this scene so much better. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, we we finally we finally finished this movie. We got through all the Indiana Jones movies until uh until number five comes out uh but you know we got a year so so uh it's finally time to put this franchise to rest for the time being thank i mean the original trilogy beautiful this movie king doll fuck itself straight to hell and satan can butt fuck the shit out of it (laughs) see i was about to ask tyler i'm gonna say what do you think Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of Crystal Skull, a great Indiana Jones movie or the greatest Indiana Jones movie? Lauren, what is our social media account on Instagram? <laughs> <laughs> nah, th- this this movie was fucking terrible. I hated it. Yeah, is and you you guys thought. Uh, I know I said last Last Jedi and The Rise of Skywalker was terrible. I will watch those movies than Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. I'm just saying that right now. Oh, see for Still me, bo- for me, I, I think I'm kind of the opposite on that. I mean, I, I, I don't know. Maybe I just gotta rewatch those Star Wars movies again. <laughs> but uh. uh there are a few scenes in this movie or a few moments overall. You know, it's, it's great to see, you know, Harrison Ford kind of back in action. Uh, it's great to see Karen Allen again. Um, again, I, that opening scene up until the moment where it gets the refrigerator uh, <laughs> is a good opening. And, uh, you know, some of the, like, the scenes where they're in the temples exploring, like, doing actual, like, Indiana Jones archaeology stuff. Mm-hmm. There, there's a lot of like good Indiana Jones moments in this movie. It just, it has so many weird, questionable moments. Like, why was this ever agreed upon? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'll say this too. I, I know we, I've been bashing on it. I'll say this. There, the, the good parts. I'll say this. See, seeing Mariam and Indy for the first time in like almost years together and you know obviously seeing like flat, uh, like callbacks from like you know from raiders or from or from like uh the last crusade and blah blah blah, blah. and you know getting you know seeing a pitch just a picture of you know henry jones senior and then you know marcus and those were some good parts out, out of the whole movie I still wouldn't even watch this film because the dialogue and the writing was horrible. The directing was, I don't know. It was just, 
maybe it wasn't meant to be for that for the time being even though it it was it's already been out for almost a decade well not even almost a decade no, over over a decade. Over, yeah. over a decade excuse me thank you um but yeah i think at that time period i don't think society was ready for indiana jones 4 i i totally <laughs> agree yeah but that's my thoughts uh before we wrap things up, uh, Lori, what did you think of this movie? And I'll get, I'll take, I'll get to Kyle uh, afterwards. Yeah, like I said, I, I don't think it's quite as bad as what I mean. It, it's by far the worst of the of the Indiana Jones series. Um, but uh, I, I think I don't know. I, I think like you kind of have to. Take it for what it's worth. I mean, if if you don't want to watch it, that's obviously <laughs> you could just obviously stick with the uh, the original original uh, trilogy there. Um, but for me, it's just like it's it's a good time to see a uh, yeah see Indiana Jones back in action. That that's literally the only reason the movie was made. That's the only reason the fifth movie is going to be made is is just to see Harrison Ford in action again uh, for you know for one last time. Um, hopefully, 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 maybe, maybe it'll just be like an all CGI cartoon fest, <laughs> but, uh, we'll, we'll see. Um, but no, yeah, I, I honestly, yeah, I, I think I still, I think I probably prefer this over like some of the, the star Wars movies. I know Matthew actually blatantly said that he's like, yeah, I'd watch this any day over last Jedi or rise of Skywalker or anything. Uh, so I, I think I might be kind of in the same boat there with the, uh, with this one. Uh, but yes, there there are some very uh, cringeworthy moments in it. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, there's definitely cringeworthy moments in this movie. I mean, uh, do I, I have mean, to repeat the nuke and the uh, refrigerator, Satan? No, no, you don't. Please. But before we uh, before we conclude, there's also I, I think it's it's worth mentioning there is a South Park episode that parodied this movie, or it was a, it was a reference to it, where or where it was a uh, Harrison Ford, uh, and Steven Spielberg and George Lucas, and there was a it was a recreation of, or a parody of the the movie Deliverance. Oh where, my god. <laughs> but it was not Harrison Ford it was Indiana Jones the character Indiana Jones and uh he was in the role or he was the role of Ned Beatty and then Indi- or, uh, uh Steven Spielberg and George Lucas were the two hillbillies in that scene if you know what I mean <laughs> Wait, I, I forgot were they fucking the shit out of Indiana Jones in the South Park yeah, episode that was the, uh, that was the point that, like it was uh, uh, the South Park kids they were like they were sad that they that they watched this this movie and they were uh, uh, they just watched their their friend get violated <laughs> and their friend referring to Indiana Jones and they they just sat they just sat and watched it. Yep. <laughs> oh boy. So Kyle, you're you're the last one to uh, say your your final thoughts on this movie. I mean, what do you say about the movie that's been shit on by everybody? It it doesn't do service to the Indiana Jones movies, 
And it's a real shame that it ruins the whole trilogy thing. Instead, we get this shitty Klingon of a tetralogy instead as a result of this movie. But I do think there are some concepts in this film that are really cool, like the Nazca lines and, uh, like we said, the first five minutes before that damn nuke scene. And the car chase scene short of the monkeys and ants was pretty cool, I guess. Just everything in this movie feels lacking compared to the other Indiana Jones movies. And I just I, I just wonder why did they bring it back when they did? I, I, I just I just think if they had done this movie five years ago instead of over ten, it probably could have been better. You know, they would have had a little bit more perspective with like the, the Netflix audience and the, the online uh, movie people and fandoms. It's just, I, I I just wish they had either waited some other time to do this, but not done this movie at all, frankly. Yeah, I agree. I mean, when you think about it, I mean, it was like 18, 19 years since the previous movie. Like, they had plenty of time to work on a, a decent, <laughs> a like decent a, story. <laughs> yeah. So, I... And when you think about like all the games and stuff, and and uh, and books that they've made, also uh, Young Indiana Jones, like that was a, a series that came out in the early nineties. Oh um, my god! On Fox yeah. Kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they had oh. that. Like there was there was a lot of material to work with on on Indiana Jones, and even like the Crystal Skull thing is not a bad idea for an Indiana Jones movies. They, they just. Maybe should have taken a few different uh, approaches with it. I'll I'll, mm-hmm. I'll end on that. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, yeah. Th- this this episode turned into a long one instead of a short one. Which <laughs> yeah, you know, be much shorter, but we just had so much to say about it. <laughs> yeah, I I think that's what we had to do. We need to get things off our chest. Yeah, and just let everything out. And uh, you know what? I, I think we did a pretty good job tonight, guys. Good job. Yeah, I think so. So before we end the episode, Lauren, what's going on on your 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 side of the program? Uh, well, I, took a, I took a little uh, uh, break. I've, I've been kind of busy the, this morning, or sorry, this this past week. But uh, uh, I should be should be reviewing a, a movie pretty soon. Uh, depends on when my schedule works with the uh, uh, the other guy, but. Uh, uh, we should be having a movie up pretty soon, so I'll I'll keep you guys posted on that. For sure, okay. for sure. And um, all right, let's 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 go ahead and close this episode out. Lauren, what is our social media account on Instagram? On Instagram, our account is Fellowship of the Podcast, all one word. Uh, give us a follow. We got a lot of great stuff. And Kyle, what is our Twitter account? It is uh, Fellowship Pod nineteen. Yeah, you did right. And uh, I run it over there. Uh, I posted some great stuff. Uh, tweet at us, follow us, and um, do all that for, stuff for us, guys. And you can listen to us on Google and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, and of course, right here on the Anchor app or wherever you can possibly find us. Like uh, maybe 
Podbean or whatever the fuck it is called nowadays. But yeah, uh, you can find, you can find us on any um, uh, platform that you guys uh, listen to. And as far as for next week's episode, guys, uh, you know what? We've been going really hard for like the past couple couple weeks and like the last you know month or two. Uh, I think we we decided we're gonna take a, like a little like break for the time being, but we will be back with a review of The Conjuring 3. That would be, uh, I'll say this in two weeks. How about that? We'll, we'll take right. like a little mini break from it, from everything. So that way we can be rejuvenated, you know, fresh in our minds and been, get right back into action. But we'll be back in two weeks uh, to review the, uh, the Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, uh, the movie that just came out uh, a couple weeks ago. So that will be in two weeks, guys. All right. That gives me plenty of time to uh, to watch it. <laughs> yeah. But until then, I hope you guys have a wonderful night. Have a wonderful week. We will see you all back in two weeks. And again, happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. And don't forget to subscribe. And peace out, everybody. Goodbye.